All right. <clears throat> we are back. I told y'all. Once I came, once once we got this work together. That we was going to be getting busy with the get busy. So in my mind, in my mind, we needed to get, like, we have to have more time, right? Because last, yesterday, that was like that. So we're going to have to go back to daytime so that we can really get busy with the with this information because things are probably god willing things are going to move um things are projected to move pretty rapidly at some point and so what I need is for everyone to have some degree of familiarity with the information. Now, y'all already respectfully. Where was they at? They, um. Here we go. Now that's officially the professor right there. Um, so y'all already have gotten, I'm going to say D's. I'm giving, I'm giving y'all D's. Pause. But I'm definitely giving y'all all a D in terms of studying right we, we i haven't i have not seen the work ethic yet i haven't seen the work ethic yet so hold on let me um let me wake some more family up let's wake some more family up i haven't seen the work ethic guys i'm gonna be honest You were you were supposed to um, be memorizing. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, hold on, I'm trying to get. Um, we 
We're trying to bring in the Instagram folks. Let them know we we working. People do not know that we're live right now, and we're going to be live. We're going to be live for some time. Okay, so that's there. Let's give it a second. Dr. Inky incarnate as the true and living soul of Osiris. It's been 4,000 years since you learned true knowledge yourself. Since you learned real black history. Find out the secrets of your soul. How you are being colonized. Take back your history. Create your future. All right, bang, bang. So we are live. My name is Wusir. Freemasonry is the largest and most successful fraternity on earth. And it's black. If we are going to celebrate anything during Black History Month, it should be Freemasonry. Celebrate by learning true black history and transforming your body with Dr. Inky's 120-day challenge. Dr. Inky's groundbreaking research has been backed by Harvard and now the National Library of Medicine. This is Freemasonry at its finest. Remember, before there was a Dr. Sebi or Dr. Inky, there was an Imhotep. Go to Amazon and get your copy now. All right, so <clears throat> we officially live on uh, IG as well as YouTube. Um, if you're on IG, definitely uh, jump over to the YouTube, subscribe. I don't know how long I'll be able to do it, but we are going to have like marathon kind of, you know, like we're going to be doing anywhere from three hours to maybe eight or nine hour sessions, right? Until we get through a good bulk of this information, because I need you guys to understand what it is that we've built, what you've invested in, um, in terms of supporting the website, late packages, cash apps, <clears throat> cash apps, Patreon, your patience with me while I've been in the lab creating this library of information. Like, what is it all that we have here? Right. Um, so we're going to go through it all. Um, as you know, I don't think that you guys are well equipped to share this information with the world right now. Right. Like I said, I'm giving everybody a D for studying, right? That includes people like Derek Arnold, Osborne, Marvin. You're still you're getting a D, right? You have not committed your timetable to memory. You need to learn that timetable. And I'm hoping that as we go through what we have, you guys will understand the value 
of uh, of learning the timetable, and then, um, you know, going even further because the timetable in the algorithm book is just the beginning. You know, that's the foundation, but there's more to the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic, right? There's a there's more to divine mathematics. So there's a lot more um, and we have to see how we apply this day to day, right? It's not about showing off saying we got books, right? Um, my daughter said to me this morning, um, Dad, what what is um what qualifies somebody to be a professor like you? And I'm like, professor like me? I'm not a professor. <laughs> then I check. I start looking. I spend a good bit of time on it. Um, depending on the country, the only thing is you need to overall, like there's, there's different nuances in all different places, but overall, you just need to be a certified or a degree doctor in your chosen, you know, field or whatever that is. And, <clears throat> and then you need to spend at least 10 years teaching. I'm like, wait a minute. That's a low bar. I didn't. I didn't know I passed professorship, you know, 10 years ago. Right. But anyway, let's jump back into. Um, let's just go over some review real quick. Let's go over some review real quick. All right, so I am in the bodybuilding cliff notes, right? And we spell cliff notes with a PH. So you know that we're always, even if we don't say it, you know that this is hydrohemophotophysiology. This is what we do. Right. So last night we began the conversation and we began to go over the uh, National Library of Medicine's article uh, verifying the inky cycle. And uh, not just verifying the information in the inky cycle, but then, you know, their article is dated. Let me give you the exact date on their article. I did not do that last night. I did show you that we have already got out. <laughs> We already got this out, uh, I want to say, nine years ago. Right? Their article, ooh, we. 
their article is very new. So we know who's following who. Their article is June 20th. That's funny. Their article is June 20th of 2022. Now think about that. June 20th of 2022. That's crazy. Right? So not only had our article been released, but we had already been through... Um, I want to say that I went through maybe 10, 10 editions of the Eat Right for Your Haplotype book before it went out of print. So just in case you missed last night. show you inside the book where we uh, created this research. So on page 43, it says the major point, hold on. Hi, my name is Wusir. Freemasonry is the largest and most successful fraternity on earth, and it's black. If we are going to celebrate anything during Black History Month, it should be Freemasonry. Celebrate by learning true black history and transforming your body with Dr. Inky's 120-day challenge. Dr. Inky's groundbreaking research has been backed by Harvard and now the National Library of Medicine, this is Freemasonry at its finest. Remember, before there was a Dr. Sabi or Dr. Inky, there was an Imhotep. Go to Amazon and get your copy now. In the kitchen. Duh. The major point is cells that developed in the cold climate created bodies filled with enzymes and biochemical reactions to support life in the cold. Now, let me ask y'all a question. The people that's watching. Right, definitely hit the likes, hit the subscribe, hit the cash app, right? But let me ask y'all a question real quick. So I can see who's studying. How many cells, I mean, how many enzymes are in your cells on average? Come on now. Yeah, see, y'all taking too long to answer this. How many enzymes are in your cells on average? See, this is why I'm saying it's supposed to just come like that. It's supposed to come like that. You're supposed to be memorizing that timetable. Which cytochrome recycles the ATP? Come on now. It's supposed to come like that. It's not supposed to take a long time for these answers. See, y'all taking too long. 
and somebody just blinked off their computer so they could go look it up. J. Alex, thousands. That's the wrong answer. Which Cytochrome is the one that recycles the ATP? Come on, it's taking too long. Cytochrome 5. Okay, that's good. How is Cytochrome 5 work? What, what powers Cytochrome 5? Yeah, I'm going to assume we just gave up on the first answer, the first question. What powers Cytochrome 5? Come on. See, y'all looking stuff up. Y'all supposed to have this memorized. Like, if I ask you, what's your name? It's supposed to come right out. Bang. When I say, how many enzymes is in the average cell? 60,000. If I say, how many mitochondria is in the average cell? 15 to 2,500. It takes up one-fourth of the cell. Like, it got to come like that. No, y'all not studying. Y'all better stop playing and start doing that, that algorithm. See, y'all not studying. Y'all not studying. Listen, I know part of it is because the books have been coming out so fast. I'm going to blame myself. That's why y'all didn't get Fs. Y'all just got Ds. I'm going to blame myself. The books have been coming out so fast. You haven't had a chance to fully read them and study them and digest them. And then because I've been <laughs> creating the books, I haven't been live, which means I haven't been able to go through the books that we already have as they're coming out with you. So, but I figured since I made the timetable, this is the reason why I put the timetable on a video and put it to music. So you could just listen to it in the car. You could listen to it while you're working out. Like you could just listen to that. It's easy to just let it play in the background while you cooking dinner, making your breakfast, while you ironing your clothes. Like you could play the timetable. You need to start listening to that. You got to learn that. No, F60 is the name of the motor. But that doesn't tell how the ATP works, like what is powering the ATP recycling. That is protons. Hydrogen protons are powering cytochrome 5 to recycle the ATP. Where do the protons come from? The protons come from the structured water inside the cell. See, a lot of people, they don't really know this. Inf not a lot of None of these guys that you listening to on the internet that's talking about structured water understand what it is. Some of them still saying that they selling you structured water. Structured water is not a liquid. It's a gel. That's number one. The process of your cells producing structured water separates the charges. So you get a pool of free electrons. But if you really study this, you got to ask yourself, well, where's the rest of the water molecule going? If we got a pool of free electrons, then that means we also have a pool of what? Protons, right? The charges are separate. So what's happening is melanin is harnessing the electrons and feeding those to NAD. We're going to get back into the article. That's the inky cycle. The other part of the inky cycle is what's happening on the back end what are those protons doing 
those protons are being used by the mitochondria, cytochrome number five, to produce and power, to power the F60 motor to produce that ATP. Come on, man. Let's let's get let's let's get let's get to doing this. Let's get to work. <clears throat> yeah, let's get to work. Now, um, anyway, so we show here, right? Now y'all y'all have been with me the whole time, so y'all know they just dropped their article in 2022 in June, right? In cancer season at that. Ain't that crazy? At the cusp of cancer season, they dropped their article, right? In 2022, think about that. So literally after I had just sent out the article to all the doctors, <laughs> you know, what? Six months later, they put out the remix, <laughs> Six months later, they put out the remix. But we had already been doing this work for, you know, a decade at least. Right. So on page 43 in the Eat Right for Your Haplotype, we show beyond the shadow of a doubt that we was head and shoulders. Right. So anyway, the major point is cells that develop in the cold climate create bodies filled with enzymes and biochemical reactions to support life in the cold. Equatorial cells did the same in regards to heat this is completely energy driven as heat is the sensation of negative ions entering the body and cold is the sensation of positive ions entering the body the central biological unit in the body that regulates energy isn't an organ or gland it's a bacteria mitochondria right now we go on to say on page 44 which we didn't really review last night was that nuclear DNA controls building the structures of the body. However, the mitochondria has much more genetic information than nuclear DNA and is solely responsible for animating the body's structures, right? So what, what you would call or refer to as your soul or your spirit or your consciousness Right. The thing that is making you talk and think and move and feel and. Mitochondria is powering that process. Right. Mitochondria is the end target for all food, drink and produces all of the body's energy. This makes the most effective. This makes this the most effective enzyme in the body to external phenomena. This means that the major differences in dietary regimens should be focusing on the mitochondria. This means detoxification should be focused on the mitochondria. Nuclear DNA in the histones, this means diet and detox, if not geared to your biochemistry, which is really the relationship of these proteins, nuclear DNA, mitochondria, and histones, well, then you know you're wasting your time. Yo, somebody gave themselves a C minus. <laughs> Yo, you cannot give yourself a C minus once the professor already gave you. <laughs> once the professor already gave you a D, it's over. 
Now that I got my hot water, I'm getting ready to add. Look at this. I'm getting ready to add this right into my hot water, just like that. Oh, yeah. Because it's Michigan. Weather think I'm playing games. Y'all better get y'all blue magic website. You're looking at mine. Now, hold on. My bad. Hi. My name is Wusir. Freemasonry is the largest and most successful. Dr. Inky incarnate as the true and living soul of Osiris. It's been 4,000 years since you learned true knowledge yourself. Since you learned real black history. Find out the secrets of your soul. How you are being colonized. Take back your history. Create your. All right, so we started off the article, and the article basically says that black people and white people have uh, serious pronounced differences in their energy system in their body, right? Now, this is groundbreaking because we know that energy is what our ancestors would refer to as spirit, right? The unseen that is responsible for manifesting what we can see, feel, touch, and hear, right? So here it is in writing, the National Library of Medicine, right? Say that African-Americans have differences in mitochondrial bioenergetics, which may provide crucial insight to the mechanisms for increased susceptibility to metabolic diseases. So now we have a modern. Now, after we've been doing this for how many years, right? Melanin versus diabetes. Now, the National Library of Medicine is now saying, hold up, that guy with the gold teeth over there? Yeah, you you know, the melanin versus diabetes crew? That's a real thing. That's a whole vibe right there, right? Now, we have a lower total energy expenditure and resting metabolic rate compared to Caucasians, but paradoxically have a higher amount of skeletal muscle mass. So with less work, we carry more muscle. Now, as we go through this, right, we're going to talk about how to apply what it is that we have and why what we have is structured this way. So now... Two books, right? This is the gold book. <laughs> Yo, I love the fact that the gold book is always invisible on the green screen. This is epic. 
right? You know this is magic, right? We have the gold book and we have Melanin vs. Diabetes Research Volume 3, which is the fiscal edition, right? This kind of provides a lot of the science that, um, yeah, this provides a lot of the science. But the gold book has the blueprint. Why? The article, and we're going to go through, the article is, is pretty lengthy. We're going we're gonna to spend time going through it. That's why I said, you know, that's why we're starting the class. Like I said, we're going to do three hours, eight hours, five hours. I don't know, but we day after day after day, we're going to go at it. If, if your body as a black person, a brown person, a Latino person, if your body has differences in how it uses energy, right? And how it produces muscle, then before we get into any dietary anything right let's go back to basics if and it's now proven so we not we 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 styling off folks we got the proof now <clears throat> we got the proof the national library of medicine the Na <laughs> the national library of medicine has already done the highest level of scrutiny and research to validate what it is that we're doing over here. Okay, so we I, like I've been telling y'all forever, we're not the same as these guys, right? So now if your body as a brown, black, or Latino person produces energy differently, if you build muscle differently, then that means what? That means you should exercise differently than your Caucasian counterparts. These are only the facts. These are only the facts because what's hidden that's not written in plain sight in the scientific article or in my articles is what i mean i kind of discuss it in the eat right where i just read right that the polar haplotypes that evolved they had to you know their lifestyle was completely different because their environment was completely different see again this is why I'm telling you all these guys is goofballs. This is why over the years, y'all thought like Inky's just the cranky old guy. No, I'm telling you that Bruce Lipton and the guys that quote those Bruce Lipton videos so they could try to, you know, remix that and be the first one to the black YouTube space with the, the brand new white guy lingo. They don't know what they're talking about because their teachers are not addressing you, right? When Bruce Lipton puts out his information and goes, oh yeah, well, you know, the environment is the primary shaper for um, 
the environment is the primary shaper for how your cells develop. Where's the rest of that story? That's the beginning. That's the beginning. That's like an intro. <laughs> That's like an intro to an amazing song, to an amazing chapter, to an amazing verse, to an amazing story. The environment's different. The cells develop different. If the environment's different, if the environment is different, then that means what I need to do to survive in the environment is different. Now, Black folks, we talk about that kind of when we talk about you know, does white privilege exist? Obstacles I got to go through growing up in the hood versus growing up in a nice neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. You don't apply that a step further to your biochemistry. You don't apply that historically to your biochemistry. Over the years when I've been saying things like horizontal gene transfer, single nucleotide polymorphisms it's going over folks heads a single let me simplify it for all of you that do not have the book race hustlers volume one you you need to kind of have that book because we go into really understanding what single nucleotide polymorphisms are in that book but i'll simplify it as best i can for you here the environment impacts and the environment includes light, rain, blah, 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 but also your diet, uh, the type of shows you watch, the music you listen to, how you dress, dance, have sex, who you having sex with, like all of the things that would make up your lifestyle are in your environment. If they're not in your environment, they can't be a part of your lifestyle. Everybody is affected in a given environment by these things that are available to them, the things that act on them, right? Dr. Sebi told you to eat Brazil nuts. And what did we do? We all ran out and we got Brazil nuts. Now, am I saying anything's wrong with Brazil nuts? But, <clears throat> you know, I'll let you be the judge, but he never mentioned that Brazil nuts is radioactive. Brazil nuts and bananas. Do I eat Brazil nuts and bananas? I do. But they are the most radioactive food, right? We live in a radioactive environment. Some environments and places are more radioactive than others. Like people that live in Denver. You see what I'm saying? Like, so these are little things. And I don't want to get off into a tangent about radioactivity. But what I'm saying is everybody's environment is different. What we're exposed to over time becomes a part of our genetic makeup. And it becomes a part of our genetic makeup. Frozen in time, written as a code. <laughs> Single nucleotide polymorphism. Um, 
you know, but these, this just means proclivity, potential. It, just, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't doom you to this or that. It just means that historically, you know, it's just like having a gene, a BRCA1 gene or BRCA2 gene, right? Uh, a lot of men, a lot of women are, are scared about that. That only means that somebody in your history had cancer, breast cancer. Doesn't mean you'll have it, it just means someone else had it, right? But based on the differences of what we have to do to survive in these environments, our bodies shape different, right? Now, living at the equator, living at the equator is primarily a carbohydrate-based diet. Not only is it primarily a carbohydrate-based diet, but the environment, the air around, the air is rich in UVB. The air is rich in uh, negative ions. So what does that mean? That means because the air quality is different, the plants are different, right? The plants, plants release a lot of chemicals. Plants release a lot of chemicals, some good for us, some not good for us, right? But plants are the source of aromatic amino acids. Plants are the source of aromatic amino acids. You need the aromatic amino acids to create all of the pigments in your body. And not just to create them, but to sustain them. Right? Hemoglobin is a pigment that needs to be sustained. Right? You make two to three... How many... I was about to say, I didn't give you the answer. I was about to say, how many blood cells you make every second? Right? Um, but you've got to reproduce millions of blood cells so you need the raw resources to produce this pigment all the time and that's just the heme right the hemoglobin that's required for the two three million blood cells every second that's not including the mitochondria the mitochondria require the same pigment for cytochrome one, two, three, and four, primarily, right? Cytochrome five is another whole monster, right? But your mitochondria need these heme pigments. So you have to have these aromatic amino acids for your melanin, your neuromelanin, your external melanin, your melanopsin, your rhodopsin, you know, That's that's the algorithm. That's that's the algorithm. That's that's the algorithm. Dr. Inky incarnate as the true and living soul of Osiris. It's been 4,000 years since you learned true knowledge yourself. Since you learned real black history. Find out the secrets of your soul. 
how you are being colonized. What is it? What Yo, is we it? gotta get out of that Illuminati mindset, but now I'm starting to really think like, you know, what is it? What is Southern your soul is a really serious thing. Thoughts and emotions combined into a voice, yep. an electromagnetic signature that articulates choice. Choice is distinction. Distinction is information. Life as we know it is organized information's incarnation to create more and store more the alpha magma. Codified and chemist is the Falcon's plasma. Satan is a trick. Blatant as a dick to be complacent in this shit makes you a patient that is sick. The truth is, you are a true star. Your caterpillar construction cocoons a new star. The real definition of selling your soul first is trading becoming stellar for a star on Earth. Second, you help block creation, illumination, separating information, billions of years in accumulation. Blindly, nigga, we couldn't be more stupid. Sound becomes light. Life is raw music. <laughs> The etymology of photography is the right with light. Big Willie, well I am, type of hype, get it? Do you understand what footage is? Skin on tree trunks with visual acoustics is. Would it mean to own your image and likeness exclusive is? That's your light, clueless kid in a ruthless fist. The image is your soul, the likeness is your swag, and there's no fucking way I trade that for a bag. Your soul is electromagnetic fields. Your voice is the specific frequency it yields. Encoding your thoughts, encoding your emotion. When those waves collapse, the culture's your commotion, nigga. Keep your guns, your squeeze proper. Culture vultures as cowards and eavesdroppers. The digital age, we clearly got a label. Sound becoming light as the periodic table. That's, that's the algorithm. Now, because the environment is different, because the air quality is different, the light is different, the water mineral concentration is different, the fauna, the plant life is all different, the chemicals in the air are different. This nose is different. Your nose is special. Your nose is special. That's what I'm saying. Your nose is special. This is why the nose was blowed off of your, your stuff, you know. There's only one entrance into your biochemistry. I'm not sure if you ever paid attention to that or not. But your eyes have eyelids, right? And your mouth can close. You only have one opening in and out of your body. Now, you can open your mouth. You can open your eyes. But, you know, you, there's only one straight opening. That's just like a straight shot, right? And so the reason why the nose is a, 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 a very unique identifying trait is because again, your noses are different based on the environment, your haplotype, where you come from, um, as a sign of your biochemistry. And then to take it a step further, not just as a sign from your biochemistry, 
but cellular respiration, which is the basis of life, the basis of your health, the basis of, right? Whether we're talking about physical health and we're talking about exercising, right? If we're talking about exercising, it's always a measure of getting your heart rate up, right? How did you get your heart rate up? You know, that's why even when we do the push-ups, the calisthenics, there's a time to it. How many can you do in 60 seconds? Because in order for you to do it in 60 seconds, there's a minimum pace that you have to do it in, right? So now physical health is tied to the breath. But if we've ever explored emotions and, and, and you know things like that, we know that your emotions are tied to your breathing patterns, right? And then those of us that may be in some other spiritual systems, we know that in those systems, we learn that our spirit is tied to our breath. If we've ever studied any martial arts, we know that the power that we're able to harness and channel into our strikes, um, sounds, our footwork, is tied to the breath. So the breath is the conscious control of the subconscious facets of our body. We can tap into our subconscious um, and control things there via controlling our breath. All of that starts with our nose. Right. So I just had a, you know, I just want you to get as much of this information as possible. So you're as well rounded in your understanding as you can be. Now, back to the basic premise, different environment. You got to do different things to survive. Right now. In a warm climate. Well, pretty much everything is just right there growing for you. Right. So. You're not being chased. You're not being chased and you're not chasing anything else. And contrary to what you may think, being chased is not what's going to give you the fast twitch muscle. I know people joke like that. You know what I'm saying? I joke like that. It's funny. You know, yeah, you know, the Africans, you know, the lions was chasing them. So they had to develop. Nobody was chasing anybody. That was not happening because just like the, uh, the people had lots of food available to them, so did the animals at the equator, right? Because animals are layered, right? You got little tiny ones, not so tiny. You know, not, you know, not as tiny as the not so tiny. And then you go all the way up to medium and large. So there was plenty of animals everywhere. And because there's plenty of plants, there's plenty of the vegan animals, right? Which are classified mostly as prey. Plentiful everywhere. So all predators and pseudo predators, which is what I would call people. All predators and pseudo predators had a plethora 
of things to choose from that were delicious and nutritious that did not pose a threat. Listen to what I'm saying. There is a big difference between trying to trap a rabbit or some fish for dinner time or breakfast or whatever you're doing <clears throat> versus, you know, like some other folks or like a, a dangerous cat, right? Because when you get into the polar regions, right, that's where the science of apex predators becomes important. Because when you get into an environment where food is scarce, who's left? Who's left? If you get into an environment where food is scarce, who's left? The Bodman. The Bodman them, right? Of every different whatever, right? The toughest survive. So now, when it comes down to the come down, the toughest have to go head to head. And whoever loses that battle is going to become dinner time. Right? So eating was a dangerous thing. You know, like, so... In those spaces, yeah, you need fast twitch muscle, right? But what you primarily need is slow twitch muscle. Because the game of finding food, wild game, right? The game of eating is going to be about endurance, Hunting is about endurance, right? It may take you days, maybe weeks in those type of environments to find you something that you can eat for a good amount of time. Because remember, it's not just about you eating. You got to bring it back for the missus, the babies, and depending on who you are, you might you might be responsible for leading the group for the tribe. And in order for you to even find something for that game to begin, <clears throat> you may have to travel a far distance. You may have to travel a far distance because that's how you kept your women and children safe in those environments. Remember, you live in the polar region, it's no food up there. Everything is food to everything else. So your babies are adorable and special to you, but you got some big cats or some canines. A bear, you know, like other other animals and maybe even other tribes of clans, they don't care. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna find your women and children, rape the women, eat the children, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Or rape, you know, like it's it's ugly in that space. So you want to be tucked away in a remote place with your family is tucked away because the toughest of the group 
has to leave the family by itself. So even the women and children got to be tough to an extent in these environments because they got to be left alone for weeks, maybe a month or two, while the tougher men, the warriors go and look, you know, to kill up stuff and bring back some food, right? So that means that there's long periods of time when there's no eating and blah, blah, blah. So now, not only does the muscle fibers that develop between the polar regions and the equatorial regions need to be different, but how fat is stored in the body has to be different. How fat is metabolized in the body has to be different. So now what you're looking at is fat storage being different, fat metabolism being different, muscle fiber development being different. Now, <clears throat> if I have different fat storage and metabolism, what does that mean? That means that I have different levels and different types of estrogen in my body, right? So now we're dealing with the hormones. See how we build this out? These niggas don't stay in the studio long enough to fuck with us. I, I'm trying to tell you. I, I told you, it's goat time. You see it right there. That's what that is, right? That's the square. Or the L. You didn't know that the L in the English language is, is a square. That's why the L is the 12th letter. Y'all need to go do your Y'all need to study them algorithms. Anyway, then you see the circle seven right here, right? That's what that is. The G is a circle seven. Right? And then you see the zero, right? And then you see our trademarked, our trademarked logo here. And then you see the Jed pillar, which is the most beautiful, 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 beautiful glyph ever created by uh, the Egyptian people, if you ask me. This is the most beautiful and most information loaded. Because not only does the Jed represent the spine, but the Jed also represents the fifth cytochrome that makes the ATP. Right? And not only does it, you, you, if, you, if you know what you're looking at, right? But, so if you know what you're looking at, you will see that immediately. But just in case... You wasn't sure what you was looking at. They put the mitochondria right there on top of it. Crazy. And then this jet pillar is supposed to be, here you go. This jet pillar is supposed to be what? The spine of Osiris, right? And who's Osiris? Osiris is the father to Horus. So, as the fifth cytochrome, what does this thing do? Give birth to Horus, right? Like, 
this glyph right here is uh, like, I feel like this glyph is more ingenious than even the pyramids. Like this glyph is tough right here, right? Because even if you take a look at these lines, right, going across the top to represent the vertebrae, you have four going across, right? But the four growing across have two divisions, right? Which makes three, right? If you have a line with two divisions in it, you got a line going across with two divisions in it. One, two. That separates that line into three lines. So not only now do we have 12 if we count them, but you're also looking at the formation of your nucleotides. Anyway. <clears throat> We'll deal with that in the see where y'all get the master edition. This is some other shit in this book. Anyway, where was we at? Oh, so if you have different type of fat storage, different type of fat metabolism, right? You have different estrogen levels because your fat is a part of your endocrine system in regards to recycling and producing estrogens. So the fatter you are, the more estrogen your body has, right? The fatter you are, the more anti-muscle your body is because not only does the fat produce estrogen which makes you fatter but also those fat cells are producing another hormone called resistin resistin is a hormone that basically tells your body to break down muscle fibers that you don't need muscle you need fat Right. You don't need muscle. You need fat. Right. So. Your hormone cascade is completely different. Now, on the flip side, let's say you come from the equatorial region. Right. Clearly. <laughs> that means you have more fast twitch muscle. Right. You don't have the slow twitch muscle for endurance. And you don't have the fast twitch muscle because lion is chasing you. You actually have the fast twitch muscle because you're only doing short amounts of like not you're not you're not really doing that much work. Oh no, no, listen to what I'm saying. You live in the perfect environment. The equator is the Garden of Eden. You live in the perfect environment. You're doing very little work. Right. So. Because of that, your body takes all of its resources. Towards producing as much muscle as it can. And getting rid of any and all fat. So your body does not want to carry fat at all. Your body does not want to carry or store any fat at all. It is not in your genetic memory to carry fat. So Sabi was a genius in terms of that. So was Dr. Africa. They both was frail. <laughs> they could have did a few more push-ups though. Dr. Africa should have been ashamed of himself too because he came from the military, so he knew better, right? But low body fat which is the reason why 
Let me see. Bringing us around to these two books. All right, hold on. Now, I put the whole blueprint, the 120, the 120 day blueprint is in the gold book, right? But what I did not do with the gold book was put a tracking system for your development, right? There's, there's no tracking system for your development. What supplements, how to eat, when to eat, all that's in the goal book. The exercise, all that stuff is in the goal book. But there's no tracking system. So when you get to divine mathematics, you now have a tracking system, right? And the tracking system includes your food, your calories, your carbs, your proteins, your fats, so you can understand what you're consuming. Uh, your current weight and or body percentage, body fat percentage, right? And then it tracks the change from last measurement to this measurement, right? Then it, it tracks your exercises every day. Right. Not only that, <clears throat> inside the Divine Mathematics book, we track the gym, the meals, time each day, you're performing all this stuff. So everything is tracked in, in, into good detail, or at least that's what I thought anyway. Right. But we also have. Is that in divine mathematics? No, that might be in the algorithm. Because I realized, I realized that there was some stuff that I did, you know, that I didn't have in the book. Right. So I wound up having to add more tracking stuff. People like, yeah, you got this, but you didn't get, you didn't add this. And what if I got diabetes? How do I track my medicine? How do I track my blood sugar? Blah, 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 blah. Right? So we added all of those things in the algorithm book. So you could track your meds, track your blood sugar, right? Um, like we just have all of those little things. You know, and most importantly, um, something that we invented. This is the this is the sole intellectual property of Melanin versus Diabetes Research Group. Your carb max number. First things first is how you figure out what that carb max number is, right? So, in order for you to figure out your carb max number, you have to know how many active beta cells you have. And you have to know how those beta cells function so that you know how much insulin your body's putting out per day. And not just insulin, 
you need to know how much GABA and amylin your body's also putting out with the insulin. GABA and amylin also metabolize blood sugar. Insulin, GABA, amylin metabolize blood sugar. Once you got a good idea of what your output is, now you can go, wait a minute, back to the timetable. One unit of insulin metabolizes how much carbs? 12 grams of carbon, 12. So now we know we can calculate, oh, well, naturally, without any medication, my body's good for 300, you know, calories, you know, carbs or 600 or 1,000, whatever the case may be, maybe 100, you know. It's 100, you know, but now you got a rough idea of what your body can do without medication. So this is not stop your medication. This, we don't do that. But now you can shape your diet because I see a lot of people out there foolishly trying to steal and mimic what we have built and they, they doing it wrong. Right. We don't put people on a fruit fast with diabetes. We put people on the fruit of the earth fast with diabetes. Fruit of the earth not only includes fruits, but it includes vegetables. It includes grains. It includes all things that naturally grow from the earth. It's just a swaggier way of saying a vegan slash, you know, plant based diet. Right. But our thing is. We don't want to use that terminology because vegan. And plant based, they went all the way to the left. Based on commercial interests. So the reminder and the focus is while we're having our plant based diet, we want to make sure that we focus on pigments. If we focus on getting a good variety of pigments in. That's going to make sure we get the minerals we need, the vitamins we need, the antioxidants we need, like all of those other little categories of micronutrients we'll be able to hit without thinking about it. Because that's where all the nutrients are in plants. The nutrients in plants are located in between the fiber and the pigment. In between the fiber and the pigment, all the good stuff is trapped in there. So when corporations take natural food and process it, they break it down and they strip out the pigment, racial food shit, right? But they strip out the pigment and then they also get rid of the fiber. So what you have left is basically a sugar product. And then they take the minerals put those in little bottles. They take the vitamins, put those in other little bottles, take the fiber, powderize that, put that in the box, take the pigment and put those in little bottles. And now they can sell you the food devoid of all nutrition. And then they can sell you the vitamins that should have been in the food, the minerals that should have been in the food, the antioxidants that should have been in the food, along with the zeaxanthins, the lutein's and the 
you know, all of the different pigments and tell you, oh, this is for your eye health or this is for your penis health or this is for your breast, you know, whatever. But all these things are supposed to be in the food. You know what I'm saying? They come from the food before they get put into the bottles. This is why herbs are different because herbs are those natural foods just put all the way into the bottle with the fiber and the, the minerals, the vitamins, the this, the that, and the sugars and all that. All together. Right? All together. Right? Now, again, the difference between what we have at American Healer website and all these other niggas that ships out products way faster than I... <laughs> They don't know this information. So their, their herbs and shit, they are not formulated with any of this in mind. So anyway, in the divine mathematics book, what you also have when you go to page four, right? So if you have this book right now, go to page four. Pull this out, go to page four. Right. What you'll notice. Is there is a program on page four. It starts at 3 a.m. Right. From 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. Is your lowest body temperature. Right. This is the time for what? Your thyroid activity. We go through a complete 24-hour cycle. I'm not going to do that on the video. You got to get the book. <laughs> Listen, it's people that's not buying the books because they think that I'm going to say everything that's in the book and they could just watch the video and re-watch it and write it down and steal the drip. No, nigga. If you're going to try and steal the information, you're going to at least give me that what is that? 1299, 21, 20, 2299. No, nigga. Right? <clears throat> so on page four, we go through the 24-hour period. Why is this important? So that you know how to set up your workout. Best for your personal haplotype, best for your personal body type best for your actual goals, right? Because everybody's exercising for different reasons. Some people feel like they're perfectly healthy. They just want to get their little apron, you know, six pack together. Um, some people have some heart stuff. Some people got some bronchial stuff. You know, like whatever it is, there's a way to maximize the efficiency of these exercises beyond polar versus equatorial, right? So anyway, like I said, we're going to go through all this stuff. Now, drip too hard. Derek, do you have the times table memorized? Boogie Smurf. Shout out to my guy, Boogie Smurf, in the building. 
Boogie is the goat when it comes to dancing. That's why his name is Boogie. You know what I'm saying? But Boogie don't have his timetable memorized either. <laughs> so I'm gonna need y'all to do that. Right? But anyway, so from the equatorial region, remember we went over. Don't worry. We get lost, I'll bring us back. We went over the difference, some of the differences in how the biochemistry, at least we were beginning the conversation, right? So polar haplotypes, they store fat differently, metabolize fat differently, which means they are producing a lot more estrogen. The men and the women and the children, they're producing a lot more estrogen to feed those fat cells without food. Estrogen feeds your fat cells without any food. So your fat cells have the ability to grow without eating. This is the trap that some of y'all are in. See, y'all don't know this shit. Your personal trainers don't know this shit. Your holistic healers don't know this shit. The only people that know this is the doctors. And the doctors, they're going to point you to some shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, let's get you on this pill right now. Get under this knife. Right. They go to make if you feel like something's wrong with you. I don't listen to some of these guys. You know what I'm saying? They're going to make it seem like something's wrong with you. It's not nothing wrong with you. You struggling, trying to lose weight. You exercising, you doing this, that and the other. You taking shit. You you drinking Steve Harvey powder. You, you drinking. Uh, uh, what is that shit? Uh, special.
Hell no, it's not over. Ryan, you must have came in late, champ. <laughs> hey, listen. What's the last thing y'all heard me say? Y'all been trying to eat different stuff and you can't lose the weight and you think it's you, right? Okay. Ryan got the red books. Beautiful. Ryan just got the red books. Beautiful. No, we need... We need my man, Mr. Robinson, up in here. You know, he comes in and he he puts up the Amazon, the website, the cash app. Let me at least throw the cash app. There we go. Oh, spot reduction is absolutely real. Spot reduction is real, and I talk about how to actually do, damn, I don't know what book that's in, but we talk about that. That might be in, let me see, that might be in book three. Yo, book three is like crazy. It's crazy because it's so tiny, and you hear me say all the time, Oh, yeah, book three, book three. Uh, it's definitely in one of these books, though. Spot reduction is a real thing. <clears throat> they did a couple of tests on it, right? And those tests is what told them that spot reduction wasn't real. And they did a few more tests and got different results and they find out depending on how you exercise spot reduction is very real but okay i, I can't find it and i want to stay on task but you got to read these books <laughs> You see all these distractions, but you got to go through these books. All right. So fat and estrogen are, um, fat and estrogen come together and, um, yes, click the thumbs up. Make a donation to the cash app. Support the patron channel. There we go. No, 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 no. That was a hell of a good question. That was a good question. You're not derailing nothing. That was a good question. Um, questions are welcomed. We, that's why we have time. So we can, you know what I'm saying? Um, I wish I would have been able to pinpoint, you know, write in which one of these books for you. But, um, but yeah, that was a good question. And, um maybe something that requires more detail more conversation you know what i'm saying but estrogen reinforces fat cells so there's a mechanism for you to like get fatter without food you know what i'm saying so this is where 
you start to see things and, you know, we just throw different, you know, we call it different stuff. Um, usually we just say some people are greedy. You know, this guy got a fast metabolism, slow metabolism, big bone, you know, stuff like that. Cause we don't really know what's going on, but estrogen reinforces fat cells, fat cells reinforce estrogen. Nasty cycle, right? Now, on the flip side, testosterone reinforces muscle, muscle reinforces testosterone, right? So a major difference in the mitochondrial behavior of polar and equatorial, um, or not even behavior, the structure of mitochondria is different. If you come from a polar haplotype, I'm looking around trying to figure out how I could give you a good example of this shit. Um, you know what? We may have to just make up some shit on the spot. How about this? <clears throat> Let's do this. I'm going to open up. Yeah. I'll be having like little uh, PowerPoints, but they just for like scrap, just so I can work stuff out and like kind of draw stuff or whatever, right? All right, so let's go here. Let me give you an example of what's the difference between polar, and this should actually be in one of these books. This might wind up being in a future update of the True and Living Proof book, because this is important. So see, I'm going to learn things as we do these classes and I'm going to learn how to be a better uh, teacher as well. Right. So hopefully you can see this. Right. So let's go cytochrome one, two, three, four, and fuck it, we'll do five too. Right. So five. Bear with me for a second as we make this little diagram. If I could show you this, because you really need to see some of this shit to really get it. Right. And this is mad important. Um, all right, so yeah, bang, bang, bang. All right, so this is how, now this ain't exactly how it looks, but you'll be able to get a good understanding of it. Oh, hold up, I need to get a, a cytochrome five though. Uh, oh, perfect. Here, let's grab this from right here. Boop. Drip too hard. All right, bam. Yeah, we're going to put that right there. Let's make him a little taller. Hold on, man. Let's make him a little taller. They're not allowing us to make him taller. All right, we're just going to do that like that. All right, now. This is how this is supposed to go, right? 
Now, this is a super simplified example, just so you could get the idea of this. Bang, let's turn that red, right? Now, this is an example of what your mitochondria got to do, right? Now, this is super simplified, so don't try to like debunk me. <laughs> Because right? this is not exactly all wise, right, and exact. This is just approximation so you can get an understanding of what's going on. <clears throat> this is your electron transport chain. Electron transport chain. Right. Trip too hard. Yo, Drake put out a new video. Now, I, I keep up with whatever's going on with Drake. He got a new video for him and um, Sexy Red, I think her name is. I think Drake be stalking me, bro. Drake just need to send me a few dollars. Me and Drake should do a book deal. That's what we need to do. Right? All right, bang, bang. So this is what this is, the electron transport chain. Now, this is electrons. In essence, each cytochrome kind of has to pass the electron down. And that creates the potential, right, so that Right, so this is the electron and this is the proton. We probably need like a little key. Yeah, so let's let's get a little uh, key so people will know what this is. And let's move these all down. And then we can do this like this. All right, boop, boop. Grab this, put that there. Electron, right, grab this, put this over here. Proton, all right, bang. Y'all probably can't even see these little ass words, right? Let's make these bigger. Yeah, let's put a little drip on these guys, yeah. I know we got some old niggas trying to watch. They're like, Inky, I can't even see them. <laughs> My mama might be trying to watch this video. Like, boy, would you put them little words on the screen like that? All right, so bam. So now we got it, right? So the electrons moving through here. Yeah, fast like that. Produces the potential so that the little... Uh, the motors are able to grab the protons and move them up through here, right? Anyway, <clears throat> the reason why we have this example is because this is the difference between polar and equatorial haplotypes. Now, once you see this, common sense is very simple, right? 
if this guy right here has to pass the rock to this guy, right? And then this guy has to pass the rock to this guy and pass the rock to this guy. It stands to reason that the further apart these cytochromes are from each other, the more times somebody's going to drop the ball. Think about what we saw in the Super Bowl, if you watch the Super Bowl. Or think about the NBA, you know what I'm saying, like basketball. The further away the person gets, the harder the pass is to complete, right? You almost never have somebody throwing from first base to second base and they drop the ball. Like, that's an error. But now if somebody is catching it in deep left field, outfield, and they trying to make a play at first base, oh, yeah, it's possible that the ball could get dropped, right? The further away these cytochromes are from each other, the more drop balls you have, right? And drop balls go everywhere, right? These drop balls is what becomes the nasty free radicals. These drop balls produce nasty free radicals, right? Now, the difference between Polar haplotypes and equatorial haplotypes is that polar haplotypes, their cytochromes are farther away from each other than equatorial haplotypes. So the equatorial haplotypes cytochromes will look like this. It's damn near a handoff, right? It's damn near a handoff because the, the cytochromes are so tight. Now, because the cytochromes are so tight and there's almost no leakage, right? The leakage is the drop passes. That's what the leakage is, right? That's why the muscle fibers and everything is different at this level because of the behavior of the mitochondria, right? How much free radicals is being produced. So... It's two things in the mitochondria that's playing a key role in the difference. A, how close the cytochromes are to each other, right? And then the other thing that we looked at yesterday, which is um, the pigment that's around there. Where the hell is that at? Hold on. I had that up, right? This. Right? So that's going to be the other thing. Okay, y'all can't even see it. I'm like this. My bad. So hopefully you got that example. If not, uh, I apologize. That's, that's the best way I could think of to come up with something for you to see right but so not only do you have there's a difference in how close the cytochromes are right but there's also a difference in the amount the amount of melanin distributed around the mitochondria to absorb those free radicals being produced. 
right? And then the type of the melanin. So that's basically three major differences, right? How close the cytochromes are, and then how much melanin is around the mitochondria to absorb the free radicals. Now, if there's no melanin to absorb all those drop passes and fumbles, right? Yeah, football is probably the best analogy. If there's no melanin to absorb those drop passes and fumbles, those things destroy the cell. And that's where you get into the conversation like um, David Sinclair. Um, he's the guy that was funded by Bill Gates at Harvard, and he discovered resveratrol. Now, how niggas get to say they discovered grape nutrients when we have Osiris? I have no idea, but whatever, right? But that's his claim to fame. Mind you, there's a lot of goofy niggas that's watching Davis and Claire videos that's either trying to come back into the black YouTube space and tell you shit that they got from him, or they're hitting me up. Hey, Inky, have you heard of David Sinclair? Bro, I heard of everybody, man. None of those niggas is the GOAT. Okay, David Sinclair is funded by Bill Gates to lure you niggas in with talk of resveratrol and shit like that and Horvath clock and methyl markers and blah, blah, blah. And then he tells you what is his blueprint to the ultimate anti-aging to take daily metformin and aspirin. <laughs> I said, yo, these niggas are crazy for everybody. So a part of David Sinclair's message is he's trying to get metformin deregulated so that people don't need a prescription for it. That you can just go grab metformin and just pop, you know, pop them like aspirin. And, and this, I'll be looking at these niggas like, is this your king? <laughs> Is this your king? You don't keep underestimating the guy with the Gucci frames and the gold teeth. So anyway, anyway, right? Because the mitochondria is structured different, right? This is sacred geometry your ancestors was getting into. Because the shape is different. Because the ratios, listen now, the ratios between these shapes is different. The energy moving around inside and around these shapes is different. So what does that mean? That means you have less, you know, you, you age slower. Right. But that's on the, the macro scale. On the micro scale, it means that you're going to have more fast twitch muscle. Right. And along with the more fast twitch muscle, you're going to have a higher propensity towards anabolic hormones. Right. And this is the significance of me explaining to you niggas 
the whole story behind steroids, right? And it's worth me re-mentioning here. This is why I said we're going to have long classes so I don't have to rush or skip certain shit, right? But you have to remember the story of steroids. See, now that you know what you just heard today, the story about steroids is going to make way more sense, right? First of all, uh, Carl Thomas is a... Is it Carl Thomas? Carl Lewis is a bitch-ass nigga, right? Carl Lewis is a snitch, right? Ben Johnson should have been recognized as the GOAT. I like Ben Johnson. I honor Ben Johnson. Y'all should honor Ben Johnson too, right? I'm gonna tell you why. Because Ben Johnson found out that Germany and most of the other white athletes they was running against. Actually, you know what? Carlos might not be a bitch ass nigga. Let me explain to you why he might not. You know what I'm saying? But he is a snitch. He's a, definitely a sucker. But he might not be a, like a full blown bitch ass nigga, right? Let me tell you why. Because Carl Lewis' idea was well. Let me just say this part first. So Ben Johnson finds out that all the white athletes is taking steroids. So. He's excited when he finds this out. He like, he, he done found out the key to gold medals. Like he like, yo, and what do he do? Like black folks always do. This is how I always get railroaded because I share. If Ben Johnson had kept that shit to himself, he might've, history might be different. But anyway, he goes to telling everybody, including Carl Lewis, you know, all the black athletes. He's like, yo, do you know these white boys is taking some shit that make them extra strong? Yeah, and we still beating them. And they taking some shit that's making them like extra strong and we still kicking their ass. If we should get our hands on some of that, we're going to be like quadruple, like we're going to set new records of all time. Like we're, we're barely beating them and we natural and they on some other shit. So... So he like, hold up. I got the plug. <laughs> Listen, he like, yo, I got the plug for some of this shit. And I'm going to go ahead and get me some and try it out. What y'all trying to do? They go, Carlos. Well, we've been beating them all this time. So I don't feel there's a need to debase ourselves by, you know, I think it's more impactful that they take whatever they're taking and we beat them naturally. Then John's like, yeah, I hear what you're saying, champ. I'm going to go ahead and give me a little sample of that thing there. So anyway, you know how history goes. Ben Johnson dusted everybody, including fucking Carl Lewis. And then Carl Lewis, like a sucker, went to the very same white folks and said, Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson. And then what did the white folks do? Did they strip all of the athletes' gold medals that was taking the steroids? No. They never stripped Germany or any of the white athletes that was using steroids or their medals. Only Ben Johnson. Right? So, Carl Lewis is definitely a sucker for that. But I can understand and respect his opinion that, listen, they taking shit and they still can't fuck with us, so we, we might as well keep doing what we've been doing. I can respect it. You know what I'm saying? So he's not gonna be a full class A bitch ass nigga, but he's definitely like a, 
You know what I'm saying? He's like the little, if you've seen the movie 300, you know the guy? <laughs> That's Carl Lewis. The guy that was like the hunchback little guy that wound up dropping dime on earth. That's Carl Lewis. You know what I'm saying? He should go down in history as that guy. You know what I'm saying? Not Leonidas. No, you do not get to be Leonidas for snitching. Okay? You are the, I know the secret passageway. You know, you you that nigga. So anyway, though, um, the reason why it's important to know the steroid story is because Germany is the ones that invented steroids. Okay? They invented steroids. So a whole blacked out part of history that nobody discusses is that before the Semitic people were the target of the Nazis, the Africans were. And a part of what they were doing was medical experimentation. Very barbaric, very wild, torturous, crazy stuff. In fact, there's a guy on Sarnetta's channel named uh, Salah Shalom. Bro, he's trying to promote some old crazy Nazi religion called the Owaspi Bible. None of you niggas watching this channel better be involved with that Owaspi Bible. Please, if you study that book and you with them people, please, immediate, effective immediately, Get off my page. If you're part of the Owaspi Bible movement, please, respectfully, get off my page. If you have any of my books, please refund them back to Amazon. Like, we don't want y'all in the, in the mix, respectfully. You know, just go that way. Like, like Pun said, go that way. <laughs> We're going this way. We want you niggas to go that way, right? Anyway. So what they were doing with the um, with those experiments, one of the things anyway, was they were trying to figure this mystery out. This is not a new mystery. I told y'all, Max Kleber been found out there was some shit going on with like the difference, like this missing energy output, right? Now, he didn't take it to the level of whites and blacks. He just examined all animals from mice all the way up to humans and found out that there's like a third or like 20% to a third of the energy that we, you know, we output every day is clearly coming from somewhere else besides food, right? So that's the extent of Max Kleber, but Kleber, right? We know he over there with the people. What the Germans was trying to figure out was why these people that are like starving, like they barely got food, but they, they ripped. Like how? Like it's just so they're trying to figure out. Anyway, they wind up synthesizing the very first steroids from the follicles of Africans. The follicles of Africans, your pores. Yeah. In there, um, they 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 find a few little things, right? And what's in there? Come on now, come on now. You know what's in there, and that is where the first scientific quote unquote articles about the relationship of 
pigment to testosterone started to circulate. So the more you melanin you have is an indication of the more natural testosterone that your body produces. They reinforce one another and boost each other up the same way that fat cells and estrogen have a relationship, melanin and testosterone has a relationship, right? So anyway, that's why I'm saying it's important to have this, this nuanced, you know, now it'll make more sense, right? So anyway, back to live action, right? So if you have closer respiratory proteins, you have more efficient respiratory proteins, more efficient respiratory proteins leads to more anabolic hormones, more anabolic hormones leads to more fast twitch muscle fibers, more fast twitch muscle fibers reinforce the anabolic hormones, which are what holistic folks that don't really know any science and hint, wink, wink, what they call an, uh, alkaline. Oh yeah, your body need to be alkaline. That's not really a thing. If your body's alkaline, you will be dead. Okay, keep trying to explain that to you goofy niggas. Stop saying that to people. Alkalizing your body causes alkalosis. Alkalosis is the same as acidosis because your body doesn't need acid or alkaline. Your body needs you to stay in the middle, right? At least for the blood, your main, your main pH you got to pay attention to, right? You need to stay in the middle. Now, some spaces do require an alkaline space. Some spaces require acidic spaces. You know what I'm saying? Like certain digestive enzymes require um, an acid pH. Um, nucleotides and DNA and some of those things require um, more alkaline space and blah, 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 blah. But for the most part, we're talking about the blood and the basis of the overall body. Seven is in the middle. Right. Below seven is acid. Above seven is alkaline. They are both equally as deadly. Right. So what we're talking about when we're talking about healing the body, regenerating the body, healing tissues and all kinds of other shit is being anabolic. Right. That's your hormones is healing up stuff. Catabolic is where your hormones is breaking down stuff. And that's why the fat cells, listen, that's why the fat cells produces the estrogens. Estrogens are catabolic. They want to break stuff down. This is how estrogens feed fat cells with no food because they literally are liquefying the rest of your body. <laughs> it's turn. It's like... It's like inner cannibalism <clears throat> and everybody has it to an extent. So I don't, don't get crazy. Everybody has it to an extent, right? It is hunger based. It's called autophagy, which is why we have some fast in place and different degrees of fasting so that we can activate different levels of autophagy, blah, 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 blah. Right. So, that's a part of the differences in your biochemistry, right? So now here's where we're going to go back to the article, right? Because what we left off in the article is 
that polar haplotypes seem to have a different, their mitochondria anyway, has, have, or their bodies have a different substrate preference, right? What they mean substrate is your body prefers to use a different substance for energy, right? And for the polar haplotypes, fat is the go-to. And for equatorial haplotypes, carbohydrates are the go-to, right? Now, protein is not in the conversation yet. Protein is absolutely a viable part of the conversation, but not just yet. Right now, we're just looking at energy production, mitochondria, respiratory proteins, right? Electrons, protons, phosphorus, simplify, right? Polar haplotypes run much better on fat because they've developed that way over thousands of years. Equatorial haplotypes run much better on carbohydrates, fruits and uh, vegetables because they developed that way over thousands of years, right? So now this is why when you niggas respectfully ask me about keto, I'm like, trust me. We could not eat and keep our lights on if you niggas don't send in the cash app. I will die. My children will be in who knows where the hell they'll be at, right? We'll be homeless. If you don't buy the books and the, the products and all that, it's over, right? But on the same token, as much as I appreciate you buying the books, I need you niggas to read books. You have to read the books, okay? A part of the reason the books exist is so that the information can last forever. But not only that, so I can stop getting in trouble so much on YouTube. Some of this stuff they don't want me to teach you niggas. So those things just stay in the books. So if you waiting for me to say everything on YouTube, that's never going to happen because then I'll be suspended, 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 page deleted. And we keep starting off with, you know, no subscribers. And it's like, oh, Inky, how come you don't have subscribers? Because every year I lose a page or two in the spirit of delivering the information, you know. No, nigga. Get the book. Read the book. Okay? Go and get the books. You have pets in your house. You have some of their DNA in your body. That is a certified fact. There is an exchange of genetic material between you and your pets. There's an exchange of you and everything that's in your genetic environment. I mean, in your genetic environment, in your environment, right? That's a part of the environment dictating how your cells develop, right? And the more things are in your private space, the more you're going to share genetic material with them, right? So 
if you start to having things in your environment that again your your body doesn't really have a, you know you're going to have allergic reactions or maybe not um so much pronounced allergic reactions but you may develop some autoimmune diseases because your hla system your human leukocyte antigen system is not um you know it's overactive and after a while it just starts going crazy shooting at everything right if you don't know what that is your hla system is the system that everybody's body has polar equatorial martian whatever but you have a system in your body to basically tag foreign genetic material so that it can be metabolized you know escorted out killed denatured like so that your body knows hey this doesn't belong here so yeah come on down you know what i'm saying get rid of this somehow so the hla a tag it then depending on where it is you'll either have like messenger t cells or um the langerhans cells you know they'll start to talk they shit you know what i'm saying and this is the language of melanin that we talk about in the book right the cytokines now the, the word getting back to the block you know what i'm saying melanin melanocytes finding out you know what's happening hey send the crips down there you know what i'm saying send the crips get the gang you know what i'm saying or send the bloods Send 50 bloods down, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's what melanin, mel melanocytes do, rather, not melanin, melanocytes. They regulate the immune system response. You know what I'm saying? Now, you do have shooters. Those are the killer T cells. They don't really take instruction good. The killer T cells just pop up and pop off. <laughs> what Meek Mill said, Meek Mill said, I can't bring my shooters around because they'd be trying to shoot somebody. Yeah, so the killer T cells and the macrophages, them niggas got to be left alone. They come around, they like the old prison, you know, institutionalized. They only know two things. Chill out or finish him, <laughs> right? But anyway... Your HLA system is basically what distinguishes between all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Now, um, having pets is really good because pets increase your microbiome naturally. Like if you got dogs or cats specifically, dogs are the best. They're the goats, right? Shout out to Anubis Day, right? But dogs can heal you just with their microbiome you know just giving you some good bacteria dogs can smell your sickness you know what i'm saying like dogs is you know anyway so people are training dogs now like if they got medication the dog can alert them when they need their medication so if you got blood sugar issues or heart stuff or whatever and you live alone as a senior citizen you get a dog if you can afford one of these dogs 
you either have to know how to train it yourself or you have to purchase one and to purchase one it's gonna you you it's a drake song uh 10 band 20 band 100 band fuck it man let's just not even discuss it man omg yeah that's the cost of these dogs they'd be like 50 60 80 now the beauty of having these dogs and paying that kind of money for them is there's an actual value. Them little tiny dogs that people be trading in the dog, them dogs is worthless. Worthless. You're just paying a lot of money for a dog for no apparent reason. But if you have service dogs, like my dog is a trained service dog. You know what I'm saying? I did the training myself. The only thing you need to create a, a really good service dog is free time. <laughs> the willingness to study is you damn near got to go to like, like going to school all over again. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to learn dog psychology to an extent. And it, it's, it's a lot. It takes a little time. That's what made me go become a certified pet nutritionist and all kinds of other stuff. So I could train my dog. Right. <clears throat> but you got to buy a really high quality smart dog and unfortunately like all people all dogs are not created equal so only um rottweilers german shepherds <sighs> retrievers um there's only like maybe five or so really intelligent breeds of dogs that it even makes any sense to train up you know what i'm saying and then depending on whatever else you got going on will add into what breed right so you look at the five or six smart dogs and then you go okay well what else do i need my dog for or what am i training my dog for you know what i'm saying now my dog obviously i need my dog to be good with children you know what i'm saying be protective of children, but also be really smart, which is the reason why probably my dad always had Rottweilers around us as kids. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't have to train their protective instincts. All they got to do is be around the children. If they're around the children and you're a stranger, they're not going to let you even get next to them children, especially if you get a girl dog. It's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? But they're all really smart. You know what I'm saying? Now, the reason why they stopped using Rottweilers for police work and started to use the German Shepherds instead, because at first it was Rottweilers only. They switched to the German Shepherds around Hitler time um, because German Shepherds are dumber than Rottweilers. Rottweiler is the smartest dog. Rottweiler is so smart that is you know like against its own good right if you've seen the new griselda um tv series right when in the beginning when she trying to set herself up to make her little play and become the, the the boss of miami or at least she's not saying that yet she's just saying she's trying to bring everybody together the plug runs a little you know you know like plays her out and she comes back to the plug and she's like, yo, I set this whole thing up for us to all get rich. Why would you cut me out the deal? And he pulls her in and he whispers to her and he points to the guys that he appointed to be the leaders 
in her place. So you see that guy right there? Can you see that guy right there? Those guys are easily controllable. I have nothing to worry about with those guys, but you, I'm scared of. So that's why I couldn't put you in a position of leadership. That's why Rottweilers got cut out because Rottweilers won't, um, like say for something is like mad dangerous and they need the dog to go and do it anyway, the Rottweiler's not gonna do it. The Rottweiler's gonna think about it and decide, nah, yeah. So it's like, it's a bomb and there's a truck coming and the building's falling and all that's happening. Rottweiler gonna look and they're gonna be like, go in there and die for the team. Rottweiler gonna be like, hell no, y'all not paying me enough for that. <laughs> Just like a black person. Y'all ain't paying me enough for this shit. I'm out of here. The German Shepherd is not, they don't process information like that. They just follow orders. You know, and, and it's a black dog that looks kind of like a German Shepherd. It's like skinnier. You know what I'm saying? But these dogs is not smart enough to process information. They, they're very intelligent, but they're not processing information. They're like memorizing and following kind of like the difference between like a polite and a doctor inky yeah memorization that's these guys you know what i'm saying processing information recognizing patterns that's the goat I really like this, you know, how I put this together. So if you see me pointing to it quite often, it's about right? But anyway, so Rottweilers are really intelligent. You know what I'm saying? So if you need a thinking dog to help you out with medical stuff or anything like that, you want a Rottweiler, you know, or even if, you know, you want a fake service dog, like an emotional support dog, you prefer to get a Rottweiler also because they, they think, you know what I'm saying? Like most dogs don't think, even the really smart ones, their intelligence is ranked really high based on their ability to memorize and, you know, execute. Rottweiler's not gonna do that. Rottweiler's learning and thinking, you know what I'm saying? So it's a difference. Anyway, where was we at? What book are we on? We are all over the damn place. I, I cannot lie, right? We are all over the place, but we're primarily in this book only because I have not gotten the master edition delivered yet. Yeah, I haven't got the master edition yet, and I have not ordered. I want y'all to understand this. So I don't want y'all to think that I'm, I have not even ordered the Horace and Set transaction yet for myself because I wanna make sure that I get the most updated version. And the first one that I put, it didn't have Anubis in it. So the second edition is out. Actually, it might, it might be available now or today it has the updated but like i said that is like our notebook you know what i'm saying where i'll be updating it all the time adding stuff to it and you know until it gets to 800 pages and then obviously we'll have to figure something out but 
that's the book that we use to reinforce or whatever we got going on. So right now, I'm in the Cliff Notes, and we are on page 361. On page 361, two hours in, and I know that everybody watching has all sent me at least. 10 20 50 dollars in the cash app so i want to say thank you to everybody because yeah we need it right right i don't hear you niggas saying right Yakob. <clears throat> Yakob. Anyway, a Hayek like a little. Uh, okay, so this is what we talked about, right? This is where we came with the example, right? So these adaptations might be influential of mitochondrial substrate preference. We explained that. And they could play a role in the disproportionate insulin resistant rates among races. A higher glycolytic flux, that's how much sugar is coming into the cell. Simplified. And provision of shuttles, transferring electrons from cytosol to mitochondria, because that's powering the mitochondria to metabolize all that stuff. And the carbohydrates and stuff that's coming into the cell. That's where you get to like the um, what are them things called? The glute four, the glute four molecules, I want to say. But don't quote me on that. You have to look that up. But I think that's those are the the same way NAD is shuttling electrons. I think that it's the glute four molecules that are shuttling the sugars in and out. Anyway. Yana yana yana. The factor in development of insulin resistance via heightened reactive oxygen species production. Okay, so now we talk about that. And oh shit, what I didn't touch on, and this is in the master edition, is also in the Eat Right book. So if you have the Eat Right book, go to page. If you have the master edition already, slap yourself. <laughs> I'm always going to be hating. I think it's the people on the East Coast. Well, I'm on the East Coast, but not all the way. You know, Detroit, we get like violated. Like we're not on the East Coast. Like we're not on East Coast Standard Time. Let me let you, everybody know. If you're on East Coast Standard Time, you're on the East Coast. But I think where they print the books at is like somewhere around New York or something because they get the books like a day faster than me. So because my book's supposed to come in today, I know that means some of you suckers already have your books already. Now, hopefully if you have this book though, the Eat Right book, it'll make more sense <laughs> book been out damn near 10 years and now i'm like it'll make more sense some people still trying to figure this stuff out right but 
if you look on page 161 and 162, right? Uh, yeah, you see that I was trying to explain the same thing we went through today, back then anyway. But hold on, this is important that I'm looking for because you need to know why. Okay, bang. So <clears throat> if you have the Eat Right book, go to page 186 go to page 186 now this also listen this is in the master edition book so don't worry if you get the math if you don't have this it's out of print you can't get it i am going to auction i am going to auction these off like i have like two or three left around the house actually one or two so I'm going to auction them off um, to some people that just want to have them because they're now like a, they're like a thing now. You know what I'm saying? Like all of the holistic practitioners, they all have like, this is the Bible of the holistic community. But if you go to page 186, right? This is the reason why melanin is there surrounding the mitochondria to grab those free radicals. This is why. Excited carbonyl species produce light from 350 nanometers to 500 nanometers, right? So this is excited carbonyl compounds or excited carb reactive carbon species. So a lot of times, when you listening to people talking about free radicals, they just talk about reactive oxygen species, right? That's the number one, well, I'm gonna say number one, but that's the most researched. That's the first one discovered, right? So there's more information on reactive oxygen species and we have to breathe to stay alive, right? So you don't realize that the oxygen kind of splits in two in a way and half of your oxygen is required for you to stay alive but then the other half is like free radical right um and yeah sabi was way off when it came to carbon because carbon is like nine out of ten times carbon is super toxic in your body which is the reason why you have co2 production right because a part of cellular respiration if you don't have this book, then you may not know what I'm talking about. But for those of you that are in this book, right, this is from the Red Book series, Melanin vs. Diabetes, Volume 4, the Carbon Edition, right? This book goes into super detail of how sugar is broken down and metabolized. So to make it simple, for a quick example, you got to remember that sugars are chains of carbon. That's all they are, chains of carbon. And every time that chain of carbon gets broken, the explosion releases a little bit of energy. And so we kind of use these chains of carbon for the energy, right? But the individual carbon atoms outside of methylation for the histones, we have no use for them. They build up poison. 
carbon monoxide and carbon dioxide, right? Carbon monoxide is super poisonous, right? But athletes have a lot of carbon monoxide build up on their brain. And that's why they get those chronic headaches that no doctors can explain. All they got to do is come see the goat and not tell them about it, right? Because carbon monoxide is, you get that from uh, pigment metabolism. Anyway, another conversation. But a part of your breathing is you got to couple the oxygen with carbon to get rid of it. The better your body is at getting rid of carbon, the more energy you have. Yeah. The more carbon builds up, the more faster you get tired. You know what I'm saying? And diabetics have hypercapnia in various degrees, meaning that their body doesn't get rid of carbon that well. So they have carbon build up. And this is why when you try to exercise, immediately you get tired. That's what that is as a diabetic. That immediate tiredness, like you do one set of push-ups and you feel like you done, you totally blowed out. That's because you, your body's not able to get rid of the carbon well, right? But that, you just need to breathe and deal with that. Hold on. All right. So anyway, it's not just oxygen that makes free radicals, right? And free radicals are luminous. That's the, that's what my largest pet peeve with this modern medicine. Because of the racial, racial ideologies at the foundation of Western academia, and then obviously spilling over into medicine and other sciences, they don't discuss magnetism light and electricity in your body even though if you have common sense you know all three is exist because of what is in your body right you know you got copper in there you know you got electricity you know you got an electron transport chain you know you got electricity you know you got iron in there you know you got magnetism you know you got phosphorus not even phosphorus take it a step further phosphorus phosphoresces in the presence of oxygen a phosphate is literally a phosphorus with oxygen stuck all around it. So it's not possible that it's not light, you know, like. Anyway, so the reason that the mitochondria have to have melanin around there is because these free radicals is coming off. And the part with the free radical that makes them so much dangerous is the light that they're producing, right? So... Um, excited carbonyl compounds from peroxide, 350 um, nanometers to 500 nanometer light. Oxygen itself as a free radical produces light from 630 nanometers up to 780 nanometers. And recombination of radical species. <clears throat> When these things come together, 230 nanometer light, right? So 
this is a full spectrum of light being produced inside your cells. Just from the free radicals. No, sir. <laughs> that we need it on Amazon. It's a classic. No, sir. This serves as the example. <clears throat> Get these books while you can. Do not be thinking in your mind that these books will always be available because they may not be. You have to grab them all. And like me, I like two copies. I like to have two copies of books. And don't think that Amazon gives me a break. I got to buy these books just like you do. Amazon has a program where you could get a dealer, an author's discount. But in order for me to do that, I got to wait like, like damn near a month to get my book. So it's either pay regular price for the book and get it prime delivery in three or four days or get the discounted price where you save, I don't know, five hours or something. And I got to wait damn near four weeks to get the book. So, yeah, nah. Right? But I like to get two copies of books because I like to have one that I could read and write in and just totally tear up um, as I'm metabolizing the information. That's what I, that's my thing around the house with the kids. I tell them I don't read books. I eat books. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm doing. I'm metabolizing these shits. I go through a book until it becomes a part of me. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but anyway, let's get back to work, right? So anyway, that's the reason why melanin is there to absorb the free radicals is because these free radicals, even though in your primary textbooks, when you learn about them, they're just going to discuss, you know, uh, RNS, RCS, or ROS, reactive oxygen species reactive carbon species or reactive nitrogen species they're just going to talk about it like that but you know i had to buy a it, and this was maybe about 15 years ago i bought a book it's somewhere in my library by a russian guy yo russia bruh russia and germany the best books but the problem is a lot of them don't get translated into english that's how they that's how they dog you you know what i'm saying like they keep that shit for them and in america so you get get rammed up the ass basically pretty much all the way around right that's why y'all gotta fuck with the goat because in america the scientists they get their grants and so their discoveries and all that gotta go to whoever gave them the grants and they're using that information for commercial purposes. So it's not going to get to John Q. Public. In those other countries, they doing their thing with the info, but they keep it in their language. So it don't get, you know, Europe, America, like we ain't going to get the crazy shit. But anyway, this was a very expensive textbook that I got. Happened to be translated, you know what I'm saying? And, you know. There was a lot more detail on the uh, 
the sublime nature of your biochemistry, right? So <clears throat> anyway, that moves us to the introduction of the article. African-Americans have disproportionately higher rates of obesity that persist across all ages and genders. According to the Office of Minority Health, non-Hispanic African-American adults are 1.3 times, and then in parentheses, they have 47%. Anyway, 1.3 times more likely to have obesity compared to non-Hispanic Caucasians. Likewise, African-American children and adolescents, teenagers, are 1.4 times more likely to have obesity compared to Caucasian children and adolescents. Stop. Hold up, Inky. I thought you said that the polar haplotypes, the fat, and the... Let me rewind this for you niggas that might be getting confused. I said the polar haplotypes evolved to better store fat and metabolize fat. So keto is a, a vibe. You, on the other hand, your body don't know what to do with fat because you're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. So part of our program, a major part of our program, is learning how to eat and you hear me, you remember, I done said this at least 6 million times over the past 10, 20 years. You're supposed to be eating for what it is that you're doing. Right? Creating the protein deficit and then eating a protein to fill that deficit. No more, no less. Because if you eat more protein than your body needs, your body doesn't store protein. So it converts the protein to sugar and puts that sugar in the fat cell. So you're just proteining it up, making protein shakes and all kinds of shit. And you're not really exercising and blah, blah, blah. You, you don't realize that them protein shakes is killing you. Right. Um, but the same thing with carbohydrates. Right. We eat the diet with a mostly just sugary stuff. Well, think about a nice, think about a nice plate from your mama right now. What's on that plate? Some sweet potatoes, right? Some candy yam. What else is on that plate? She might throw some rice on there. Now you might have told your mama you into some healthy shit, right? So, so now she she done made you some brown rice or something, whatever. You got some rice on there. You got you some mac and cheese on there. And the mac and cheese is only as good as the amount of cheese put into the pasta. Right? So now the pasta is all sugar. But now you done added heroin into your pasta. Right? I'm not saying you alone. We do it too. So I ain't saying it's just you. I'm just saying you done added the queso morphine into your sugar. Now you didn't added morphine mixed into your sugar now, right? So you got your mac, mac and cheese, which is your sugar mixed with morphine. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. So we got our rice, our pasta, we got our candy yams, we got our greens. Now, 
somewhere along the lines from slavery times or indentured servitude time, we remembered that our body could not break down these greens and just eat them. So this is why the greens got to be cooked a certain type of way, right? And um, we kind of got into the habit of doing what? Cooking them with the polar, the polar program. So what adds into the greens? Fat and meat. And then when your family learned a little something about healthiness, you know, they done bumped into some nation of Islam niggas or something. Now they got rid of the fat and now they switched from pork in the greens to using what? Turkey bones, turkey neck. Right? Oh, I put that smoked turkey up in there. Like, my. The smoked turkey is. Uh. All right. Just don't put no greens on my plate. You know, you, you like that at the house, right? So. <laughs> And then you got whatever the meat is, right? Now, what I told y'all about the meat, and y'all vegan niggas got angry with me, right? And I separate myself from y'all because although I don't eat any meat, we are the pigment. You know, we we our thing is different. We're not categorizing ourselves with the vegans and the plant-based folks for reasons like this, right? But when I did the lecture, in New York, and the mayor came out, and the city council came to cut the ribbon. Yeah, I'm gonna keep flexing like that. One of the things I talked about, because it wasn't just a plant-based audience, I was speaking to everybody. <clears throat> so I said, well, the primary thing that's wrong with eating meat, outside of If you put seaweed, like just raw seaweed in your drink, once you get past the taste of it, you got to deal with the wet, soggy seaweed still. <laughs> anyway, but the problem with meat is a couple things. When you have plant-based protein, right? Plant-based protein comes with um, phosphorus in it. Phosphorus is not just what your body uses for energy, but it's also a buffer for acids because phosphorus is the most alkaline, if you will, of your mineral elements that your body needs, right? So phosphorus your body uses to buffer acids. There's one, what the fuck are these called? I can't think of the name. But I remember back in the days, me and dumbass Ali Muhammad was having an argument about this because, again, he's one of them guys that be trying to watch whatever the white guys say and then come back to black YouTube and say it like he thought of it. But he heard about these anti-nutrients and they are phosphorus based. I forgot what they call these things. But anyway, it might come back to me. But. They're supposed to rob your body of minerals and this, that, and the other, right? You're supposed to know how to use them. They're not anti-nutrients, right? They are for your body to be able to consume and metabolize proteins. Phytic acid, that's what it is, bang. Phytic acid. So 
Phytic acid is in stuff to help your body metabolize protein, right? So when you have plant-based protein, the plant-based protein comes with phytic acid in it. So the phytic acid buffers the ammonias and all that other stuff that you don't want as your body is processing the proteins, the amino acids. When you have animal protein, there's no phytic acid in there. So your body has to pull phosphates and bicarbonates and, and things to try to neutralize the acids and things like that of just regular metabolism from amino acids, right? So that's one thing. The other, and that's biochemical. That's biochemistry. That's happening on the inside. That's not a polar versus equator. That's just a thing. That's just what it is, right? Now, on the flip side, right, culturally, the problem with eating meat is that you don't follow the old, the old school. Like when we seen the old school and like all the little movies and books and all that stuff, we always see like the king spread. And the reason why we see the king spread with meat on it is because John Q. Public back in the days could not afford meat of any kind unless they raised it themselves. And even then, most farmers could not afford to eat their own meat. They had to sell those animals for rent. So John Q. Public did not eat meat. That's why we did a lecture, I don't know if y'all remember, called King's Disease, because metabolic illness was mostly to the wealthy and super senior citizens, right? But the wealthy knew that you ate the meat with vegetables. So you would see them like bring out an animal cooked and the animal cooked has all kinds of green vegetables and tomatoes and apples and all kinds of fruits and vegetables surrounding it. And that's how you ate the meat. We don't do that nowadays. Nowadays, what we do is we eat our meat, first of all, cooked beyond recognition. So the cooking process produces the same type of cancer agents that's in KT's Batana, right? That's why it smells like the coffee, because it has all those burnt carcinogens in there, hydrocarbons and all that is in there, right? But also, the sugar. Yeah, you put an A1 steak sauce, ketchup, ranch, um, barbecues, and all the sugars that you're eating with the meat. Well, again, it goes back to the basics. What is your protein deficit look like? You're coupling the protein with sugar already. So now nine out of 10 people is eating past the amount of protein they need anyway. You couple that with sugar, you got a dangerous recipe. You got a dangerous recipe, right? Period. And then you coming in with the carcinogens with the sugar, like, no. Dangerous recipe. So you people that think, 
oh, well, I'm just eating a little fish. Or, you know, I just eat a little this or that whenever. You're basing that on statistics that don't apply to you. So when you go on the Internet and you looking up fish and they say, oh, fish is healthy because it's high in protein, low in fat and this and that. That does not apply to niggas, first of all, that's getting ready to fry the fish in oil and bread. You got to relax. Secondly, the oil is rancid. And no, we use an olive oil. No, no, no oil is good after it passes the smoke point. So if you're doing that fish fry shit, there's no oil that can deal with that. All of those oils are now rancid. So when you look up the oils, the health benefits only apply to raw oils, not once you did, you know, turn it up to a million degrees. Secondly, the fish is not, you know, like the, the statistics of the nutrition and all this other stuff that don't apply to the hood urbanized, niggerized, you know, the fish fry. When you're frying the fish and putting bread, processed bread on it and sugars and all no, 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 no. that's not how it goes. Right. So when you see these people from the Mediterranean and the Caribbean and their skin looks amazing. And they're having a lot of oils and they're eating a lot of fish. They're not eating them like you. When you look at the Japanese people and they're like, oh, yeah, well, Japanese people, you know, they got a lot of centenarians up there and they eating fish all the time. Yeah, they eating that fish raw. And guess what they eating it raw with? Cold water algae. So you missing the whole point because they're not even advertising that to you dumb niggas. They're not telling you that they're wrapping the raw fish with the chondrus crispus or they're wrapping the raw fish with the kelp or they're wrapping. They're, they're basically having raw fish in blue magic. Yeah. That's not the same. That's not the same. Their body's going to metabolize it different. It's just a whole different thing. So necrovore culture right anyway <clears throat> that's why we got time for my tangents right all right so black people are more likely to be fat than everybody else that's what the report said all right in fact 55% of all African-American women in the U.S. can be classified in the obese mass index category. This is why black women in America are leading the charge with lupus. Because y'all don't know your body and y'all not spending no time and money following Dr. Inky. Not holistic niggas, not your local herbalist, not brother yaki not this one or that one no dr inky because this is this is the only place where this information is so you can't listen to me and then buy somebody else products or listen to somebody else and but you gotta go with the doctor with the gold teeth just that <sighs> anyway a contributing factor 
to these racial disparities is likely multifactorial, but several hypotheses have been proposed. One such hypothesis is that overall lower physical activity underlies these disparities, as 50% of African Americans do not meet the federal physical activity guidelines compared to 38% of their Caucasian counterparts. Though the influence of socioeconomic status is not to be understated, it is worth noting that this pattern persists across the middle and lower income levels. And in males, this discrepancy grows even further at higher income levels. So money ain't got nothing to do with this. Yeah, because I know some of you are like, oh yeah, the white man got the money. Moreover, both African-Americans and Caucasian races follow a similar pattern where the level of education is inversely related to the prevalence of obesity, right? So now they're saying knowledge impacts obesity, but knowledge impacts obesity equally across races and genders. So you got to take that also off the table. That has nothing to do with this, right? Rates of obesity are persistently higher among African-American women at any education level. Several studies have reported that differences in disease prevalence exist even after adjusting for socioeconomic status. Access to healthcare and quality of healthcare suggesting that inherent physiologic differences exist and play a role in racial disparities in obesity and insulin resistance. The purpose of this review is to provide a current state of the literature for mechanisms intrinsic to skeletal muscle metabolism in African-Americans. Let me pause right there. Skeletal muscle metabolism is basically sugar metabolism. Okay. Most of your glucose, your blood sugar is metabolized by your skeletal muscle mass. So, this is the reason why this is such a crazy like thing if you understand biochemistry it's like wait a minute how is it that black folks with the best muscles have the most diabetes something is crazy because the muscles metabolize the glucose so technically they should be our type 2 diabetes numbers across the globe should be in reverse. Just knowing those two things alone, white folks should be leading the type 2 diabetes. But but, but, but wait, it gets worse. <clears throat> right? So anyway, that may lead to Increased metabolic disease risk, a particular emphasis is placed on skeletal muscle mitochondrial bioenergetics as a mediator of unraveling these inherent disparities and potentiating disproportionately higher risk of obesity and insulin resistance in African-Americans. Oh, they're going to they're hit you back to back with 15 and 20 letter words. <laughs> they do not want you niggas to understand this. Right. So basically, they just explained in that last sentence what I said. 
they, they're trying to place emphasis or importance on studying the muscles to understand the differences in how the mitochondria are working to figure out how the people with the best muscles. And this is what I've been saying for the longest, because what's that guy's name? <clears throat> the scientist that came up with, um, and he was saying, what's his name? The geneticist, he came up with the, all the genetic shit, you know, um, People get weird when you start talking about Dems and white and black folks, especially if you black. Everybody gets scared. Black folks get scared. Like, hold up, white folks gonna get us. And white folks get cranky because they don't got no melanin, or at least external melanin. You know, and they've heard over the last hundred years they don't have any melanin, but that's not true. I mean, white folks have just as much melanin as we do, just different types. Um, but the importance here. is this crazy relationship to having more muscle mass and less ability to metabolize the sugar like that's like the elephant in the room right so anyway that's the introduction and we go on mitochondrial efficiency increases predisposition of african americans to obesity what I told you, and this is where I have problems with Jew Pukram and some of the rest of these melanin niggas. They've been telling you that melanin is like, oh, you got the you melanin, you know, you got the you melanin, you straight. All you got to do is, you know, just activate your melanin and you straight. And then the activate the melanin part is where the commerce always comes in. Well, how do we activate the melanin? Well, you buy my. You buy this. No. Melanin is killing niggas. Okay? Your melanin is what's being weaponized against you. And how are they doing that? Hosea 4.6. My people die for ignorance. Right? Lack of knowledge. Because when they get the information right in front of them, they reject it. You see? Dr. Inky comes to everybody, but you reject Dr. Inky. So, all right. Yeah. Figure that shit out over <laughs> Right, but that's how because you don't know how your body works, right? And nobody ever is taking you into no detail like this because they cannot. That's the reason why they haven't done it, is they cannot do it. Right. Now, what they can do is watch my shit like five or ten times and then go on their page and then sound like, oh yeah, so wait a minute. I'm doing a private class on Palm C. Yo, I swear, like, oh, I just don't want to say nothing about no violence on YouTube, but, you know, yeah. That was nasty work, bro. I sent KT my article, the same article these folks, you know, jacked, right? I sent KT the joint, 
instead of him coming out saying, yo, Inky came out with the crazy discoveries, blah, blah, blah. You know what this nigga did? Like four or five weeks later, he come out with, I'm selling in class on my Patreon, a private Palm C class about the melanin. I said, how much? Motherfucker. Black culture vultures are the worst culture vultures of black culture. Always remember that. Black culture vultures are the worst culture vultures of black culture because black people are in that state of desperation. So the way they do the crab in the barrel shit is when they see you with some shit that's shiny and sparkly, look like you getting ready to go somewhere with it, they don't want you to have it. But not only do they not want you to have it, they wish they had it. They wish they came up with it. They wish they were six nine or whatever the thing is that you got that look like it's gonna get you somewhere better. They want that for themselves. And the thing with me is I'm always willing to share or understand these niggas. Anyway, thus it is, uh, well, let's start from the beginning. <clears throat> The primary cause of obesity is often attributed to an energy imbalance from energy consumed and expended, right? That's what you hear nine out of 10 times. Energy in, energy out. Either you need to eat less or exercise more, right? Thus, it is essential to consider energy expenditure and its impact on the development of obesity as a causative factor in the racial disparity in the development of obesity. For example, it's been well documented that both total energy expenditure and resting metabolic rate are lower in African-Americans compared to Caucasian counterparts across multiple age groups and regardless of gender or obesity status. Partially responsible, partially responsible for the lower resting metabolic rate is a lower mass of organs with high metabolic rates, the liver, the heart, etc. I told you when we did the American Healer lecture, the very lecture we did built around the electromagnetic tissue article, the very lecture we went to New York, I told you then we got different, our organs are different sizes. Our organs are different sizes, right? Lungs, heart, liver. These things is not just random. These things have an impact on your, on your health, right? Um, oh, shit. The Instagram ended a long time ago. I wonder if I could do another one. Uh-oh, I think we found a solution. Now, let me see if this works. <clears throat> I'm trying to see if I can... Uh,
got me crazy. All right. Bang. Bang. <laughs> See how these distractions come? A mile a minute. Stop this madness. Trying to distract the God. All right, now let's see if we could do multiple streams within the same stream. Uh, it's on. We up. Yeah, we still going in. Yeah, this is like y'all niggas is in Kemi Luminescence College right now. For real, for real. <clears throat> bang, bang. <clears throat> y'all are in Kemi Luminescence College for real. All right, so we back on IG. All right. All right, so... Anyway, I told y'all the difference in the organ sizes. But anyway, um, we got lower mass organs with higher metabolic rates in African-Americans compared to Caucasians. However, these organs themselves do not comprise most of the active metabolic tissue in the body. It is essential to consider the role of skeletal muscle in total energy expenditure. Skeletal muscle itself comprises about 40% of total body weight and thus contributes substantially to energy expenditure as it is prominent. It is a prominent constituent of resting metabolic rate. Furthermore, considering that resting metabolic rate comprises upward of 65% of total energy expenditure, skeletal muscle mass plays an essential role in determining total energy expenditure. Paradoxically, while African-Americans seem to have a greater percentage of relative skeletal muscle mass, they exhibit lower resting metabolic rates, making them more susceptible to overnutrition. Stop. This is the reason why This is the reason why in the algorithm we have the carb mass. Oh, you can't see it, but you see the, yeah, there you go. You can see the charts for accountability, right? This is why we have these charts and we teach you how to get your carb mass number, right? Because African-Americans, just like they say, the National Library of Medicine now, thanks to us, right? African-Americans are more susceptible to overnutrition, consuming way more calories than they need. Why? Go back to what Dr. Africa said. Dr. Africa said your body's different. So you're not supposed to use the Caucasian model of nutrition for your nutrition. Why? Because you're not them. Duh. Duh, <laughs> right? Well, Dr. Africa was crazier than me, though. <clears throat> but that's why we have created the carb max number. 
so you know exactly how much carbs your body produces. So now, even if you ain't got diabetes, none of that, you could deal with the obesity without no whole bunch of crazy shit and this, this, and that, and that, that. You could use your gym membership or your exercise practices for beautification and longevity as opposed to trying to work out to deal with your obesity or your diabetes or whatever. You can start to really put things into perspective. Right? All right, where was we at? Important to note the mitochondrial variation. Muscle mass and societal eye. As skeletal muscle metabolism is largely dictated by mitochondrial bioenergetics, it is important to note the mitochondrial DNA variations that exist between African-Americans and Caucasian populations. Now, I know this might be unrelated to some of you, but some of y'all that have been following me for a long time, y'all remember back in the days, this is early in the back in the days, right? This is actually, this is so far back in the days, the 40-day fruit fast didn't even exist yet, right? This is when I'm doing my early lectures with Diallo. Shout out to Diallo Morgan, right? And he had me plugged in in a pause. He had us doing lectures um, in uh, primarily in Ohio, you know, Columbus, Cincinnati and something else. What is the third? <clears throat> it's the third city out there that's popping. Columbus, Cincinnati, and somewhere else. And Chicago. Because he's from Chicago, but he lives in Ohio. So anyway. India Ari Goofy ass. She came out with this song. I am not my hair. I am not my skin. I'm just the soul that lives within. And I was like the lone ranger. Because all these other people, you know, they all kiss ass. You know, that's what these, that's the problem with all these niggas. They all trying to get on. You know what I'm saying? And so because they all want to get on. They're not going to criticize a David Banner or a India Ari or Erica Badu or what's the light skin nigga that I don't like. Not that I don't like him personally, because in his personal life, he does a lot for the community, but I don't like his music. I feel like he pimps consciousness, but y'all love this nigga. Um, but anyway, I stick my I stick with my old ratchet, old ratchet Drake. You know what I'm saying? Um because I can separate the music from the person and what they do in their private life to contribute to people as opposed to what the music says. But anyway, India Ari came out with this song and I'm like, yo, that song is going to kill millions of black folks. Like that's going to contribute to this idea that we're all intrinsically the same 
and we're not if we were all intrinsically the same guess what we would all have intrinsically the same rates of getting cancer we would all have intrinsically the same rates of dying from cancer we'd all have intrinsically the same rates of diabetes we'd all have intrinsically the same rates of cardiovascular disease but we do not and it is me and you who are on the short end of the stick. The lighter niggas get, the safer they are. <laughs> Hold on, man. Hold on. Give me five minutes. Man. But this is a fact. The statistics don't lie. The lighter, the lighter your skin pigmentation, all the way down to white folks, the safer you are from cancer, diabetes, and everything that diabetes causes, the blood clots, the heart disease, the strokes, the da-da-da-da-da-da, you name it. So. What is it? What Yo, is we got to get out of that a bit, but now I'm starting to really think like, you know, what is it? What is it? Selling your soul is a really serious thing. Thoughts and emotions combining to a voice, an electromagnetic signature that articulates choice. Choice is distinction. Distinction is information. Life as we know it is organized information's incarnation to create more and store more. The alpha magma, codified and chemist is the falcon's plasma. Satan is a trick. Blatant as a dick to be complacent in this shit makes you a patient that is sick. The truth is you are a true star. Your caterpillar construction cocoons a new star. The real definition of selling your soul first is trading becoming stellar for a star on earth. Second, you help block creation, illumination, separating information, billions of years in accumulation. Blindly, nigga, we couldn't be more stupid. Sound becomes light. Life is raw music. <laughs> The etymology of photography is the right with light. Big Willie, well I am, type by height, get it? Do you understand what footage is? Skin on tree trunks with visual acoustics is. Would it mean to own your image and likeness exclusivist? That's your light, clueless kid in a ruthless fist. The image is your soul, the likeness is your swag, and there's no fucking way I trade that for a bag. Your soul is electromagnetic fields. Your voice is the specific frequency it yields. Encoding your thoughts, encoding your emotion. When those waves collapse, the culture's your commotion, nigga. Keep your guns, your squeeze proper. Culture vultures as cowards and eavesdroppers. The digital age, we clearly got a label. Sound becoming light as the periodic table. How we didn't know rap could get that big Buzz's biology, underwriting, zigzag sick That's why the buzz come after the goosebumps in my shit Woo! Buzz's biology, underwriting, zigzag zig If you don't know what zigzag zig is, that's the wisdom You know what I'm saying? Buzz's biology, underwriting, supreme wisdom <clears throat> What was I saying? What was I saying? Damn it. I don't know what I was saying. I was saying something. We was getting deep. I forgot. All right. Let's get back to work, though. Um, where was we at in this damn book? 
Yeah, yo, Michigan just killed my vibe, man. Out of nowhere, just mad snow coming down, bro. Like, yo, Michigan is Michigan is epic when it comes to weather changes, bro. All four seasons in one day is only possible in Michigan, I'm telling you. Sound becomes light, light becomes flesh. Oh, I know who I was talking. I was talking about um India Ari, right? So I'm like, yo, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, this song is terrible. You know what I'm saying? This song does not work for dark skinned people. And I'm like, if if you know, like I don't know if Beyonce or one of the light-skinned girls had came up with it. I wouldn't have had, you know, but I'm like, India, I'm like, you with me, nigga, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You're with me, okay? Us dark folks, we supposed to, you know what I mean? It's supposed to be like a secret secret brotherhood like you know what i'm saying kevin durant is not allowed in drake damn drake drake is not allowed in though drake would have to be hired for special occasions to come to the club <laughs> no seriously it's just us me Kyrie, braun you know patrick mahomes is not down okay we are the high risk folks. We're out here on the front line. Okay, we're high risk for everything bad. You get this complexion. That means you're high risk for everything bad. Okay? Just letting you know. Right? Do not believe that India Irie bullshit or the new age people that gassed her up that now have taken over the spirituality across the globe you know the new agers have now hijacked spirituality so you hear everybody saying i'm not my body i'm a soul living in my body right and then you hear a lot of people promoting you know those anus practices from that viewpoint yeah because you're not your body so it doesn't matter what you do with your body that doesn't affect you as a person you know hey we're just gonna activate your chakras <sighs> them niggas must be stopped all right as skeletal muscle metabolism is largely dictated by mitochondrial bioenergetics it is important to note that mitochondrial dna variations exist between african-americans and caucasian populations and their effect on rest and metabolic rate, total energy expenditure, and overall risk for metabolic disease. When compared to common European haplogroups, common African haplogroups exhibit significantly lower rest and metabolic rates and total energy expenditure. Even after adjusting for lean mass, right, which is like the gold standard for all personal trainers. We're, we're trying to get lean. We're trying to eat clean to get lean, right? And lean is even in clean. Like it's, it's all about lean and clean. They don't know any of this though. Shout out to King George though. King George, uh, now you got hit. 
Hit is my guy from the neighborhood. But when I say King George, I'm not talking about Hit. Right? Hit is the GOAT. The dog just flew past my door again. I'm going to pay attention to that dog. Anyway, but King George, he's a bodybuilder. You know what I'm saying? He taps in with us from time to time to get the information. He takes his bodybuilding shit to a whole nother level. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, obviously with the information from the goat. See, the goat creates goats. Goats create goats. That's what the one percenters are. See, y'all heard about the five percenters, right? The nation of gods and earth, but there's another group, right? We're the one percenters, right? The one percenters are the people that are the best at whatever it is that they do. If they bodybuilding, they the best with that. If they teaching, they the best with that. If they mechanics, these niggas, give them a toothpick, they'll change your engine for you. You know what I'm saying? Like those guys, the goats, one percenters. Yeah, I'm in that group. So goats be recognizing other goats like like that's the goat language. <laughs> anyway, shout out to King George and, and his the, the, everything he's got going on, right? But anyway, so where was we at? Uh Justin Feline Mass, boom. Furthermore, it is noteworthy to recognize that we're on page 364 in case you're tuning in late. We're on page 364. Um, furthermore, it is noteworthy to recognize that even within common racial haplogroups, RMR or resting metabolic rate and total energy expenditure can vary significantly according Accordingly, future studies should attempt to control for these variances whenever possible, as these factors can be influential of the findings and introduce variability within a group. Stop. I don't know who it was earlier, but somebody said um, something about uh, fat spot reduction. And then I responded by saying it's absolutely true. Um, they had it twisted because the first couple rounds of tests they did you know, it didn't pan out so well, but then they did some more tests and some more tests and they found out that no spot reduction of fat is an actual real thing, blah, 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 right? But what I'm the reason why I'm pointing that out now is because now we have a scientific basis for why some of these tests and some of these articles based on these tests and some of the people teaching based on these articles based on these tests, may not know what the they're talking about, right? Because if they don't know that there are genetic differences amongst the different people that they're testing, they're not going to understand the test results. Even though they're literate, they can read the articles, they're not biochemically literate. So they can't fully understand the articles and they may not understand the inky cycle influence on biochemistry. So, yeah, <clears throat> the blind leading the blind, right? That's almost as bad as people with diabetes dripping sugar in their eyeballs to fix, you know. 
Anyway. Taken together, this data provide evidence that certain genetic components may help drive racial dichotomies in energy metabolism, ultimately making African-Americans more susceptible to overnutrition. Mitochondrial substrate preference. Now, this is the substrate preference. This is where they're going to start to get into fat versus carbohydrates. And then with that understanding, right, keep in mind that this is flesh versus fruits and veggies, right? So they're going to say substrate preference, you know what I'm saying? But it comes down to fat versus sugar. And the package of fat is flesh, flesh-based diet. And the package for the sugar is a uh, fruit and vegetable-based diet, right? And that goes with grains and nuts and seeds and all that kind of stuff, right? <clears throat> and, oh... I wanted to reach through the video screen and just grab KT's collar and just, he's a Scorpio. So he thought he was dissing me one time in his video, you know, doing his subliminal shit. And um, he was talking about deuterium and he was trying to tell folks deuterium is not good for you and blah, 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 blah. Now, Again, these niggas don't really understand. Like, I'm this is what I do. One percenter. I take the goat shit serious. So by the time they come dancing down the road with some shit they done watched off some white guy's YouTube channel, I've already seen it, debunked it, rebunked it, and kicked it, you know, to the curb already. So when he comes with this deuterium shit, right? Oh, yeah, nigga. Deuterium is not good for you, and it's increasing your aging, and you have to stay away from deuterium, blah, 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 blah. I done already seen these niggas. Now, mind you, all that deuterium uh, negative, all that shit came from this one white guy who was selling a product. This is the same way back in the days when the Kanjin machine first came out. And they were selling the Cajun machines for like $5,000, $10,000, and everybody was on it. And I was telling niggas, yo, don't buy that machine. That's trash. And what did they say back then? Yo, Inky, you hating, bro. Yo, you hating, bro. This is the alkaline water. Sabi talking about this. I was like, no, Sabi's not talking about no Cajun machine, bro. And alkaline water and Cajun machine is two totally separate different things. Right? That's That's not the same thing. Alkaline water is not the same as Cajun machine water. But again, because you niggas act like y'all are allergic to words, right? You don't want to read books. You don't want to read books. You know what they say? You want to hide it from black folks, put it in a book. You niggas believe because they use the same language that it's the same thing. And some of you niggas are still going to these little stores selling you, you know, alkaline water from these machines. And I'm like, yo, 
You don't have to have no science to figure this out. Okay? Stop the bullshit. They're plugging the machine onto the tab. <laughs> oh, my God. Please help me save these people. I said they plug in the machine onto the faucet. You're getting, a, you're getting machined up faucet water. Stop. Stop disrespecting Dr. Sabi. Oh, Inky, you the one disrespecting Dr. Sabi. You don't even know what you're talking about. I'm like, no, you niggas don't know what you're talking about. And the crazy thing is, it's people that went to Sabi's uh, little program down there and they still didn't know what the fuck was happening down there. I had to explain to these niggas the two reasons that Sabi preferred to get you to go down to his place so he could heal you up. One, so he could stop you niggas from eating. Number one, where did he get that from? Elijah Muhammad. Right? Elijah Muhammad said, eat once a day. And if you get good at that, shit, eat once every other day. Yeah. So, so Elijah Muhammad is the founder of intermittent fasting. He created that. He's the first one on wax, you know, with intermittent fasting, even though he never used the term intermittent fasting. Don't you do it. Go down the road with that. Right now, Sabi is the first person to discover um, all this gut talk, leaky gut, and all that stuff. Sabi, go in your room, dog. Caleb, bring the dog here for a second. People be wanting to see ocean. like getting almost as tall as me all right down no down now go with chase KT is not catching strays, bro. KT is catching direct shots. Right? But no, 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 no. What I was saying was Elijah Muhammad has to be credited for intermittent fasting. 
Dr. Sabi has to be credited for all this leaky gut stuff because they locked him up for saying that, you know, leaks in your digestive system was causing autoimmune diseases. Right? Anyway. Reduced mitochondrial content and respiratory capacity have been reported in African-American women, which is accompanied by lower maximal coupled and uncoupled respiration rates that persist despite adjustments for oxidative fiber type content. Who we're talking about. Additionally, lower, lower state three, ADP stimulated. ADP is after you. So when the ATP, adenosine triphosphate, comes off a cytochrome 5 and gets dropped back in the water, so to speak, gets oxidized, that first phosphate releases the light, boom, and we have energy. And then that ADP has to be recycled back to ATP, right? State U is uncoupled and state four is leak in the electron transport chain, what we just showed, right? With electrons becoming free radicals and all this and all that, peroxide and Respiration have been observed in permeabilized fiber after normalization to mitochondrial content. While it is tempting to ascribe lower maximal coupled and uncoupled respiration to mitochondrial dysfunction, it must be noted that oxidative phosphorylation and electron transfer capacity under non-physiological conditions provide limited information regarding mitochondrial bioenergetic function. Furthermore, the assays used in these studies were performed using mixed substrates during high-resolution respirometry, which could misrepresent these findings as mixed substrates prohibit the delineation of substrate preference. So, let me translate the boom, 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 boom. So what they're saying right now is we cannot accurately um, understand test results when we're testing, you know, uh, different groups of people, African-Americans and Caucasians, women, men, whatever. If the thing that we're using for them to produce the energy is different. Meaning, if we if we have fat metabolism going on for energy production, right? And then we have carbohydrate metabolism going on. The mitochondria behavior is different because it should be different. Or at least the contributory factor is the sub, you know, the fat versus the sugar. Right. But then they're going to go further to state that there's a preference. So the mitochondria of black folks is primarily designed to deal with carbs, whereas the mitochondria of Caucasians or white folks is primarily designed to deal with the fats. So anyway, <clears throat> that's what the gobbledygook is. That's what they're trying to say right now. Right. So it's getting ready to get crazy. 
because you, you're going to start to hear inky cycle language specifically, right? For example, the lower capacity observed in African-Americans could largely, could be largely due to the preferential utilization of NAD linked, NAD linked, what they say? I'm going to read that again. For example, the lower capacity observed in African-Americans could be largely due to the preferential utilization of NAD-linked rather than FAD-linked substrates. The increase in glycolytic flux and decrease in fatty acid oxidization in African-Americans compared to Caucasians would increase the availability of NADH and NAD-linked substrates, potentiating preferential input of electrons to complex one rather than the Q pool. In this case, more protons are pumped out per reduced oxygen resulting in a lower oxygen turnover, but greater efficiency, leading to greater ATP production per amount of substrate utilized. God damn it. What is it? You know, we got to get out of that Illuminati mindset. But now I'm starting to really think like, you know, what is it? What is it? Southern your soul is a really serious thing. Thoughts and emotions combining to a voice. Yep. An electromagnetic signature that articulates choice. Choice is distinction. Distinction is information. Life as we know it is organized information's incarnation. To create more and store more is the alpha magma. Codified in chemin is the falcon's plasma. Satan is a trick. Blatant as a dick to be complacent. And this shit makes you a patient that is sick. The truth is, you are a true star. Your caterpillar construction cocoons a new star. The real definition of selling your soul first is trading, becoming stellar for a star on Earth. Second, you help block creation, illumination, separating information, billions of years in accumulation. Blindly, nigga, we couldn't be more stupid. Sound becomes light. Life is raw music. <laughs> Specific frequency it yields, encoding your thoughts, encoding your emotion. When those waves collapse, the culture's your commotion, nigga. Keep your guns, your squeeze proper. Culture vultures is cowards and eavesdroppers. The digital age, we clearly got it labels. Sound becoming light as the periodic table. Underwriting zigzag zig. That's why the buzz 
Come after the goosebumps And my shit creating new mumps Bass sicker than blue pumps Swinging like it's news hung Ain't no stopping us Accepting the whole populace Shining like phosphorus The fiends they I'm all type of dope I make a photon of firework Like a microscope Light entendres Light forecast Let's work Smell me like a broadcast network Get it? Peripherence is the middlemen That RCA just mimicking In the Bible when they lost their blessing They start burning 2018 radio turn urban Because we started with nothing And did it the best Sound becomes light Light becomes flesh Electromagnetic waves in your body work the same way as the recording technology. So we take it back. You look at a phonograph. A phonograph is a carbon disc spinning with a carbon needle. That carbon disc, that carbon needle is able to record what? Electromagnetic waves. Tell you, man, it's goat time. Goat time. <laughs> All right. So, let's get to work. This is in line with the evidence that African Americans have shorter recovery times during isometric exercise. So, first Harvard, now the National Library of Medicine. Yeah. Hey, when you put your shit out in writing, niggas can't fuck with the dates and times. It's just what it is. So, we're going to read that again. This is in line with the evidence that African-Americans have shorter recovery times during isometric exercise consistent with a higher ATP synthesis rate, suggesting a greater energetic efficiency in African-Americans. This notion is in concert with the lower recorded energy expenditure suggests a greater metabolic efficiency in African-Americans compared to Caucasians. An external file that holds a picture illustrates. Skip, skip, skip. All right. Preferential input of electrons into cytochrome 1 via NAD-linked substrates in African-Americans. Heightened glycolytic flux ensues greater provision of NAD-linked pathways. And which is, what is that? The water, right? Sound, the vibration, the water. Coherent domain, free electron pool, the melanin, and then the handoff. Uh, uh, the melanin. Yo, take this package, man. From the cytosol, NADH is brought into the mitochondrial matrix via malate aspartate, G3P or lactate shuttle, subsequently supporting the cytochrome one link respiration. Supporting respiration through pyruvate, malate, and glutamate provides a four to one ratio 
of NAD to FADH reduction with a complete tricarboxylic acid cycle. In contrast, Caucasians have a preferential respiration through succinate and fatty oxidation pathways resulting in a two-to-one reduction in NAD and FADH. It is feasible that evolutionary adaptations have occurred as a result of tropical climates and lower accessibility to nutrients to maximize the efficiency of nutrient use and yield the highest ATP free energy. Furthermore, along with the look, 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 now my head is going to start moving like this as I'm talking. <laughs> ah! Look, now I'm going to be like this, you know what I'm saying? Because now, yeah. Now the flex is just, it's just getting crazy now. Yeah, so now I, I can go like that. You know how niggas be telling you they, well, I, I have several PhDs and master's degrees and, uh, you know, various studies and yeah, so my head is going to be moving like that now. Furthermore, along with the thrifty phenotype hypothesis, the African-American mitochondrial phenotype would support maximum ATP and minimum heat production per calorie utilized. This tight coupling of mitochondrial respiration to drive ATP synthesis would ensure greater efficiency in the utilization of carbon backbones provided by oxidative substrates. The carbon backbone is the same, well, not the same, but the design. Fat versus sugars is all carbon. Mostly carbon, right? Obviously, there's hydrogen, which is why these are hydrated carbons, carbohydrates, right? And fats are just lots of... Anyway. This tight coupling of mitochondrial respiration to drive ATP synthesis would ensure greater efficiency in the utilization of carbon backbones provided by oxidized substrates. Additionally, High efficiency or preferential use of NAD-linked substrates yields a more polarized mitochondrial membrane potential. That is inverse relative to the electron flow. Oh, excuse me. I'm, I'm, I'm skipping one. That is in reverse relation to the electron flow. Such a phenotype would explain the lower oxygen consumption rate and manifest as a lower resting metabolic rate. I told y'all, black folks have smaller lungs. Why? Because we don't need the lungs. We're not, we don't need the lungs, but we don't need the lung space, right? We have a higher respiratory protein efficiency. This means not only do we need the space, but like Elijah said, we don't need all that damn food. Right? Additionally, no, we, uh, 
Okay, this adaptation would likely be advantageous in scenarios of low and inconsistent nutrient availability. However, tightly coupled mitochondria, tightly coupled, like the, what I showed you, in the presence of readily available nutrients would predispose African-American individuals to overnutrition and promote disproportionate rates of obesity between races in an energy affluent environment. Meaning your body was not designed to be eating up all this stuff. Right? So now the part where they missed the boat <clears throat> with the inky cycle is the internal production of the energy. So it's not that at the equator, we're not eating because there's not food available. We're just not eating because we're not hungry. And a lot of us experience that now. When you get caught up into doing some shit that you really enjoy, you really passionate about, you will go You'll go five hours, you'll go six hours, 12 hours, you'll go a whole day and realize, oh shit, I ain't even eat today. Oh shit, I ain't even eat today. And you was doing your thing. You never noticed it. No matter what you was doing, even athletes, you be playing basketball all day. The only thing you you know is you threat you thirsty, so you drinking water. But you've been playing. I used to play basketball from seven, eight o'clock in the morning till seven, eight o'clock at night. Ain't eat nothing. Just drink some water and got back to playing basketball. Why? Love the game. Love the game. My emotions put me in a state where I'm reliant on a different type of energy. So we talk about, we're not going to do it right this second, but we'll get to it. In this book, we talk about how emotions and experiences change our biochemistry. Very important. Um, very important. Especially when we start getting into the space of mental health and all those things. <clears throat> Anyway, overnutrition. It must be noted, and as though it's not, it's not being exposed to energy affluent environment. That's not what it is, because we always, from the equator, been in the energy affluent environment, right? We just did not have all of these commercial drivers using our dopamine against us to get us to eat for the, the, the high. That's what we do now. We eat for the high of eating. The food where we get high off of it. The food produces dopamine. This is why we love cheese on everything because cheese comes in with morphine. So cheese just enhances the experiment, the experience of anything you eat. And cheese-based products like ranch and all these other things. That was like literally the hardest thing for me to quit when I was trying to become vegan. Like, 
I could leave everything but the cheese alone. I was like, you know, I wrestled with the uh, the jerk salmon. Oh my goodness. There was this one restaurant like up in, uh, on Gun Hill Road. It was on Gun Hill Road closer to Co-op City because I used to work at Bay Plaza. And depending on my shift, I would go there before and after, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever, I'll go there and get like two, three plates. You know what I'm saying? Like same plate every time. Whatever the, the, I need the jerk salmon with whatever veggies is available. The jerk salmon was crazy, but it wasn't as hard to get rid of as the cheese products. Like till you realize you hooked on morphine and then you, yeah. So where we at? Anyway, at this time, you know, we were really just eating for hunger. We got hungry, we ate. If we wasn't hungry, we didn't, you know, it wasn't, we never was in a hungry place. We never not had mad food. You only have the hoarding mentality when you come from a space of lack and you don't have, you're not used to shit. So when you're not used to shit, you want to try to like hog it up and get as much in as possible. And, you know, every time you eat, every meal has to be like Thanksgiving. You're trying to blow it out. Like, what are you doing, bro? That, that ain't it. You're burning up a lot of money, wasting a lot of time. And you're sleeping and, you, you know, you're doing a lot of things when you could be working. You know what I'm saying? Get into this bag instead of putting holes in your bag. So it has nothing to do with being exposed to the energy of fluid environment. What it is is that this is a dopamine affluent environment. Everybody is high and everybody's high on multiple things. It must be noted that lower mitochondrial content and oxidative capacity are only in part influential on the amount of substrate being oxidized. Considering that the energetic state is derived from cellular redox, which is basically your electric circuits all over your body. That's really that really that's really what redox is. Right? Redox is the exchange between bases and acids, right? Or alkalines and acids. So an alkaline or a base is gonna release electrons. Acids will absorb them. Now, your body is primarily constructed from acids, right? Amino acids, right? It's DNA, deoxyribonucleic acid that drives the construction of the temple, right? So since your body is primarily made out of acids, well, then you primarily want to consume alkalizing foods that are going to donate electrons to the body, at least in concept, right? Because we know that every day our body is being broken down and you need to repair it, 
which means that you can't have a diet driven strictly by alkaline substances because you're going to start to wither away. You need to have the amino acids and things like that to rebuild the body. So you have to consume acids and alkalines. Right? Anyway. Considering the energetic state is derived from cellular redox, ATP production will take precedence over oxidative capacity in directing cellular bioenergetics or energy transfer from substrate to ATP production. Simply stated, the amount of oxidized substrate is dictated by the energy demand. Same shit I've been saying forever. What is it that you do every day? A construction worker does not need to eat the same diet as a homemaker. You know, LeBron James should not be eating the same amount of calories and macros and all that as the nigga that works at the register in Walmart. You know, um, President Biden should not be having the same type of diet as me. President Biden needs a mind. <laughs> he needs to be put on the Alzheimer's and diet immediately. No, I'm just kidding. I know I'm not. Anyway. <clears throat> this suggests that regardless of the change in oxidative capacity contingent upon the shift in mitochondrial content, mitochondrial efficiency is a major determinant of substrate oxidation. Always remember that anytime mitochondria efficiency is brought up, it is talking about this little picture that we made live on the spot right here to figure this thingy out. All right? And just think about football. Right. Think about practice football, not even real football. Right. Because in a football game, you got defense in the mitochondria. There's no defense. Right. Just think about wide receivers running out, catching passes versus. A running back getting a handoff. Now, do running backs fumble the ball? Absolutely but nowhere near as much as wide receivers are going to miss the ball, right? Because it's much more difficult to receive the ball, the pass, the further you get away from the quarterback. So if the quarterback is literally putting the ball on your numbers, handing it off to you, bang, like he's putting it into your stomach right there, bang, here's the ball. And there's no defense. It's almost impossible for you to fumble that. But now if you out here running a route and he got to throw you to, you know what I'm saying? You could drop it. He could put too much on it. He could put not enough on it. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that contribute to you dropping it, right? So anyway, just remember our little thingy there. At some point, I'll update the uh, Horace and Set book and you know, put that little diagram up in there. Survive, right? Uh, 
It suggests that regardless of the change in isolated capacity, continue. Okay. <clears throat> While the changes of overnutrition increase, considering lower energy expenditure in African Americans, such an effect would not explain the racial difference in insulin resistance in healthy subjects. I need y'all to understand that. Insulin resistance in healthy subjects. Insulin resistance in healthy subjects. Interestingly, mitochondria capacity was inversely related to peripheral insulin sensitivity in work carried out by Delaney and colleagues suggesting that this mitochondrial phenotype is a contributing factor to insulin resistance in African-Americans. Similarly, lower mitochondrial capacity has been reported in type 2 diabetics. Inversely, correlated with glycemic control and directly correlated with metabolic inflexibility. So this has nothing, not nothing, but this has less to do with the food and more to do with the genetics. Accordingly, while in African-Americans, lower oxidative capacity might not stem from mitochondrial function impairments, it can still have a role in increasing their predisposition to insulin resistance. Now, Dr. Inky, are you saying that all this time, the doctors were actually right when they were saying that black people have a genetic predisposition to diabetes? Because I thought that all holistic healers and trainers all said that was fake. No, that's not what I'm saying. Because this isn't even based on that, right? This is something that is, it can be viewed, it could be viewed as more sinister. And as you continue to get more information surrounding it, you'll figure out what you know, you'll figure out what you figure out. But that's not what I'm saying. Hold on, my glasses getting smudgy. What I'm saying is this is lack of knowledge. Period. This is not genetic predisposition towards diabetes. That's not what this is. What this is is genetic predisposition to a different body, which means you need to eat different things at different rates and different exercises. And you need to spend your time and money on learning what those things are. Because as you heard in the article, your children are worse than the adults. So again, if nobody's funding this research that we're doing, where are we going as a people? Because these rest of these goofy holistic healing niggas is only herbal salesmen. They just say just enough to get you to click the purchase button. They're not pushing the culture forward. They're not creating new paradigms.
tightly coupled mitochondria respiration and NAD-linked substrate input potentiates greater efficiency in African-Americans. Stop. We need to maximize that. Right? We need to maximize that. Let me move this up. There we go. Now I can give me a little, little leg circulation in. Right? Anyway, tightly coupled mitochondrial respiration and NAD-linked substrate input potentiates greater efficiency. Potentiates. But you're not going to actualize it if you don't learn what's in these books. And guess what? No one else on earth can teach you what's in these books because it's just me. Yeah. I like that. Flash it. Anyway. Input of electrons into cytochrome 1 compared to the Q pool will generate a greater positive hydrogen translocation across the inner mitochondrial membrane, increasing the proton motive force and subsequently ATP production. Now, what are they talking about right there? Boop, bop, boop, bop, bop, boop, bop, bop. Generate a greater positive hydrogen translocation across the inner mitochondrial membrane, increasing the proton motive force. What are they talking about? They're talking about the FO motor clock. This guy, where is it? Yeah, this is what they're talking about. Let me show you. Maybe it'll click now that we read a lot of this article. When you look at this real quick, you'll be like, oh, Inky, you're a genius. If you just finding out right now that I'm a genius, I need to kick your ass. Hold on. Yeah. You see that? The video started right out with it. These are the positive hydrogens that they're talking about in the article. These are the protons. These protons comes up through the mitochondrial membrane. And this is what powers your ATP production. Right? You know, we also take it a step further and take it to a whole nother level, but I need to get this work in, man. Stop playing games. This is the algorithm. Times table. To earn respect, man. Memorize your times table. To earn respect, man. Prescription, Dr. We breathe in life and light in patterns of 12. The alveoli open and close 12 times a minute. 12 times an hour, the Botzinger complex creates a size. 
The Botzinger Complex is also the actual human beatbox. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. <clears throat> the total work week or five days equals 120 hours. Your 12 pints of red blood cells live 120 days. Impulses travel neurons at 120 meters a second. There is 120,000 miles of lymph vessels. Blood sugar levels top at 120. The rough equivalent of a 6A1C. Electrons per atom also top at 120. Red blood cells spin, creating a vortex through the 12 gates of the heart into the wall scepter. Make note that the heart is 12 centimeters or 12 royal fingers in length itself, pumping 12 pints of blood. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Spend time paying attention, balancing your interest to earn respect. The 12 pints of red blood cells then make the 60,000 mile journey every 60 seconds, only possible by the structuring of water. Eerily similar to the 60 mile high electric field around Earth when charged, the 60 mitochondria DNA codons powering the little FO wall clocks. F equals six, F zero is another 60. Setting the frequency, the brain, max speed of awareness to information, processing speed is 60 bits per second. That 60 is divine mathematics from the almanac. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Spend time paying attention, balancing your interests to earn respect so you'll never <clears throat> have to save face. Cells have their own carbon-12 cycle. Much like the algae of the planet recycle carbon into pigments, we recycle carbon-12 to make nucleotides. This is called the tricarboxylic acid cycle. A major portion of the tricarboxylic acid cycle is B12, the major purpose of which is to feed the mitochondria so they can recycle our ATP. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. The mitochondria have an assembly line called the electron transport chain. These mitochondria cannot function without melanocytes, melanosomes, and of course melanin. This assembly line recycles phosphorus so our cells can produce light. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. The electron transport chain has five sections or five cytochromes, cyto, cell, chrome, color, or pigment. Cytochrome is the cellular pigments. The fifth is the ATPase pump or turbine. The base of this unit or FO motor, the counterclockwise clepsydra, has nine to 12 components that cycle protons to power the pump. Each ATP must be utilized with magnesium. Magnesium is atom number 12 on the periodic table. The 12 unit FO water clock creates the 12 kVT energy that must bind to the 12th atom on the periodic table. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic.
7.3 kcals per mole divided by 0.60 equals 12. The ATP has an average value of 12 kVT in available energy. A mole, based on the historical definition of the mole, as the amount of substance that corresponds to the number of atoms in 12 grams of carbon 12. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. The inky cycle sits at the center of motion in the cytoplasm. Structuring water molecules creates pools of free electrons, coherent domains. Melanin harnesses these free electrons and feeds them to NAD. NAD in turn feeds the cell. That is the inky cycle. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Spend time paying attention, balancing your interests to earn respect so you'll never have to save <clears throat> face. Spend time paying attention, balancing your interests. Spend time paying attention, balancing your interests to earn respect. ATP is produced by breaking down glucose or chains the carbon 12. We then cycle the carbon 12 back to the environment for the algae and plants. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. 36 to 38 ATP are produced from each glucose molecule. Without mitochondria, our cells can only squeeze two ATP per glucose molecule. Each glucose molecule is a chain of carbon 12. A sodium potassium pump uses one ATP during each cycle. 12 times per second, these pumps go through a cycle, exporting three sodium ions and important two potassium ions, as above, so below. The cell membrane and the mitochondria membrane. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Creating that 12-part motif is the mysterious magic of the energy system. Even each unit of insulin metabolizes 12 grams of carbohydrates, reducing the blood sugar level by 45 milligrams per deciliter. One unit of insulin metabolizes 12 grams of carbs. One unit of insulin metabolizes 12 grams of carbs. Of carbs. Of carbs. One unit of insulin, 12 grams of carbs, into the tricarbon cycle to produce ATP units of 12 kBT in energy each. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Potassium in the beta cell is the zero in the binary code or off switch. Calcium in the beta cell is the on switch or number one. This is the simple start-stop binary code for insulin production in the beta cell. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Spend time paying attention, balancing your interests to earn respect. So insulin is produced by the one million islets of Langerhans in the pancreas. Beta cells are 10 microns in diameter, carrying up to 20 picograms of insulin each. 
The average healthy person has 60 to 70 percent of his eyelids as active beta cells. The old standard for insulin was 40 units a day. However, steroids, chemicals, gross obesity, sugar, and many other things have stretched the production of human insulin higher. It's not all bad, though. This shows the untapped potential to heal. Beta cells share the eyelids with alpha cells and the gland overall with exocrine cells, which take 90% of the tissue space. Loss of 80% of the beta cells causes hypoglycemia and ketosis. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Food. Food is the same as the breath. It receives no special privilege. Food must be judged by 12 as well. All food, acid or alkaline, goes into the 12 centimeter or 12 royal finger sized bowl called the duodenum. Make a note that once the food has been fully processed, it ends in the rectum. 12 centimeters or 12 royal fingers in length itself as well. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Spend time paying attention, balancing your interest to earn respect. So you'll never the pineal gland is a 12-hour clock, amongst other things. Pigments process sound and light. 1,200 watts a day, average human power. 12 hours a day, 12 hours a night. Our senses are set to the oscillations or ebb and flow of these vibes. This is the basis for the circadian rhythm and every other rhythm in the human body. Rhythm equals cycle. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Spend time paying attention. Every cycle you have ever heard of in the human body is a part of a unique rhythm or set of rhythms in the human body. The heart must synchronize all these sounds into a beat. Get order from chaos. This beat then entrains the brain, the magnetic field at large. The heart is the master clock. Think about the blood pH, 7.365. That's the exact days in the week and the exact days in the year. The heart has blood moving through the 60,000 miles of vessels in 60 seconds, culminating in the 12 gates of the heart into the wasp. The journey through the Holy of Holies is superior and inferior cava to the right atrium, tricuspid valve to the right ventricle, pulmonary semilunar valve to the right left pulmonary artery, right left pulmonary artery vein, left atrium, myspectrial or bicuspid valve to the left ventricle, aortic semilunar valve, then into the wasp or the aorta proper. This is the heart, <coughs> the master clepsidra. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Spend time paying attention, balancing your interests to earn respect so you'll never have to save face. To earn respect, to earn respect. To earn respect, to earn respect. To earn respect, to earn respect. This algorithm synchronizes time and space with biochemistry, the holy grail of science, a grand unifying theory. God is music. So clearly the arrangement is designed by number and that number is 12. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Just because vitamin D boosts 
AMPK and protects the beta cells, earns light, no special privileges. The light and sound are treated as the breath is, treated as food and drink are. They must be judged by 12. The nature of the universe is duality, male, female, electric, magnetic, wave-like and particle-like. The brain converts still images at more than 12 per second into movement or motion. That's how time flies. Think sodium potassium. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Sound I am in love with. The crystals in our pineal gland and ears interpret sound as 12 pitch classes, 12 major keys, 12 minor keys, etc. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. In fact, there are a great many philosophical truths you can gain about the nature of your reality from these math music relationships. This is the key to human emotion and it's the link to music. This 12 step motif is the blueprint in human engineering taught in the chemiluminescence college. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. This is all set to a 12 month rhythm of circling our star. The surrounding families of stars we have divided mathematically into 12 sections and or 12 constellations. We circle it every 12 months while it, our home star, semicircles us every 12 hours. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Spend time paying attention. Within the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic, we recognize the 12 macro and 12 micro organ systems in the cells and body at large. In the same way as nature uses math and harmony as a language, our body does too. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. We have 64 codons from our nuclear DNA. This corresponds directly to the male egg cycle. Men have a 64-day sperm egg cycle. In fact, every day a man creates a new egg. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. We recognize the 12 macro and 12 micro organ systems being connected by a communication superhighway called nerves with pigment. These nerves and spine manage all of the human body's information gathering, sorting and storing. The brain in its 1200 cc soup have 12 pair of nerves process your body's sensory data, while the 12 pair of ribs that make the rib cage and major nerves run through the 12 thoracic vertebrae. 24 hours a day, 24,000 breaths a day, 144 gallons of O2 a day, time is on our side. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Spend time paying attention, balancing your interests. We recognize these, the 12 macro and 12 micro organ systems of the body. The integumentary system is the macro version of the membrane and phospholipid system. The skin is 12 square feet and is 12% of our body weight. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Spend time paying attention. The male sexual system is the macro version of the nuclear DNA. 12 times 10 to the 13th power and total DNA length system. 
This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. To earn respect, the female sexual system is the macro version of the mitochondrial DNA system. To earn, to earn respect. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. There is only one nervous and pigment system which weaves in, out, and around all cells. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. The immune system is the macro version of the NRF2 system. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. The circulatory system is the macro version of the cytoplasm system. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. The skeletal system is the macro version of the cytoskeletal system. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. The respiratory system is the macro version of the electron transport chain. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. The lymphatic system is the macro version of the lysosome system. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. The excretory system and urinary system are the macro version of the vacuole system. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. The digestive system is the macro version of the endoplasmic reticulum. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. The endocrine system is the macro version of the Golgi apparatus. The Golgi apparatus actually secretes the insulin inside the beta cells. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Between the almanac and this book, we hope to have enlightened you on the energy process in real time. The algorithm is this full set of mathematics, knowing that carb max number, but also understanding it. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic or the heart of divine mathematics. The Amduat and the Book of Gates can begin to be seen as inner journeys. The journey from drinking 12 degrees Celsius tap water to attaining enlightenment always was an inner journey. Right? We are judged by 12 at all times. The heart of the divine is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. You must learn these timetables by heart. Visualize them. In my mind, I like to imagine the early Brockman were trying to envision these wheels. These are the wheels, flowers or trees of life that actually produce the food and knowledge of and consequently for the soul, conscious, or light. Did you see how math and music work? In real time, God is music. This is the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic. Dr. Enki incarnate as the true and living soul of Osiris. It's been 4,000 years since you learned true knowledge yourself, since you learned real black history. Find out the secrets of your soul, how you are being colonized. Take back your history. Create your future. Hi, my name is Wusir. Freemasonry is the largest and most successful fraternity on earth. 
and it's black. If we are gonna celebrate anything during Black History Month, it should be Freemasonry. Celebrate by learning true black history and transforming your body with Dr. Inky's 120 day challenge. Dr. Inky's groundbreaking research has been backed by Harvard and now the National Library of Medicine. This is Freemasonry at its finest. Remember, before there was a Dr. Sebi or Dr. Inky, there was an Imhotep. Go to Amazon and get your copy now. Radio. <clears throat> All right. So that was your time to get you a little something. You know what I'm saying? That was your break time. We <laughs> back to work. All right. What were we saying? Oh, we was. I was acting a fool celebrating it because it said increasing the proton motor force and subsequently ATP production. Blah 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 blah. Okay. Mitochondrial phenotype increases predisposition of African-Americans to insulin resistance. Insulin resistance and metabolic inflexibility. So in the future, you're going to hear this term a lot more. Metabolic inflexibility. This is how this goes. Okay. They put out the papers and then they start talking the talk. So you're going to hear metabolic inflexibility. Nobody in the world at large is going to know exactly what that means. Only you people will know what metabolic inflexibility is. Metabolic inflexibility is the differences in how your body produces energy that are inflexible, meaning diet and exercise can not change them. So when you hear this, I want you to know, refer back to Inky. <laughs> this is about heme pigments, right? Because those cytochromes are pigments, right? So let's, let's make sure that we, we, we know this is a pigment story, right? These guys, when we talk, when I give you this example of the electron transport chain, these are all heme pigments, the same as your blood. Right. And then we know that the other aspect of the pigment is melanin. Right. Because the melanin is always surrounding the mitochondria and the amount you have surrounding your mitochondria depends on how dark your skin is. Isn't that sweet? Right. Isn't that sweet? Right. So these ones that are transparent, these organelles that are transparent or just light, those are the mitochondria. The big, the big fat dark ones that says melano, those are not melanocytes. Those are melanosomes. Right. And these little dots, those are actual melanin granules. And if you notice, they're on, in, and around the mitochondria. The purpose of which is to absorb any of those free radicals that's coming up off of there. Right? 
Now, just because I can, I always have to show as much as possible this. Right? Yo, A.A. Rashid is with Griselda. Oh, it's about to, it's that time to start robbing niggas now. If I jack for life for them cars, you know how he go. He's that right there, in case you don't know what that is, I'm showing you. Even though I showed it a bazillion times. That is what they said was made up pseudoscience. Proof of it. Because going all the way back to Richard King and beyond, but we'll just start with Richard King for now until everybody gets their master editions and you're going to look inside this book and go, But with Richard King and Lila Africa and Jew Pukram and, you know, when they were saying that, you know, it's melanin in the heart and it's melanin over here and it's melanin over there. They literally got a thing called a melanin thesis and they call it pseudoscience. And they part of the pseudoscience is that melanin helps the organs and does this and that and that. Da, 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 da. Now they have to eat those fucking words because Dr. Inky is out here. Yeah, they got to eat those words because I'm out here. Period. So that right there is the thing that they said. Also, they said they didn't know. The essay and AV nodes, like, there's a source. There's a source of, of power that's, you know, setting the heart cells into motion. And I'm like, is that power electrical? Got an idea. No, that's pseudoscience. That's not real. Okay, well, now I got the videotape, nigga. <laughs> Yo. A.A. <laughs> Rashid is with Griselda. Oh, it's about to, it's that time to start robbing niggas now. If I jack for life for them cars, you know how he go. He's now we got the video actually showing, not we, us. When I say we, it sounds like it's, you know, it's just us and people who have copied it from us. Right? Anyway, all right. Skeletal muscle is responsible for 80% of postprandial glucose uptake. And yet, African-Americans paradoxically display higher rates of insulin resistance despite having higher skeletal muscle mass. Predictive measures of insulin resistance, such as disposition and beta cell function indexes, are noted to be higher in African-Americans. Furthermore, in conditions of normal glucose tolerance, evidence of upregulated beta cell function, as well as a right shift in the glucose allostasis model, which is the relationship between insulin sensitivity and insulin response, is present. Thus, the chronic hyperinsulinemia observed in African-Americans must be considered as another factor in this racial disparity due to its strong association with obesity and other metabolic diseases. All factors considered, it seems that impaired glucose disposal at peripheral tissues lie at the core of racial disparities in glycemic control. 
This paradigm observed in normoglycemic African-American parallels a similar model of metabolic abnormalities that occur with insulin resistance in Caucasians. Regarding insulin resistance, the progressive increase in insulin secretion in response to decreased peripheral tissue sensitivity leads to beta cell stress and subsequently exhaustion, demise, and de-differentiation. Right? So your beta cells are literally de-differentiating. So they're turning back into alpha cells or, you know, exocrine cells. Because, <clears throat> you know, majority of your pancreas is an exocrine function, right? And that's to actually alkalize the food that comes in. We won't have that conversation. Right? But... <clears throat> The scientific theory has always matched the holistic universe in this one regard. If the wrong cellular environment causes the beta cell to turn back into, you know, to de-differentiate, then the right cellular environment can cause them to re-differentiate. And that's precisely with these doctors at Mount Sinai discovered. Hold on. Let's go into this shit. Right? We we had we did this in the documentary, but it's important we do it everywhere. Right? Um Let's do it like this. Let's do it like this. Let's do it like this. Nope. Bang. Four hundred and twenty million people in the world have diabetes. Approximately, diabetes is an enormous problem globally and in the United States. Four hundred and twenty million people in the world have diabetes. Approximately a third of the U.S. population has or is at risk for developing diabetes. The chronic complications involve almost every organ. It's the leading cause of blindness in the United States. It's the leading cause of kidney failure. It's the major contributor to heart disease. And if you add all of these things together, diabetes either directly or indirectly is probably the second or third most important cause of death in the United States. We need to make uh, advances in the treatment of diabetes. This one yeah. Uh, yeah. Insulin is the product of normal beta cells. If you had normal beta cells, you'd never need to take insulin or drugs that made you secrete more insulin. So we're trying to simply regrow beta cells in people who have type 1 or type 2 diabetes. Two or three years ago, we identified harming as a new class of drugs that could make beta cells regenerate at low levels. In this study, we identified a second class of drugs called TGF-beta superfamily inhibitors. 
that's able to induce human beta cells to replicate at rapid rates when given in combination with harming. And in terms of the actual rates of replication, adult human beta cells replicate at a rate of about 0.2% per day. That's pretty much the same as nothing. With harming, we were able to get that up to about 2% per day. And now with a combination of harming plus TGF-beta superfamily inhibitors, we can get that rate up to around 5 to 8% per day. And in some of the pancreatic beta cell preparations we got, it was as high as 15 or 18%. The importance of the study is that it applies to everybody with diabetes. All 30 million people in the United States whether it's type one or type two, and all 420 million people in the world. Two and a half years ago, we had this many drugs that could make human beta cells regenerate. Now we have actually about five or six different combinations of drugs that can make human beta cells regenerate at rapid rates. So just in three years, we've gone from zero to five to 8%. I would say that over the next few years, uh, this will be translatable to human beings. Hmm. All right, hold on. <clears throat> you know we got to do our brother Malcolm make it plain thing. Make it plain, brother Malcolm. You know we got to do our brother Malcolm make it plain thing. Okay, and of course you know I. I like basketball analogies. So, yeah. All right, so hold on. All right, so here's the purple phase, right? This is uh, what we have that is loaded up with the uh harmine and then to a lesser extent the blue magic and the ocean state or the blue magic capsules right but the purple phase is the one this is the leader of team harmine now harmine as you heard the gentleman explain from mount sinai well he didn't but he harmine is the thing that primarily is the trigger for the beta cells to begin to regrow now Harmine is, guess what? This is the craziest thing ever. Harmine is a metabolite of tryptophan. Aromatic amino acids, baggage your ass one more again, right? And it's the same one that produces the NAD. I need my zip with the drip shit on this joint, man. Damn. I need to have my zip with the drip explosion. Uh, yeah, man. But anyway, I figure I'll make another one. But <clears throat> I need y'all to absorb that. Tryptophan, the aromatic amino acids. So now when you get into food that's sprayed with the pesticides and all that, that inhibits the shikimot pathway from functioning it's not making tryptophan so when you eat the fruits and vegetables like that you're not getting tryptophan now let's say you go get a gallon of tryptophan and you drink it 
but you have some sugary shit going on or you have too much protein that's converted into the sugar. If that's fructose or if you had a night of drinking, right? Because all alcohols is fructose. You may not know that, right? So when you're drinking, you know, alcohol is fructose. Just an FYI. So, and this is why they got, um, I think it's Tino's, Tito's. It's a few different liquors that they tell you is cool for diabetics because it doesn't spike your glucose. That is the biggest fucking lie in commercial history, bro. And at the same time, they telling the truth. But see, that's the thing about commerce where like the BWO guys that just scammed the community for two, three million dollars, you know, 19 keys been excellent. See, they believe they're not on the Nation of Islam core principles anymore. They're not doing supreme wisdom lessons. And what they're now doing is trying to copy Polite's blueprint and rip you off as much as legally possible. You know what I'm saying? Because it's fair, good business. You know, like, no, that's not. So when they say drink these liquors and they won't spike your glucose, that's because it's primarily not glucose you're consuming. It's fructose. And fructose, just like agave, so don't think the holistic niggas is off the hook either. Because these niggas are still recommending agave after I told them to stop doing that shit like 10 years ago. Stop telling people to have a go. Well, suck the Sabi said, nigga. Relax. Sabi's gone. Stop telling people to drink agave. Agave is 90% fructose. It doesn't show up on your blood sugar test because it's not glucose. But it inhibits your body from metabolizing tryptophan. And now we know harming. It also goes in your liver and produces liver fat and liver fibrosis. What does that do? When you tear up the liver, that tears up your body's ability to metabolize fat. And you see clearly, we already struggling with metabolizing fat. When you start messing with the liver and you Spanish people and Mexicans, you could forget about it. You could forget about it. The Mexicans got it the worst. You know how black folks got it the worst with type two diabetes? Mexican niggas got it the worst when it comes to liver issues. So y'all don't need to have tryptophan in your diet ever. You don't never need. And what do they be doing? They be drinking like a mom. But you know what they did learn over time? Mexicans learned to use more uh, cayenne than anybody else. And there's a thing inside the cayenne. I think it's called CP1 or something like that but it helps to break down the fructose. Yeah, so this is why Mexicans combine spices with the alcohol. Lay off that beard off. Anyway. Dirk 1A is the name of the thing 
the comp the molecule that inhibits your beta cells from rebuilding dirk 1a now you know as a, a ardent lebron fan you know i got a problem with dirk anyway even though he's no longer in the NBA, I still be looking for ways to just neutralize his ass. Right? So anyway, Dirk 1A is this molecule that inhibits the beta cells from functioning. Now, harming is able to neutralize Dirk. Harming is able to neutralize Dirk. Right. And when you are when you're able to combine harmine with a few other guys, you're able to turn back on the beta cell growth, etc. 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 Okay. Now, <clears throat> how did that how did that involve us? Right? Because when I got this uh, information, I believe this is late 2019, actually, <laughs> funny. So while the world was distracted, looking over there at the boogeyman, I done told y'all this shit a thousand times. Whenever they say, look over there, you better look over there. Because over there is going to be the trickiest shit ever going on. And that's why they're going to have everybody's attention directed. So when they find this shit in late 2019, everybody's attention directed over there. I'm over here. I'm like, no, 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 no. That thing y'all paying attention to? No, 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 no. We good on that. Detox kit, NRF2 system. Ah, we Yeah, you niggas. Yeah, stop, stop worrying about that. Focus over here. There's some other shit going on. I'm figuring out how to get that harming and the other stuff in the regular plant-based. <laughs> so anyway, that's how we got the purple things. So that's how we kick an ass. That's why Osborne is acting the fool inside the chat. <clears throat> Look, that's why Osborne is acting the fool inside the chat, talking this type of shit right here. <laughs> yeah. Cause we on that <clears throat> anyway see we we stay with the verified actual science right right we we're working through an article from the national library of medicine i just showed you mount sinai's top researchers that we yeah i don't know what these other niggas doing anyway all right thus the chronic hyperinsulinemia observed in African-Americans must be considered as another factor in this racial disparity due to a strong association with obesity and other metabolic diseases. No, we read that. While, ins yeah, while insulin resistance is traditionally negative in terms of cardiometabolic disease with Caucasians, in the African-American population and in the context of inherent increased insulin output, 
It may serve as a protective mechanism against weight gain and obesity-related diseases. Couldn't I tell you that in the algorithm? I said, due to fat, chemicals in the food, obesity, this, that, and the other, the body is producing more insulin. But don't worry, it's not necessarily a bad thing because it shows that the body has the ability to upregulate the amount of... Yeah, I don't want to listen to the nigga with gold teeth. Anyway, so we just let the white folks tell you. you know, yeah, we're right here. We're on page 368. We'll read that again. While insulin resistance is traditionally negative in terms of cardiometabolic disease with Caucasians, in the African-American population and in the context of inherent increased insulin output, it may serve as a protective mechanism against weight gain and obesity-related diseases. However, genetically driven impairments in glucose uptake could predispose African-Americans to greater risk of type 2 diabetes development, as well as and be further amplified in situations of overnutrition meaning eating too much. But I love the way they use the term overnutrition because a lot of goofy niggas believe that they can have a zillion calories of healthy stuff. So you went from having two to 3,000 calories of McDonald's and potato chips and cookies to having two to 3,000 calories of protein smoothies and kale grass and, you know, quinoa and all this other shit. It's still too much. Metabolic flexibility has been implicated as a major predictor of insulin resistance and metabolic disease. Under conditions of energy metabolism, unaffected by metabolic diseases, a metabolically flexible state can be characterized by mitochondria alternating between substrates based on physiologic needs and nutritional states. In contrast, in the state of metabolic inflexibility, crosstalk and regulation of substrate choice and substrate oxidation via metabolic and cell signaling, right? Cell signaling. The, uh, I'm about to say the cytochromes. <laughs> the cytokines, right? Remember, I showed that type 1 diabetes, you know, Dame Dash is a fucking idiot. But remember, I was showing type 1 diabetics. They have this signature of tumor necrosis factor, IL-1, and then IL-6. And then I put those cytokines in context of melanocytes and showed that those things all downregulate melanin activity. Duh. So if you downregulate the pigment that's there to handle, you know, energy activity, yeah, yeah. You got it. You're supposed to have a. You just turned off the. It's like turning off your alternator in your car. But you're still trying to drive far. Hi, my name is Wusia. Freemasonry is the largest and most successful fraternity on earth, and it's black. If we are going to celebrate anything during Black History Month, it should be Freemasonry. Celebrate by learning true black history and transforming your body with Dr. Inky's 120-day challenge. That's, that's the algorithm. So you can't drive your car like you with no alternator. Like, 
And that's what, you know what? Let's go to book three. Because y'all think sometimes I'm just saying these things, but actually this is in the book. Hold on. And I'm telling you, this is a, a, a skinny book, but this book go hard, bro. This book go hard. Hold on. <clears throat> I think I went too far. Maybe went too far. This tiny ass book, and I can't find one. Let me look for it. Okay, and it's right there in chapter one. Duh. All right. So let me take you back over here. No, I don't want to go back too far. We'll go here. <clears throat> this could be the main reason that oxygen is dry is the driving force behind complex life. Coherent domains and cellular water may only be the byproduct of the endless oxygenated atoms colliding. Just before this paragraph started in the book, I was talking about the ability of uh, oxygen to produce magnetism when they collide. Anyway, coherent domains are pools of free electrons. Melanin is able to harness and feed the NRF2 system, DNA, RNA, mitochondria, or sirtuins via NAD electrons. From these, uh, uh, via NAD, electrons from these pools of free electrons, or coherent domains, anyway. Nicotinamide, adenine, dinucleotide, NAD for short, is a metabolite of tryptophan in much the same way as harmine is. It's a glowing form of tryptophan. Many of you know this process from the Inky cycle. Vibration starts the water to spiraling and creating little vortices. This creates the coherent domain or free electron pools. That's the Inky cycle in a nutshell. We're on page 10 in this book at the bottom. Water structuring is also a binary input as the structured water is basically positive and negative charges, free of all other substances. Muscle must be powered and structured water's basic function is providing that power. This power forms and activates proteins amongst other things. Mitochondria takes all the rock star level credit. However, melanin and water play a larger role. We would even say the largest role in terms of power in cells. People forget that water charge separation is what drives the electron transport chain. The story of water and melanin is the story of electromagnetic tissue. Maximizing the power of electromagnetic tissue is the answer to the world's diabetes plague. 
Mitochondria is always accompanied by melanosomes and melanin. Typically, melanin is only discussed in regard to its antioxidant capacity. Most of the proteins, including mitochondria, present hydrophilic surfaces to the water, which also facilitates the creation of coherent domains. Melanin in this context works just as an alternator in a standard car does. Okay. Engines, right? Now, people that know cars know this relationship, but if you don't, then it's, it's worth hearing, which is the reason why I read this. Engines convert various types of energy, right? Usually electrical into mechanical energy, right? Mechanical energy is acoustic, okay? That is sound energy, right? Alternators convert mechanical energy back into electrical energy for storage, okay? That's how your melanin works. That's how your melanin works. Melanin is able to go forwards and backwards. Melanin is able to work as an engine and a alternator at, at the same damn time. At the same damn time. I appreciate that. Folks getting busy doing push-ups. Man, I know if y'all doing push-ups, y'all going crazy. I know I done got $10, $20 from y'all in the cash. Yeah, we going crazy. <laughs> All right. Back to the main article. Listen, we got work. <clears throat> How many hours we been going? About five hours? That's a whole work day we putting in. Because, yeah, we still got work to go. We still got a lot of work to do. We only been through... Okay, we're on page 368. We started on page 361. So five hours in, and we only went through five pages, right? But this is what, this is, this is, well, this is much more official than what you would get in a college setting, but this is like that on steroids. Because in a college setting, you're probably just going to get like a, a lecture, you know, it's going to be an hour you know, 45 minutes, 90 minutes tops. You out of there. You're a grown up. Come back with them essays or that homework, that assignment, be ready, you know, do your thing. I'm just drop this info on you and put your tail on out the door. Yo, I'm so thirsty for my book, bro. 
For real, they sending me toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, where's my book, bro? I want my book. Either way, it's out for delivery. My book is out for delivery. So when y'all see me tonight or tomorrow, I will not have this book in my hand. The holy grail of books. Listen, the Eat Right is the Bible of the holistic community. What's coming? Oh! What's coming is the holy grail of books. Listen to what I'm telling you. The holy grail. Greatest book of all time. Bar none. Listen, when I tell you the master edition... I studied the Bible for a long time, and I'm telling you, this book that's coming is better than the Bible. It's better than every version of the, the coming forth by day, the book of the dead that I ever read. I'm telling you, definitely better than the Quran. And those are the greatest books of all time. Make no motherfucking mistake about it. Those are the greatest books of all time. And this, this is, and the reason why, I can't tell you, sorry. Not yet. When you get them though, When you get them, you'll see what I'm saying. When you read that first chapter, you're going to go, Inky is an asshole, bro. You go, yo, you're going to realize <laughs> shit's about to get different. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's why we're here going through and what that first chapter that's in that book, the master edition, is not in this book. So the shit that's getting ready to make the lightning come down and the thunder crackle is not in this book. But the shit that's in that book that's on the, out for delivery right now, on its way. Ah! Just touching it is going to make the motherfucking clouds form. You heard? When you touch it, the lightning is going <laughs> to. All right. <clears throat> what we are. Under metabolic conditions of energy metabolism, unaffected by metabolic disease. No, we wasn't that far. 
We sure was. Okay. Under conditions of energy metabolism, unaffected by metabolic diseases, a metabolically flexible state can be characterized by mitochondria alternating between substrates based on physiologic needs and nutritional states. In contrast, in the state of metabolic inflexibility, crosstalk and regulation of substrate choice and substrate oxidation via metabolic and cell signaling events are dampened. Metabolic inflexibility as observed in subjects with obesity and type 2 diabetes displays itself as a lack of substrate switching across changes in physiological states a switch from the fasted state to a, oh shit hold on let me see if i got where i could show y'all this because i didn't even know they tried to go into that in that article they really tried to get deep on niggas they tried to swagger jack my whole shit at least these is the the at least these is big boys swagger jacking the gods you know what i'm saying you know, at least, at least I could say that. Hold on, because I'm about to find this shit. We going in. <clears throat> we going in. Hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm talking shit, but I'm, I'm hoping that I find this thing. It could be in a different presentation. Hmm. Let's just let y'all look at that for a little while. No one on the corner has a swagger like us. Swagger like us. Na, 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 na. Hang in there with me, people. Cause I didn't know they went and just swagger jacked the whole shit. Okay, nope, this ain't it. Damn, is it in here? Because I'd be making these little diagrams. Like I told y'all what my father said. He said, if you're looking for a book and you can't find it, that means you're supposed to write it. So I'd be feeling the same way about my little diagrams. Hold on. Check out this. I was like, he's just going to be here and going tomorrow. Because I was like, I keep hearing, you know, the basic shit. Then I'm like, this motherfucker don't miss. No, he's fucking good. That motherfucker don't miss, man. He's good. In the heat of battle, he don't miss. No. In the heat of controversy, he don't miss. No. And then he just knows how to be a public relation type of motherfucker to shoot a video where he passing out money and doing all kind of... Come on, man. He learned from... All, like, he took all the smart shit that you guys did. Fuck. And, and you're right, because in the heat of battle, he don't fucking miss. Back against the wall, he don't miss. I mean, that motherfucker... In the heat of battle. Yeah. <clears throat> it is not in this joint. You know, I think it is. I think it's in the... um. 
that 12 hour. Remember we did the 12 hour uh And they tried to, and they, I think they deleted my shit, but then Rudy had it. Shout out to Rudy for having these joints in the stash. Rudy, you better steal this video, nigga, and put this on your page. <laughs> right? It's a little bit of that melanin, melanocyte language I was talking to you about earlier, right? But hold on. Now this is in the. Uh, this is kinda showing a little, but this ain't really it. This is what's. This is a beta cell. This is my own diagram I made of a beta cell to show you what's going on in the beta cell. But no, 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 no. Hold on, man. This. What I want to show y'all is, no, this is Dirk one. Okay. Now this is the Dirk one, a process to get really specific to it. This right here is the Dirk one, a molecule. And this is where harmine comes into play. <clears throat> and then, you know, you have the, um, the GLP one inhibitors and blah, 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 all that other shit. Hold on. Damn, homie, in high school, you was the man, homie. What the fuck happened to you? I got the sickest vendetta when it comes to the cheddar. If you play with my paper. Now, shorty think I'm a sweater. See, y'all remember. Y'all remember this, right? We took it to a whole nother level. Right? And make sure y'all go get the drip, man. Look look at the hat, right? Go to polyibic.com and get these hats. Go get the drip. Get involved with the drip situation. Right? Hi, my name is Wusia. Freemasonry is the largest and most successful fraternity on earth. And it's black. If we are going to celebrate anything during Black History Month, it should be Freemasonry. Celebrate by learning true black history and transforming your body with Dr. Inky's 120-day challenge. Dr. Inky's groundbreaking research has been backed by Harvard and now the National Library of Medicine. This is Freemasonry at its finest. Remember, before there was a Dr. Sebi or Dr. Inky, there was an Imhotep. Go to Amazon and get your copy now. Okay, I'm not going to take up too much more time looking for this. We're going to look through this one. Hold on. We're going to look through this one <clears throat> because I know I did one of these diagrams to break this whole process down of like where the beta oxidation process goes wrong. Remember this? We was breaking down Kleber's law of mystery, right? What else is in here? 
I gotta find that joint because that shit was fire, bro. And it, you know, it just gives a great visual to how inflammation exacerbates this process. Damn, hold on. I can't believe I can't find this shit. I'm bad as hell. I had too much shit, bro. Um, sidebar, <coughs> excuse me, shout out to the OG. If you do not have this book, you need to go get that book. And yes, talking for hours and hours and hours with no food or drink will make your throat dry as Yo, this is just like making me a little crazy. Hold on, bro. <laughs> oh, now this is what they was doing. <laughs> Look, this is what I was talking about, what they was doing in North Africa. Right, so y'all can go check this stuff out. Y'all got references. Y'all got references right here. Look at this breathing pattern during exercise in young black and Caucasian subjects. So I was already showing you this and this is an old presentation, right? Showing you the different respiration. Again, same thing. Right. Scientific articles to substantiate my claims and then what they was doing out there in Germany with the um, the experiments, chopping us up and all that. Damn, hold on though. <clears throat> so it's not that. Talking about ink in the day, don't chewy then. Wait, what do we have open? Oh, that's that. Could it be this? No. No, no, no. This ain't got nothing in it.
Bang! Come on, bro. I knew it. Didn't I just give y'all the example the other day of the book, Who Moved My Cheese? Didn't we just talk about Who Moved My Cheese? And Who Moved My Cheese, I told you, the rat or the mouse, he stopped right before he got to the cheese. If I would have stopped, I would have stopped right before I got to this damn cheese. Look, this is what I was talking about right here. Bang to the bang, bang boogie. Okay. So... <clears throat> Here is your basic example of the tricarboxylic acid cycle, right? And what it's showing you is where different things, different amino acids enter the tricarboxylic acid cycle. Now, what we're talking about today has everything to do with this. Now, this right here, this is this blue little um, rodent germy looking thing is the mitochondria. Remember, mitochondria is bacteria, right? And what do you see right here? Well, in case you can't see it, let me try to make it bigger, right? Overproduction of reactive oxygen or reactive species. It includes all of them. Uh, peroxide, you know, all, all of the above, right? The reactive species blocks beta oxidation, forcing all your cells into sugar dependence. Right? Now, if you have... If you have the carbon addition... Right. That's what I want you to do. If you have the carbon addition, I want you to open up the carbon addition right now. We're going to deal with this shit, damn it. Hold on. Hold up. Wait a minute. Fatty assets. Yo, this whole damn book right here could be the sublime mathematics of diabetic arithmetic right here. Right? Listen to this shit. Every two hydrogen atoms need one oxygen to form water, and carbon atoms need two oxygen atoms to each form carbon dioxide. Keep in mind, this oxygen is bringing light into the darkness. The oxygen atom clears and recycles hydrogen and carbon while the energies of oxygen participate in the inky cycle. Fuel for cellular activity is first produced and gathered from the structured water we call cytoplasm. Yeah, this shit might, this is, this is crazy. This cardiac muscle is privileged to use very little glucose as does the rest of the body. In fact, this is a clue into the priority system of the body. The brain gets 87 and the heart gets 93, period. Fatty acid metabolism brings us around to beta oxidation. Beta meaning two carbon atoms are oxidized, okay? Beta oxidation, meaning two carbon atom oxidation. If you got this book, open this book up right now to page 34. I'm telling you, the scientists will never be past. Listen. 
Now, what y'all got to try to figure out, what you're not going to be able to figure out is the trick. How is it that Inky has all of this information? Think about this. And I'm raising these kids. And I'm not getting it from these niggas. I'm not getting it from the, the journals and all that because I'd be having it five and ten years before they get it. I keep telling y'all. What, what did I just tell y'all? My book is better than the Quran, the Bible, and the pyramid text. The, 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 uh, the coming forth by day and all that. But as I'm telling y'all my book is better than those books, it's because I live in those books. All this shit that I'm talking about comes from those books. That's it. All this shit is in the pyramids, in the Quran, and in the Bible. Period. You just not paying attention to what it means when it says, honor thy mothers and fathers for your days to be long. You don't know what that means. Y'all listen to goofy ass Tosh Tariq Bay. <laughs> and he telling y'all that. Look at this. He telling y'all that and then telling you some dumb shit about a Title 42 lawsuit. <laughs> mm -mm. Did somebody drop me a package? Yo, chill. I'm thirsty to get my, my book. No. Come on. Let's work. Go to page 34. Fatty acid metabolism brings us around to beta oxidation. Right? Let's make it big. You don't need to see me. Can we get it even bigger? That's as big as I can get it. <clears throat> beta oxidation means beta meaning two carbon atom oxidation two carbon atoms are the gateway to testosterone and vitamin d pay attention excess inflammation can potentially block beta oxidation and push cells into complete glucose dependence many cells get almost half of their energy from fatty acids so this is what they're saying when they're saying that you have a metabolic inflexibility. Your cells doesn't have the ability to go back and forth from fat to sugar. Your cells just have a preference and it wants to stick with that. How we choose to fuel our children can make or break their behavior. Excess sugar makes children very antsy and handsy. Fuel should be chosen based on tasks to be performed. In fact, when meals are consumed or whether meals are consumed should be entirely based on activity. 
most children have their central nervous system overstimulated. I had the pleasure of opening the Mac and Duke School on Greenfield and Grand River Parkway. We got a wide variety of children, including last choice situations. We had a good portion of children that were already on prescription drugs. We immediately instituted a food regimen and in-house workout program. Daily resistance training and jujitsu twice a week. Within six months, the parents were all reporting extreme behavior changes, happier and easier to parent. All of the parents had the same experience. It was like a magic formula of tough love. Tough love is why I include the bonus book. When fatty acids are metabolized into glucose, the tricarboxylic acid cycle functions the same. Six carbon atoms become two sets of three. Oh, shit. Hold on. Now, I don't know what happened to... I don't know what happened to my um my little carbon thingy I had. <clears throat> I had a carbon thingy. Okay, hold on. It's not in this. But this is easy to make, so I could just make another one real quick. Right? The same way we made this. The same way we made this joint, we're going to make another one real quick. So I can show you this basic understanding of metabolism. Mm. All right, bang. So just think like this, all right? This right here is your sugar you know your carbohydrate zone coming in these black balls pause is your carbons okay you got six of them all right so that's a glucose molecule right that's a glucose molecule so listen to what i'm saying six carbon atoms become two sets of three bang that's your first break First energy release and production right here. Okay. Then two sets of two and two singles, right? Your next break happens in these molecules. And so now it looks like this, right? Now you got these two and these single joints, right? The singles become two molecules of CO2 with four oxygen atoms. So now the oxygen got to come in. Right? If the oxygen don't come in, you you in trouble. Right? So we're going to do green for the oxygen because oxygen comes from plants. Now, this is where respiration is very important. Because it's carbon toxic. You need two. You need two of these joints to make CO2. Right? So now 
these two oxygen atoms going to bond to this one carbon. And now you got C as in one carbon and O2 as in two oxygens, right? So that's CO2, that's CO2. Now, <clears throat> when children have too much sugar, their central nervous systems are activated, randomly making them fidgety. That uncontrollable movement is the body naturally trying to rid itself of sugar. All right, hold on. We're going to skip this because I want to get back to we get to what we're doing here with these guys because this is important for testosterone and everything else. And that's what we do through this whole book is go through. So by the time you're done with this, you thorough in terms of your understanding of how sugar actually becomes energy and then ATP and then blah, 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 blah. Okay. Now. Right, what you eat, your body uh, break down. Glucose six carbon is going to become two pyruvates. Oh, that's another thing, man. Okay, so shit. All right, so before we get here, we're going to start this over again. That's what I get for jumping in the middle of the book. All these things got different names, and when you See it like how I'm getting ready to show it to you. It'll make all the different names. You'll realize all the same shit, right? So these are O2s. He's just going to be here floating around, O2, right? It's crazy how O2 look like your nostrils, right? Look at that. O2 look like your nostrils, right? The two holes right there. Think about this. Look, if we put a pyramid on top of O2, what you got? All right, look, if I put a pyramid on top of O2, what do you got right there? Yeah, that's your nose. <laughs> right, anyway, my bad. Nerd humor, right? So this right here, all six carbons together is a glucose, right? Now, when you do that first break, That glucose just turned into two pyruvates. This is a pyruvate. It's just that simple, people. Trust me. This is why they keep niggas locked out of this shit. Because once you learn this, you're going to be like, hold up, that's it? It's in a simplified form, but yeah, this is it, right? So these right here are pyruvates now. So you just went from... Glucose to pyruvates. Now, when you break it down again, right, the pyruvate is going to become the magical guy. And this is the magical guy. This is when testosterone, vitamin D, ACE2 protein, all this stuff gets involved. This guy. Right. 
So now <clears throat> these are just single carbon atoms, right? And those are toxic. So we need to get rid of those ASAP by turning them into carbon dioxide. Bang. Now, what are these guys? The star of the show, hardworking Mr. Dynamite. So clap. This guy, right? It becomes this guy. Acetyl-CoA, okay, right? The two carbons, that's your acetyl-CoA. And that is where the magic begins. That right there is where the magic begins. So on the one hand, on the one hand, on the one hand, you got the tricarboxylic acid cycle breaking stuff down so you can have glucose. And then, you know, most times they're going to tell you the glucose is so you can produce ATP. But on the other hand, the reason why ladies is getting the fibroids, pay attention. This is that. This is that time. The fibroids. Your penis is stopping working. The breast cancers, the this, the that, the, the brain fog, all these other problems is because of this part of the cycle. You're having a problem with acetyl-CoA. Now, if you get the statin drugs, the statin drugs messes with this part of the cycle. And acetyl-CoA is super necessary for the production of all of your anabolic hormones. So this ain't got nothing to do with them little diagrams they keep showing you of fat clogging up the cell. No. Or it's clogging up your veins. You know, yeah, and your arteries getting clogged up. And this ain't got nothing to do with that. This is acetyl-CoA right here. Responsible for all of your other anabolic reactions. So no matter how buck naked you are in the sun at the equator, if this process is blocked, you there's no, you're not, your body's not going to be able to utilize or produce vitamin D. You're not going to be able to make testosterone. Guys, you're going to continue to have the gyno, the male boobs, right? It is this process right here. So, all right, hopefully that made some sense real quick. If it did, I will know it because I'll be getting cash apps. If not, then I guess I'll just... Starve and die with these kids. Is that what y'all want me to do? Starve and die with these kids. Oh no. Yo, Instagram said they removed that that picture. Why would they remove that? 
acetyl-CoA. So if I get suspended or something happens to my Instagram page, know that it was because of that. That's crazy. Okay, it looks like my page is all right, but I better stop doing live stream. That's what that is. Keep that, keep that science shit off of here. All right, I got an idea. I'm gonna fall back. Right? All right. <clears throat> so we got this. Right? We got this little diagram right here, right? Actually, what I want to do though. Is I'm gonna grab this so that I remember to put this over here too. Let's grab all of these. Yeah, drop them over there. Ooh. Yeah. Now, this is where the relationship goes further. So you have this as well. I don't know why folks don't want y'all to know. Well, I do know. That'd be a lie. I know exactly why they don't want you niggas to know this. Anyway, <clears throat> all right. Hold on, let me go check this out real quick. So I keep hearing shit going on by my door, and I'm going to, it's going to be epic. That's the book. Hi, my name is Wusir. Freemasonry is the largest and most successful fraternity on earth, and it's black. If we are going to celebrate anything during Black History Month, it should be Freemasonry. Celebrate by learning true black history and transforming your body with Dr. Inky's 120-day challenge. Dr. Inky's groundbreaking research has been backed by Harvard and now the National Library of Medicine. This is Freemasonry at its finest. Remember, before there was a Dr. Sebi or Dr. Inky, there was an Imhotep. Go to Amazon. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, nigga. Outside in the snow. Oh my God. Mm. Oh my goodness. Ah, my little water drinking things. One month is messed up. I put four months for 120 days. Wait, one, two. Yeah. One month is shrunk too bad. You can't even use it. Look the back of the book when you get it. You see that, right? Well, this is my water molecule, right? 
I made the lungs for the oxygen and the two drips of water for the water, you know, for the uh, for the hydrogen. Oh my god. Yo, this shit is crazy. Oh my goodness. Chill, bro. This should look good. Shit looking good. So I know y'all like, hold on, Inky. How come you so excited to see it like you've never seen it before if you wrote it? Because you never know how it's going to come out in print. It looks totally different in print than it does in the, in the programs and all that. All right, so this is 369. Let's, let me look at this, the size of these joints compared to each other. Wow. Yeah, so you see it's about a centimeter. Yeah, you see it's about a centimeter thicker. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this shit is crazy. Hold on. The page count is different, obviously. Oh, I don't like that section. The blue magic section is terrible. Ah. We're at the top of 368. Okay, so that means one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two,
right, I'm trying to switch books. Yeah. Yeah, this is crazy. I knew it was going to come early. <clears throat> they said by 10 o'clock. Ooh, what is it? Iggy Rayal. R-A-M. Big all right, so it's brand new. I ain't folded no pages. I ain't wrote on nothing in here yet. Oh my goodness. Yo, this is crazy. Now, what I do, I'll be doing my speed reading thing still. I'll flip through the book. From the front to the back, and back to the front, then turn it upside down. I do the same thing, and I do the backwards way. You'd be surprised how much information your body, your brain, could take in just by looking at the book when you do that. Factors considered, it seems that impaired glucose disposal at peripheral tissues lie at the core of racial disparities in glycemic control. This paradigm observed in normal glycemic African-Americans parallels a similar model of metabolic abnormalities that occur with insulin resistance in Caucasians. Regarding insulin resistance, the progressive increase in insulin secretion in response to decreased peripheral tissue sensitivity leads to beta cell stress. Subsequently, exhaustion, demise, and de-differentiation. Okay. Further amplified in situations of overnutrition. Right? Okay, we read that. Metabolic inflexibility and consequently the lack of substrate switching itself could have implications in the racial dichotomy between African-Americans and Caucasians. Lower fat but higher carbohydrate oxidation and overall metabolic inflexibility have been reported in African-Americans in the post-absorptive state. And during high fat and low fat diets, euglycemic clamps and epinephrine-induced lipolysis and a bit an inability to switch between substrates during eucaloric 
macronutrient manipulated diets suggest that lean African-American participants have an inherent preference for carbohydrate use. You think all those thousands of years at the equator? Moreover, it is worth noting that African-American women display greater fasting plasma insulin during low-fat and high-fat diets which was contrary to Caucasian participants. I ain't slamming this on the floor. <laughs> this has been one of the, ah, did I walk off on my fly shit? I'm not doing that with this book right here. Yeah. We're not slamming this down. This is the holistic holy grail. This is the holistic holy grail right here i will place this down on the ground when i'd be slamming this on the ground moreover it is worth noting that african-american women display greater fasting plasma insulin during low fat and high fat diets which was contrary to caucasian participants hopefully we could take that coffin on the cover of the book and stick all of you niggas' ideas about keto diets into that coffin. Yeah, the one behind. Yeah, you see that one? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, put all that in there. Additionally, contrary to Caucasian participants, with insulin administration during the euglycemic clamp, African Americans failed to suppress fatty acid oxidation. Similar outcomes were observed during the high-fat diet where there were no change in fat oxidation nor carbohydrate oxidation, suggesting that the fatty acid-induced inhibition of glucose metabolism is not as prominent in African-Americans. So when you goofy niggas are on keto and they telling you that the sick feeling that you feel is going to wear off in a week or two, and then your body's going to be switched over to fatty acid oxidation and blah, blah, blah. Depending on your mix. Now, remember, we're dealing in absolutes, right? But not fully in absolutes because they are saying African-Americans, right? So there's some degree of genetic mixing, but depending on where you're at, this is more or less going to be you. So if you have primarily a bunch of African genes, regardless, the, don't let the uh, skin pigmentation fool you. You could look like Drake and still not work on keto. On the flip side, you can look like Dr. Inky and no, you cannot look like Dr. Inky and be in keto still. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Together, these findings in African-American women. Okay, now stop for a second. Remember, whenever they deal with the women versus the men, what does that mean? Remember when we started our story earlier, if y'all was all here. <clears throat> We talked about fat producing and reinforcing estrogen. So this is why black women have twice as much as trouble as everybody else. 
menopause too. See, all these things is tied to this one, the respiration, cellular respiration, your hormones, your this, your that, your sugar, your cancer, your heart disease, your penis, your, your vagina, your breast, your all that is tied to this. Together, these findings in African-American women with either normal or obese BMIs suggest that there's a preferential carbohydrate oxidation and that the manipulation of the physiologic environment via dietary habits is not sufficient to overcome these intrinsic biological metabolic differences. God damn. Where was these niggas at 10 years ago when I came out with the e rifia haplotype? Because that's literally what they're saying right now. And that was a big reason why I wrote that book. I'm like, nah. I hear what everybody's saying. I hear what the trainers are saying. I hear what Africa and Sabi saying. But I'm telling you, there's some other shit. Oh, you hating on the elders. You hating on the elders. I'm like, eh. I don't know about hating on the elders, nigga. I'm just, just reading books. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> that mysterious magical power that niggas seem not to have. Yeah, think about what we've been doing today. I've been sitting here reading to you niggas for six hours, right? No, sir, don't you try it. Take that down the road. Thank you. Metabolic inflexibility is influenced by the potential for lipid and carbohydrate oxidation determined by different muscle fiber type compositions and accordingly variants in myocellular metabolic processes. It sounds like they're getting ready to start talking that Sabi shit. Remember I told you a lot of people were saying Sabi didn't know what he was talking about because he said it's mucus inside the cells. He was talking about what he was experiencing firsthand. So he gave it that name, mucus. Now, fast forward, they call it intramyocellular lipids. Same thing, same phenomena. Sabi just had his name because he discovered it. But we don't get respect. So it's not a real thing until somebody rediscovers what we already discovered. So he discovered it, call it mucus. Now they're going to rediscover it years later and go, oh, yeah, it's intramyocellular. Anyway, compared to Caucasians, African-Americans display a lower proportion of insulin-sensitive type 1 muscle fibers geared towards oxidative metabolism combined with the higher proportion of type 2 glycolytic fibers which results in a lower capacity for lipid oxidation at rest and during low intensity exercise. Furthermore, in normal weight and in normal weight and African Americans with obesity, these specific fiber type distributions are associated with lower training adaptations. 
reduced oxidative capacity and glycemic control. Stop. This is why since I was in Black and Nobel teaching, and I said this term that I'm about to say the very first time to niggas and they, again, listening to the guys they can't read, you know, unking them, right? And pseudo, he just made that up. <clears throat> I said, listen, the difference between the weightlifting muscle and the calisthenics muscle is this. Calisthenics muscle lasts longer because calisthenics muscle stimulates more mitochondrial biogenesis. Let's say that again. Mitochondrial biogenesis. That's when you make literally more mitochondria. More mitochondria, more energy recycling. More energy recycling. Well, your body's going to still need the same amount roughly every day, but <clears throat> the more cells you have doing the job, the less wear and tear there is on those, rather, on those organelles, right? So say, for instance, I'm about 190 pounds right now. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't weighed myself lately. But let's say, let's just round it off to 200 pounds. That means daily, my mitochondria have to recycle 200 pounds of ATP. Right. So let's say I have 10 mitochondria doing that. That's a hell of a job. If I have 100 mitochondria to recycle that same amount. Now, that's way less work. If I have a thousand, that's way less work. By the time I get to a million, the mitochondria barely feel like they doing any work. The less stress you put on the mitochondria, the less free radicals you producing. Right the better your quarterback is able to throw those passes and make those handoffs in the electron transport chain. So less leakage, less free radicals, right? Yeah. Chill, bro. Chill, bro. Yeah, I have no idea. Hold on. Let me look at Oh my goodness. Can't wait to get to this. The origin of the double eagle and Freemasonry. Ice cold. And has everything to do with your biochemistry. <clears throat> How cold? Ice cold. Oh, this is it. Yeah. What about this one? Damn. I still got a little left in this one. Mm -hmm. This one almost empty too. I just got seaweed at the bottom. All right, so I got to get some drinks going. I got to get some drinks going. What is it? What Yo, is we it? gotta get out of that. Every video view should come with a share. Every video view should come with a thumbs up. Every IG like 
should have a repost to it, a share to it. That's being no more Of course, it's a certain level to being humble, but it's a, there's another whole level to this when you're making generational discoveries. Nobody discovered the, I've discovered the physicality of the light body, the real location. When niggas talking about it, I'm being about it, I'm living it. This shit goes beyond all that fucking debate discussion. Ain't nobody doing it like this. Niggas ain't did it like this in the fucking 5,000 years. Way better than college. Way better than college. Of course, my work is good. It don't mean nothing. My work is good. I'm not selling celebrity. I'm selling good work. Look at them. They mad. They mad. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? I didn't just show you the light body, I showed you how the information was written into the blood to be carried to the heart to be stored into the magnetic field. I showed you how the light is produced in every cell. I showed you what the, the actual significance of ATP really was. That was me. Are you crazy? These are discoveries that's going to last for the next 500 years. For the next 500 years. So no, I'm not worried about it. Your community don't never appreciate you. Your community don't never appreciate what you give to them. It's always the other communities. It's always the other people that come into your community and see the value and, and pay for the value. It's always the other communities and then the people say, oh, well, you sold out, you went to the other community. Oh, you went, no, that other community, those other communities, people from South America, Ireland, Europe, Africa, Germany, China, these are the people that are seeking out this information. Why? So they can be in control of the economy for the next 50 to 100 years. I don't have nothing to debate about. Way better than colors. Way better than colors. Of course, my work is good. It don't mean nothing. My work is good. I'm not selling celebrity. I'm selling good work. Every video view should come with a share. Every video view should come with a thumbs up. That's that's the algorithm. All right. <clears throat> Such fiber type differences have been previously correlated with decreased insulin sensitivity and could influence the difference in obesity and type 2 diabetes rates. Between these two races, specifically higher glycolytic to oxidative muscle fiber type ratio will potentiate higher glycolytic flux and could inhibit lipid oxidation via elevated production of malonal CoA, right, as opposed to acetyl-CoA. Together, this altered substrate flux stemming from muscle fiber type and innate metabolic differences potentiate metabolic inflexibility in African-Americans. Now, that was the version of what I told y'all earlier about the slow twitch muscle versus the fast twitch muscle based on how close those respiratory proteins are and the, the free radicals being produced 
because the free radicals produce messes up the beta oxidation and blah, 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 blah. Right? <clears throat> Differences in metabolic flexibility between African Americans and Caucasians. Metabolic flexibility is defined as the ability to switch between substrates, carbohydrates versus fat. In the fasted state and the fed state, African-Americans rely primarily on glycolysis in the fasted state, which is maintained in the fed state. Alternatively, Caucasians will oxidize more fat in the fasted state and increased oxidation of carbohydrates in the fed state. Right? So now, think about what I'm saying. When you go back to the polar environment, in the fasted state, see, they still trying to mix match up people's history, right? In the polar environment, it ain't no food up there. That's the starving. The fasted state is the, the micro version of the starving state. So when they have no food, their body immediately goes to metabolizing fat. Right? With no problem converting it to energy. Your body, not so much. In the fasted state, your body's still looking to metabolize carbohydrates. Because for thousands of years, you're from an environment where you didn't know anything but carbohydrates. Now, if you have this book, you can take this book. I ain't going to say hit nobody upside the head with it. But if you out there and you still having these little issues where folks want to debate you, if folks want to debate you about should you be eating um should you be eating plant-based lifestyle versus meat, right? Don't let nobody tell you nothing about no damn bison and uh, no other dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. Don't let nobody tell you nothing about no dumbass bison and whatever else. Yo, nah, bro. That's mad disrespectful. Hold on, man. Chill, bro. That's mad disrespectful. I appreciate my guy support. So it's not have nothing to do with him. But how is it? This nigga's in another country, bro. <laughs> He's not in America. How he gets book at the same time as I get mine. Amazon got some explaining to do, bro. How they. How we both got our book at the same time. 
And I definitely ordered mine before he ordered his. Definitely. Because I was watching the publishing thing. Soon as it went onto Amazon, I ordered mine. Boop. The next day, I told everybody else, hey, you know, the new book. Yeah, you know, book, 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 blah, blah, blah. blah. How sway. That's crazy, bro. See how that shit go? But now you got this. Don't let nobody tell you nothing else. I, to I told y'all this when I put out the article with the inky cycle. I was like, yo, now that you got this, you could just use, like, shove it in people's face. Like, yo, this is. But now you got the National Library of Medicine. So don't let no goofball tell you about no bison and no other shit that he just making up excuses to have cheeseburgers. Like, just stop it, bro. Anyway. I'm so excited. I want to jump around in this book and do a lot of other stuff, bro. This shit is epic. Ooh. Anyway. Muscle enzymatic differences in lower fatty acid oxidation potential. The previously described metabolic inflexibility of African-Americans might be further influenced by phenotypic differences in metabolic pathways. In muscle biopsies of the vastus lateralis, biochemical analyses showed lower oxidative and greater glycolytic pathway enzymatic activities in African-Americans compared to Caucasians. What did I say? Inside the Eat Right Fear Haplotype book. Long before I put out the electromagnetic article and all this other shit. What did I say inside that book? What I read earlier. Polar haplotypes and equatorial haplotypes. They develop what? Different enzymes. Different enzymes for the different... <laughs> Different enzymes for the different what? Biochemical reactions. And what have I been saying since before? Like, whenever the first time is you saw me, I've been saying this one thing since then. Your different complexion means that you have different biochemistry. End of story. Your complexion is as a result of the biochemical processes happening inside your body. Full stop. It's a shame that 20 years later. Anyway. In muscle biopsies of the vastus lateralis. Da, 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 okay. Sedentary African-American males had a lower percentage of type 1 and a higher percentage of type 2A muscle fibers, which parallel the higher phosphogenic and glycolytic enzyme activities when compared to their Caucasian counterparts. That's ether. That's crazy. 
<laughs> That's crazy. Sedentary? That means without even doing no exercise, you still got more uh, explosive muscle fiber. That's crazy. Additionally, as a surrogate measure of pathway predominance, the American Medical Association and colleagues reported a 32% lower phosphofructokinase to oxoglutarate dehydrogenase ratio in Caucasians when compared to African-American males. At the level of the tricarboxylic acid cycle, no differences were found in centrate, citrate synthase, malate dehydrogenase, and oxoglutarate dehydrogenase between... Now that's gobbledygook, we're not even gonna translate. Just know those are enzymes. Those are the enzymes that's pretty much in charge of these chemical reactions, enhancing these energy-based chemical reactions. We do it like that. However, it is worth noting that citrate synthase was assessed in muscle from women with morbid obesity, which could be a reason for the lack of difference considering that lower Citrate synthase activity is associated with obesity. Although, yes.
Hi, my name is Wusir. Freemasonry is the largest and most successful fraternity on earth, and it's black. If we are gonna celebrate anything during Black History Month, it should be Freemasonry. Celebrate by learning true black history and transforming your body with Dr. Inky's 120 day challenge. Dr. Inky's groundbreaking research has been backed by Harvard and now the National Library of Medicine. This is Freemasonry at its finest. Remember, before there was a Dr. Sebi or Dr. Inky, there was an Imhotep. Go to Amazon and get your copy now. Although citric synthase is a, is a surrogate marker for mitochondrial content, observations of lower mitochondrial content in African-Americans when compared to Caucasians would suggest a inherently lower citric synthase content, but not citric synthase activity. This shit is crazy. While Delaney et al. observed lower succinate dehydrogenase in non-obese sedentary African-American women when compared to their Caucasian counterparts, beta oxidation was not altered as no differences in beta hydroxyl acetyl-CoA were found. Further, lower mitochondrial and microsomal Acetyl-CoA synthase activity was seen suggesting that decrements in oxidation stem from a lower fatty acid activation via acetyl-CoA synthase. This notion is supported by observed lower fatty oxidation, fatty acid oxidation in the rectus abdominis strips and vastus laterialis muscle homogenates of African-Americans compared to Caucasians. In African-Americans with normal and obese BMI classifications, there is lower oxidation of palmitate, but not activated fatty acids. Yo, Osborne just got his joint too. Okay, so I guess they just coming out
<clears throat> now nah, we're not gonna play no games today. We're gonna get through this because <clears throat> if we get through this, then we don't have to revisit this. And I promise you, there are other things that y'all are going to want to talk about now that people are getting this book. <laughs> the cat's getting ready to be out the bag. <laughs> and y'all ain't going to want y'all ain't going to want to talk about this shit that we're talking about right now. So we're going to let this this video is going to go up. And we're just going to let this video marinate. It's going to do what it do. It's going to do what it do. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we'll see. Based on cash apps and things like that, if this type of video, like where we're going in detail to the biochemistry, like is, you know, if it makes sense for me to do these. Right. <clears throat> because people tell me all the time, they be like, Inky, you know what you should be doing? You should be doing short videos, like 10 to 15 minutes. I'm like 10 to 15 minutes. What am I doing? 10 minutes. None of this shit could be explained in 10 minutes. Now, if your goal is to make videos and monetize up some YouTube shit and all that, and you're trying to just make dollars? Cool. I teach. <clears throat> My job is to get people to learn. Right? Okay. All right. Fatty asses. Additionally, no differences in palmitate carnitine were observed, suggesting no difference at the level of carnitine Acetylcarnitine translocase, another enzyme. Anytime you hear ACE at the end of a, a thing, that's, that means it's an enzyme. While Courtright et al. saw significant differences in subjects with obesity, the difference in palmitate oxidation between lean African-Americans and Caucasian was only trending. This suggests that innate differences only predispose African-Americans to decrements in fatty acid oxidation. And that Significant effects might be dependent on and exacerbated by metabolic stress, overnutrition, and obesity. In accordance with the reverse Randall cycle theory, higher glucose uptake under conditions of innate hyperinsulinemia and higher glycolytic fiber type content may be in part responsible for the downregulation of fatty acid oxidation. Let me stop right here. Fiber type. So remember, I'm telling you that the, the, the mitochondria, their level of efficiency have everything to do with, okay, most of the snow is going away by itself. That's beautiful. I thought I was going to have to get out there with the shovel today. It was acting crazy this morning. Um. But muscle fiber type, right? 
Furthermore, lower succinate dehydrogenase would lead to a backup in the tricarboxylic acid cycle, allowing for the accumulation and efflux of citrate into the cytosol. In skeletal muscle, this would lead to the accumulation of malonyl-CoA inhibiting CPT1 and the rerouting of long-chain fatty acids, acetylmoides toward esterification and storage. Okay, now, I don't know if they're going to get to it, but I do want to posit this. Um, and I, I missed it earlier. I don't know why I didn't say it earlier, but along with, um, so because of the differences in environment, black people and white people, polar haplotypes, equatorial haplotypes store fat differently. So as you would expect in a polar climate, their fat is stored at their core. White folks store fat around their organs, on, you know, around the heart, around the lungs, around keeping these organs warm, right? Cold environment. This is why they out and about. You know what I'm saying? I know you see white folks all the time in the cold with no jacket on. Stop it. The reason being is because they store fat close to their organs to keep their organs warm and functioning. Black folks do not do that. We store fat in our skin. We store fat in our skin. Completely different biochemistry here. Completely different. Again, this is why you see I be frustrated when guys like Brother Kaba, right? They putting out these videos and this nigga still teaching out of Africa theory, bro. That little fake little tiny bit of out of Africa theory, he can, you know, and he start adding details in about parallel 52 and all this. That only impresses people that don't know anything. But none of that can explain this shit that I'm talking about right now with you. Walking up to the ice and not having sunlight, that, that's not it. That's, that's not going to explain any of this. No, no, no. For the people. You don't know me, and I know now. Because, you know, there's people that have been living from the equatorial regions now 5, 10, 20, 30 generations in cold climates. And guess what? Unless they have babies with light-skinned folks, they still dark skin. It doesn't work. History does not pan that theory out. And there's a reason is because this is way deeper. This is genetic information. This is nuclear DNA, mitochondrial DNA. 
This is genetic programming. <clears throat> All the way down to the core. And then the crazy thing is, you got light-skinned folks that still doesn't function like... <laughs> they, because their black great-grandma, whoever, them genes so strong that they still don't have the ability to, you know, put fat on and stay warm and this, that, and the other. Like, these genes is crazy. You see that? Now, <clears throat> here's where a lot of the stuff gets crazy, again, is when you get into the cytokines. What messages are being sent out? IL-1 increases a hallmark of all insulin-dependent forms of diabetes. IL-1 increases a hallmark of pancreas damage and eventually... Let the joint sit right there for a second. We just let it breathe on that for a second. We let it breathe on that for a second. So y'all can see <clears throat> eight-year-old presentation. And these scientists, they finally just caught up to us 2022. Right? And we put this joint together in 2016. So what's that, six years? All right. Um, Uh-oh, here you go. Enter Dr. Savy. So if you have the book, we get ready to start our Dr. Savy shit on page 502. It's coming. It's coming. Page 502. We're going we you're gonna hear it. Intramyocellular lipids is coming. We're getting ready to vindicate the old man. In these studies, muscle hymogenate oxidation was measured in the presence of palmitate only, neglecting the potential effect of higher glucose flux. Additionally, the measures obtained do not mimic the prosprandial state in which glucose availability and influx into the cell is highest and holds the greatest potential to influx substrate preference. The influence of glucose and dietary glycemic load on fat metabolism in African-Americans has been highlighted in recent review by Goer and Fowler. The authors suggest that individuals with high postprandial insulin have a chronic break on lipid metabolism, predisposing them to obesity. Accordingly, African-Americans compared to Caucasians lost significantly more fat mass on a low glycemic compared to a low fat diet. Such evidence 
would suggest that the combination of genetic hyperinsulinemia and high glucose availability potentiate glycolytic flux and lipid backup, considering that fat and carbohydrate oxidation are mutually inhibitory. What that means is when your body is metabolizing sugar, it is not metabolizing fat. When your body stops metabolizing sugar, then you're able to metabolize fat. Lastly, more efficient OXFOS and lower FAO increases the susceptibility of fatty acid accumulation with overnutrition. Together, such evidence puts fatty acid accumulation in the spotlight when it comes to the impairments in insulin sensitivity. However, this might not be the case when it comes to African-Americans. Ectopic lipid accumulation is not a predictor of insulin resistance in African-Americans. Lower fatty acid oxidation in parallel with metabolic inflexibility facilitates the partitioning of lipids towards ectopic accumulation. It's where they're getting ready. They're starting to talk about where fat is stored at. So whether you have subcutaneous or like visceral, right? And then inside the cells, right? Excess total and ectopic fat dep uh, deposition are known to contribute to the development of insulin resistance. Interestingly, while patterns of ectopic fat deposition differ between African-Americans and Caucasians, their contribution to insulin resistance is not clearly demonstrated. African-Americans have a trend toward higher intermuscular adipose tissue, and this difference becomes significant with increased adiposity. However, it is not a strong predictor of insulin sensitivity in African-Americans. Additionally, a similar keyword. Oh, shit. A little music came in. Okay. I love you for that cash app, Osborne. Thank you. <clears throat> the key word is coming up. Listen, additionally, a similar intramyocellular lipid content has been observed between African-Americans and Caucasians in recent meta-analysis across all BMIs, which suggests that the total accumulation of intramyocellular lipids is not a major contributor to differences in peripheral Insulin resistance between the races. Nonetheless, 
While intramyocellular lipid content is correlated with insulin sensitivity in Caucasians, there is no association between these parameters in healthy and overweight African-American subjects, suggesting that their fat depots or specific lipid species take precedent in influencing insulin sensitivity in African-Americans. Compared to Caucasians, it has been shown that African-Americans have significantly lower visceral fat, excuse me, visceral adiposity, but significantly greater subcutaneous adipose depots. Furthermore, visceral and subcutaneous adipose tissue have been correlated with insulin resistance in healthy and glucose intolerance African-Americans. These observations suggest that peripheral insulin resistance in African-Americans might be subject to composition of specific muscular lipid species rather than quantities, considering that the association between ectopic lipid accumulation and insulin sensitivity in either healthy or African-Americans with obesity are weak. Okay, now hold on. Let me show y'all some shit. Let me show y'all some shit, dude. Officially got this book today. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay. On page three ninety. I'm not going to do this for everybody. Hold on. <clears throat> but I do want to do this for this specific. This specific picture. Showed it to y'all earlier. But now I want to bring this back up. When I had came out with it, I was trying to really vindicate the old man and show people kind of how the, the, the beta cells 
Okay, I can't find it. I ain't looking for it. I tried it. On page 390. All right, so if you got the book, on page 390, there's the illustration, and it's breaking down where all these things are inside the cell. Right? And one of the important things is understanding what all these different things inside the cell do in terms of breaking stuff down. Because the other day, <clears throat> when we were talking, I said that there's other things that breaks down the insulin. I mean, breaks down glucose besides insulin. That's GABA and that's amylin. The amylin. So when you get insulin resistant, know that you're also getting GABA resistant and you're also getting amylin resistant. GABA is your nerves need that. Your nerves and your neurons. So as you become an insulin resistant, you're becoming GABA resistant, meaning your nerves and your neurons not going. You're going to start having nerve and neuron issues. Now, amylin is produced also in the beta cell with insulin, and nobody never discusses this shit. So they acting like, you know, this Alzheimer's that's popping up and these amyloid plaques on the brain. You know, they don't know what this is about but the brain uses most of the body sugar. So it only stands to reason that also, it's also using most of the body's what? GABA, insulin, and amylin. But once the brain, like everything else, starts to become insulin resistant, it's also becoming GABA and amylin resistant. So now you're starting this is where your amyloid plaque is coming from. So now you're starting to deal with mental illness. So I just want you to understand where mental illness plays a role. So because a lot of times we'll have these conversations and then somebody hit me up later and say, why you don't talk about mental health? And I'm like, yo, you didn't, you didn't hear like you didn't hear class? You, you didn't. All right. <clears throat> Intra lipids are composed of predominantly triacetylglycerols. Triacetylglycerol, excuse me. But also include diacetylglycerols, ceramides and long-chain fatty acid acetyl-CoAs. Of these lipid species, ceramides and diaglycerol, diacetylglycerols have been implicated as drivers of lipotoxicity-induced insulin resistance. While there is a lack of research regarding intramyocellular lipid profiling, plasma levels of C16-0 to uh, ceramides are shown to be similar between African Americans and Caucasians. Moreover, African-Americans had trends toward higher ceramide levels. This trend would imply 
Higher ceramide ratios, which have been associated with an inverse relationship with all-cause mortality and coronary heart disease. Listen, if you don't understand what those words mean, just know, right about now, I've been slamming this shit down on the ground. I'm not slamming this book. But that would be one of those GOAT moments. Right. And why? A, it validates not only a lot of things that I've been teaching for a long time, but things that Africa, Sabi, and many others. Right. But more specifically to our movement, what this means, specifically what I just read, means that by doing the calisthenics and isometrics, right, the morning light. Isometrics. Yeah, I know a lot of y'all not doing the morning light because y'all too smart to do the exercises I came up with. He's like, no, no, Inky, niggas be sending me variations and other shit. Like, yo, you know, instead of doing the morning light, I just start doing this. And yo, Inky, you should try this out too. I'm like, yo, these niggas. <laughs> I thought I was the So anyway, what this is saying right here is that these exercises have the ability to change the biochemistry. This is how you're getting Harvard to say, well, if you can do X amount of push-ups in X amount of seconds, you have a 96% reduction in cardiovascular disease risk because it's changing your expression of biochemistry. <clears throat> I'm telling y'all, don't worry, we're gonna get to these books because the writing time is done now. Now it's time to teach. So we're going to get through all these books, but this book here, but we had to first things first, deal with the creme de la creme, establishing the importance of the inky cycle, not just to energy production, but to all of the disease processes that we as people are dealing with. Like, literally, I just watched a debate on Sinetta's channel, right? Hold on. I got to show y'all this shit. I got to show y'all this. I got to show y'all this because this shit is crazy. Now, if you want, if you have free time, which clearly you shouldn't because you just got your book and you just got all this information we went through and we're still working. So we ain't even finished. But when you get a chance, you might want to go check this shit out. Yo. Um, <clears throat> Cause this is crazy, bro. Let me show you this shit here, bro.
And I promise you, this absolutely relevant to our conversation. Because when I tell you it'd be guys trying to steal my shit, like, oh my God. And they don't know what they're doing, and it just gets bad. It just gets bad. But here's this guy. Hold on. Where is he hiding? Okay, hold. No, he keeps showing Zion Lett. Hold on, bro. Okay, so the guy wasn't really showing himself on the camera. Interesting. But, but Zion Lex came prepared. Zion Lex came prepared. Look at this guy. Shout out to Zion Lex. Look at this guy. Right? That's why I said, if you are like this guy, this guy is a very sad example of where our people are today. And I want to help guys like this, but sometimes they be unreachable. <clears throat> this guy, you see, you see this guy? Look at this guy. I'm talking about dark skin with the dread long dreadlocks. He belongs to a religion called the Owaspi religion, right? These guys have taken the Mormon racism to another level. <laughs> Yo, these guys have taken the Mormon inherent racism to another level. So the philosophy of that religion, you know, is kind of like, you know, white folks were really bad towards black folks, but nowhere near as bad as the Bible. So, I, you know what? I can't even understand. But what I'm saying is, is we're extremely lost. We're extremely lost because I'm going to be honest, in 2024, you should not even be making relationship decisions based on slavery anyway. That's just my opinion. If you're still arguing that you're making business, social, or intimate relations decisions based on slavery, you, you clearly have not read enough. But if your information as a dark-skinned man with long dreadlocks is that slavery was a divine institution, and I know some of y'all like, this is not related to Inky, don't get off topic. Y'all are confused because the largest plantation was in Haiti. And it was a sugar plantation. All this shit comes back to sugar. So a lot of what you, you think you're seeing goes back to sugar. A lot of this old people that's rich got rich off of sugar. <clears throat> 
what is John Blue uh, Newborough doing? He's carrying the same white Southern slave racist attitude about Cain. White. This is the founder of said religion. It's important for me to let this play for a second, though. People believe that the biblical Cain of the Bible was a black man. They said that the mark that God put on Cain was making his skin black because it is the author of the Bible that is pushing the notion that black skin is cursed. So he said the primordial condition of the black man, the stigma the creator put upon him when he slew Abel, have I so set down that all parties cannot but see the wisdom of the all-rise ruler of the universe in giving them over into eternal bondage to the white man. Did y'all hear what I just read? Now he's reading from the OWASP Bible, not the actual Bible. It's the OWASP Bible. And this is the author of the Bible saying that it was the divine intelligence of God to turn black people over into slavery. Check this is crazy. The author of the OWASP Bible says that the creator, the God of the OWASP Bible, the all wise ruler of the universe, gave black people over into eternal bondage to the white man. He further says, I have shown the glory of God in what? The elevation of the white man. So that if you ever bring this guy back on your channel, brother, I'm not sure if I could come here again because this is crazy. <laughs> he says, The elevation of the white man, whose triumphs have been the only contribution to civilization. The author of the Owaspe Bible further purports the racist notions of the 1880s in saying that the white man is responsible for civilization, religion, and liberty. Have here pictured the same white man in his glory and ease, seeking out who? The degenerate African. So I don't think I've ever cut somebody this bad on your live stream, because this is bad. The author of the Owaspe Bible, who's writing while you could still smell the slavery in the air, who himself is a bastard colonizer, is telling you in the Owaspe Bible that he praises the all, the God of the Owaspe Bible, for bringing into eternal bondage the degenerate African and handing them over to the white man, whom the white... Okay, you got enough of that. <clears throat> y'all can go watch if y'all interested in that. The debate between Zion Lex and Salam Shalom. Why I spend time and look at things like that is because I need to know where the mind state of the people are. Right? Because you got guys like Dame Dash. Right? That's that's the algorithm. You got guys like Dame Dash that talk like he's a leader and he's showing this, isn't it? We already learned from Prince and Michael Jackson, right? That it don't matter how much money you got. If you're not focused on your physical health, not only will you not be able to maintain your mental health for that much longer, you won't even be alive. And you are forever living in bondage to the people that are siphoning you health per dollar. There is no freedom 
like that. There's no freedom when you you're you're literally now. If you're somebody who's got millions of dollars, you might be able to afford the treadmill of, you know, medication per breath. Medication per breath. You know, in order for you to run around and talk and play, you got to pay to do that. Because you can't naturally just get up and run around and move around and eat however you want to eat and laugh and joke, whatever. You got to shoot needles and take, you know. Not to mention how unsexy it is for you to be shooting needles in your stomach and your toes and all kind of other crazy shit. I'm just saying. <clears throat> it comes from these fundamental ideas. Because again, if you don't see yourself as anything of value, you're not going to invest your time and money into this. This is a 700 and some 800 page book. If you don't see yourself as a value, you're not getting ready to study this. If you listen to these guys, right? And I'm going to tell you, this is where this comes all the way full circle. And then I'll get back to the work, right? If you're listening to the OASB Bible people, and this is a full-blown religion, and clearly they got black goofballs involved with it too. You listen to the Mormon religion, and they clearly got black goofballs involved with it too. And you read the statistics, right? Pay attention. You read these statistics, and it says that black people is at the top of all cancers. Black people's at the top of heart disease, diabetes, this one, that one. You don't, you're indoctrinated with this goofball shit. You don't even search for an answer because you already have the answer. Get it? It's not something about diet. It's nothing about genetics. It's nothing about some changes that you can make to empower yourself. No. The problem is what? You're clearly cursed. And because you're cursed by God, <laughs> you're supposed to be sick and tormented and have the cancer and this one and that one because, yeah. It all makes sense. I'm, I'm alive just so that I could suffer and, and die a horrendous, you know, yeah. That's the purpose of me being alive. I'm alive just so that I could suffer from all these crazy blah, 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 blah. What's my take on C60? We use C60, so, you know, C60 is a part of our, our detox program. Yeah, we use C60. It's an chemiluminescence. So we love it. But now, if you want my take on the guys that came up with it, you know what I'm saying? 
I think it's shameful that Sabi went to jail for saying that carbon-based compounds can, you know, heal any inflammatory disease. And then 10 years later, three white guys come out and say, hey, we discovered this carbon compound that can heal any inflammatory disease. You know, we invented this idea and they got a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> That was a that was a good timing to come to that question after that Owaspi Bible shit. Cause that just I mean, come on. But that's kind of how that went down. Sabi was out there saying, hey, the carbon-based compounds. No, 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 you gotta get this carbon shit. No, no, no. Put these silver bracelets on. Come on over here with us. Now we don't know where you're making this bullshit up from, but this is clearly 10 years later. Three white guys said the same thing. Yeah, this carbon compound right here is. Yeah. So I think it's really good. I don't think it's like a cure all for diseases, though. But I think it's amazing at what it can do for inflammation. Sure. It kicks ass. It definitely kicks ass. Right. Alright. <clears throat> Where are we? Yeah. This shit is epic, bro. I think we did good so far for the timing though. It's four o'clock. About seven hours in. Alright. Okay, similarly, African-Americans have a better ceramide ratio, which has been implicated as an independent marker predictive of type 2 diabetes. Even after adjusting for BMI, fasting glucose and HbA1c. Uh-oh, uh-oh, A1c is making this, uh, making a debut appearance of this bitch. In addition, while a trend towards overall higher total ceramide con uh, content was observed in healthy African-Americans, the opposite was found in African-Americans with metabolic disease, potentially due to the lack of adjustment for any of the reported confounding variables. Finally, the only significant difference between healthy groups was higher levels of fingosine 1-phosphate in African-Americans. However, contradictory findings. Now, you know, you got those sphingolipids. That's a part of. Um, multiple sclerosis, MS. Um, anyway. In addition, there was a trend toward overall higher total ceramide content observed in healthy African-Americans. The opposite was found in African-Americans with metabolic disease, potentially due to the lack of adjustment for any of the reported confounding variables. Finally, 
The only significant difference between healthy groups was higher levels of phingosine 1-phosphate in African-Americans. However, contradictory findings regarding the involvement of S1P in insulin resistance exist, making it hard to conclude if there is an association between insulin sensitivity and these lipid species in African-Americans. In the study by Jones Bowie et al., single lipid phosphate levels were measured in blood and thus might not be representative of skeletal muscle environment, right? So technically, that was a bunch of big words that didn't even have to be in the article because we could take it off the table. I guess they just wanted to give them honorable mention just in case. Collectively, these findings of the above-mentioned studies make it hard to conclude that intracellular lipid accumulation is predominant is a predominant variable responsible for reduced insulin sensitivity in African Americans. Considering that lipid accumulation as well as metabolic flexibility are heavily influenced by mitochondria function, the potential role of these and other organelles in insulin resistance should be further investigated, particularly the involvement of mitochondria in redox balance should be explored. Now, hold on. I got to skip through this article for one second. We're going to go back. But right here, I got to introduce a new thing to you guys. And I'm looking through the article to see if it's going to be in the article. Nope. Nah, we about to be light years ahead of these niggas again. Fucking round with the goat. Yep. Fucking it. Oh, wow. It's absolutely in the article. Okay. <clears throat> Say less. But it's the funny thing is, it's the last thing in the article. So, what that means is most people will have brain fucking fatigue before they get to this. So you'll never find out about this shit. And it should actually be, well, we're going, I'm going to show it to you anyway. Just at this point, because the article is saying, right? Where do we leave off? Particularly the involvement of mitochondria in the redox balance should be explored considering the involvement. Of, no, no, no. Before that, it said, considering that lipid accumulation as well as metabolic flexibility are heavily influenced by mitochondrial function, the potential role of these and other organelles. Stop right there. Because mitochondria got some bloods and crypts shit going on. I'm going to show you the ops. <laughs> I'm going to show you the ops. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me a second. I'm going to go use the bathroom. I'm going to show you the ops. Yeah, there's there's ops inside the cells. And the shit just goes down. This is how it'd be exciting for me to keep studying it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so much going on on the inside. That I don't see how it's boring to people. Since I was a kid, I found this shit exciting. Right? Anyway. Anyway. 
what is it? What Yo, is we got to get out of that Illuminati mindscape. But now I'm starting to really get like, you know, what is it? What is it? Selling your soul is a really serious thing. Thoughts and emotions combine into a voice. Yep. An electromagnetic signature that articulates choice. Yep. Choice is distinction. Distinction is information. Life as we know it is organized information's incarnation. To create more and store more the alpha magma. Codified and chemist is the falcon's plasma. Satan is a trick. Blatant as a dick to be complacent in the shit makes you a patient that is sick. The truth is, you are a true star. Your caterpillar construction cocoons a new star. The real definition of selling your soul first is trading, becoming stellar for a star on Earth. Second, you help block creation, illumination, separating information, billions of years in accumulation. Blindly, nigga, we couldn't be more stupid. Sound becomes light. Life is raw music. <laughs> The etymology of photography is the right with light. Big Willie, well I am, type of hype, get it? Do you understand what footage is? Skin on tree trunks with visual acoustics is. What it mean to own your image and likeness exclusivist? That's your light, clueless kid and a ruthless fist. The image is your soul, the likeness is your swag, and there's no fucking way I trade that for a bag. Your soul is electromagnetic fields. Your voice is the specific frequency it yields. Encoding your thoughts, encoding your emotion. When those waves collapse, the culture's your commotion. Nigga, keep your guns, your squeeze proper. Culture vultures is cowards and eavesdroppers. The digital age, we clearly got a label. Sound becoming light, it's a periodic table. How we didn't know rap could get that big. Buzz's biology underwriting zigzag zig. That's why the buzz. After the goosebumps and my shit creating new mumps, bass sicker than flu pumps. Swinging like it's noose hung. Ain't no stopping us, infecting the whole populace. Shining like phosphorus. The fiends say, I'm all type of dope. I make a photon of firework like a microscope. Okay, this is the ops right here. Hold on, let me show you. Let me show you this guy. Cause this is a problem and then, you know, the goofballs don't know nothing about this. So they might start discussing it later. Mm. Let me see. This guy right here, bro. This is the ops. I'm telling you right now. This is the ops. This nigga here, bro. This guy. So this is what they're showing you, right? So on the right here, this is basically just a cell, and they're showing you all the stuff that's in a cell, right? Are you seeing this good? And you see at the bottom there, I got to respect a gangster because they do officially show you 
melanosomes is up in the building, right? They show you melanosomes right here at the bottom, in the left hand. Excuse me. They show you lysosomes up in the building, right? Microsomes. They show you your mitochondria. They show you endosomes, but they show you these nasty critters right here. These is the ops. I'm telling you right now, these is the ops. And this right here is where it gets very different. This is this is this is this me telling you. Right? This is where it gets very different. These these things, so like mitochondria is in there producing energy, you know, going around producing energy. Them guys right there, the peroxide zones, that's basically what it should be called, a peroxide zone, because they just travel around splashing peroxide all over shit. Those is the ops. So, and not only are those the ops, but if you look, right, what are you looking at? You see that this is a primary site for what? De novo lipogenesis, fatty acid, very long chain fatty acid metabolism, branch chain phytoacetyl-CoA metabolism, right? Beta oxidation. See that? All the shit we discussing. Look, bioacid synthesis, right? All of this is happening in here. And, and no one's really discussing this with you, right? So those is the ops. It's definitely some other shit going on up in the cells, like little, little clicks and gang wars. And, you know, yeah, so those are the ops. Anyway, <clears throat> oxidative stress and insulin resistance, reactive oxygen species is a valuable signaling mechanism that potentiates many positive metabolic adaptations. However, now, that's describing reactive oxygen species, free radicals, um, in the context of hormesis, right? Negative stimulation, right, creates positive overstimulation and preparation, kind of the basis for inoculation, I mean, inoculations and vaccines later on, right? <clears throat> Reactive, I'll read it again. Reactive oxygen species is a valuable signaling mechanism that potentiates many positive metabolic adaptations. However, chronically heightened oxidative stress could play a significant role in inducing insulin resistance. Chronically heightened reactive oxygen species production is linked to insulin resistance via a more positive redox potential derived from higher h2o2 emission somebody in the chat please tell everybody what h2o2 is 
I remember being in the staircase with Tony when Tony was a little girl, like how Aubrey and Kylie are now. And Tony was my cameraman. And we had the little tiny, um, yo, this shit was crazy, bro. We had, uh, um, it shit was damn near eight by 11, like, like, like an eight by 11 size whiteboard. And we was living on 173rd Street in, this is in the Bronx. And it was a little three-story building we lived in. And um, yeah, it was a Dominican lady on the second floor and on the first floor, I forgot what they was doing, but they had, they was moving Coke and everything out of the Dominican lady. So it was a lot of shit going on in that building. I just wanted to move us out of that building. It was a lot of rats and roaches and mice and just shootouts. Like it was crazy right there. But, um, you know, we got, you know, I got my little $40 camcorder from the um pawn shop <laughs> and um those same three floors flights of steps is the same three flights of steps that i was walking amber up and down up and down up and down to do her rehab because the rehab place they were sent her to they know what the fuck they was doing but anyway i like glue taped the whiteboard to the wall and our first videos of minister inky was right there Tony was the cameraman. And the reason why this is all coming back to my memory right now is because one of the first things I talked about was this water thing, this relationship of water, right? And you have, let me put it on this thing. Let me show you. Okay, let's go back over here to our scrap page. Right? Okay, we got our scrap page. Let's go over here. Oh, damn, I shouldn't have deleted all that. Okay, use this, right? So you got H2O, right? Now, H2O is your regular water, right? Then you got H2O2, which is the problem child. Right, that's peroxide. Then you got H2O3, which is your structured water. Right, so I was talking about this in those early videos, and then uh, this guy here, right, off to the side, right, because this guy has a bunch of family. <laughs> this guy here got a bunch of family 
like them, the family that always start in trouble in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. You know the little guy with mad brothers and sisters that be starting problems? That's this guy. But this is the ammonia team. This is team ammonia, right? Hydrogen is involved in, in team ammonia. Anyway, but this is your water, your water family, right? So this is regular water. This is hydrogen peroxide. And then this right here is structured water, right? Now I wanna show y'all something real. Nah, I ain't even gonna show y'all that. Anyway, just know you cannot get from here to here without this guy, the problem. So anyway, it just, it just took me back to the, you know what I'm saying? And then I, when y'all think my views is low now, no, 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 no. <laughs> My views was low then. It took me three months to get 50 views on a video. And that was such an achievement for us. We all went to a uh, raw playland. It's like, <clears throat> like maybe a 40 minute drive from the Bronx, 30 minutes or something. They got like video games, movie theaters, restaurants. Like we had a whole celebration about this shit. Me and Tony accomplishing 50 views. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway. All right. Where was we at? Chronically heightened reactive oxy oxygen species production is linked to insulin resistance via a more positive redox potential derived from higher H2O2 emission. That's peroxide. Right. Elegantly described by Fisher, Wellman, and Neufer, oxidative stress induces a global shift in the redox environment to a more oxidized state, promoting the activation of stress-sensitive serine threonine kinases. All right, hold on. Remember what I, how I explained to you redox, right? Reduction and oxidation, right? So it's like little micro circuits of acids and alkalines or acids and bases connecting where electrons are moving. Now, if you're in a space where you have more reduction going on, you're Gucci, right? That means there's more electrons being added to your body which is what you need because remember your body is acid right your body is made out of amino acids your bones your skin your pigments your collagen fascia organs everything amino acids so you need to feed these things all electricity electrons right or at least feed the cells that so that the mitochondria in those cells, in those tissues, can go ahead and do their thing with the ATP, blah, blah, blah. What this is saying is that when you start to have more free radical production, you have a shift 
from electrons feeding the tissues to the tissues bleeding electrons. That's what they're saying specifically when they go um, a more positive redox potential derived from higher peroxide emission. That means your body is dying. Your tissues are losing light production. They're losing light production because they're losing the electrons that keep the chain moving. They're losing the protons because those are a part of the water molecules, right, that power those pumps. So you got, that's why you, so overall, the entire magic of the mitochondria and the ATP and all that out the window, right? Because you're having more peroxide production, right? Which in turn leads to subsequent, now hold on, before we go any further, I gotta add this part in, that Your melanin, I know y'all damn near tired about me saying this melanin shit, but I, I just wonder what y'all thought we was doing with this. Maybe y'all just thought melanin versus diabetes was a cute thing. Like, oh, that's, that's so cute that Inky said. Inky, Inky, that's a nice, say, you know, that's nice. Maybe y'all thought that I put this together so that I could say like, you know, black folks against diabetes in like a stylish way. No, 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 no. I'm trying to tell you what, what this is a very easy way to communicate all of what's happening in the complicated biochemistry. So just like melanocytes produce melanin, melanocytes also produce a... Um, an antioxidant called catalase, right? And catalase catalase comes along. Dun, dun, dun. How do we want catalase to look? Eh, we'll just make it a, a weird circle, a squared circle, a rounded square, right? So this is going to be catalase. Catalase is going to come. Wait, how do I make something like a Pac-Man? I want something to eat this. Um, yeah, I can't. Uh, what if... Oh no, the smallest it'll go is three. Um oh I could have did that. Actually, let me go back. We could have lived with the four. Mm-mm. All right, 
just do that like that. And then let's put this on top of it, cover up the rest so we can make that into like a mouth. Listen, that's the best I could do. <laughs> right? So <laughs> that's going <laughs> to chew that up. Right? That's going to chew that up. And then it's going to turn it into this. Gonna poop. I'm gonna make that like some poop. Yeah. Well, doesn't really look like poop, but you get the idea. All right. So that's what catalase does. Right? That's what catalase does. Catalase turns the hydrogen peroxide back into regular water and oxygen. So now the cell has the cells producing fresh water inside its own self. Right? But <clears throat> I watched a goofy guy that was trying to steal my material. You know him, Kevin Gates. He had an interview on one of them big sports platforms. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, the 40 day, you know, the 40 day fast where I, where I 40 day fasted and, you know, your body's producing its own water and blah, blah, blah. Mixing up what I'm saying with some other keto shit he didn't heard from somewhere because a part of metabolizing fat is the production of internal water. But we just <laughs> spent six hours learning that black folks, it doesn't work like that. What we're going to be getting is peroxide. Yeah. So what we'll be doing, Kevin Gates, so you need to stay in student mode, champ. Let the Let the professor handle it. Elegantly described by Fisher, Wellman, and Neufer, oxidative stress induces a global shift in redox environment to a more oxidative state, promoting the activation of stress-sensitive serine and threonine kinases, which in turn leads to subsequent serine and theranine phosphorylation of IRS1 and downstream signaling proteins to limit insulin sensitivity. The notion of heightened oxidative stress and lower antioxidant capacity, glutathione and superoxide dismutase, have been observed in African-Americans both in vivo and in vitro, regardless of obesity. So let's take that off the table. Now, yo, Inky, you sure I need to do all this stuff? Because... You know, I'm I'm good. 
I'm like, what you mean you good? What are you talking about, bro? No, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm healthy. <laughs> yeah, I'll be laughing at niggas. <laughs> yeah, yo, somebody might not be fat, but they standing there, right? <clears throat> and they puffing a cigarette while we having this conversation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm good. There's no such a thing as good. I'm not good. Okay. I'm a black man that lives in Michigan. This is not my environment. It is no good. Okay. You're all right. Okay. But you need to get better and you need to continuously work at it. So you create the habits. The habits are what's the most important thing. Something's going to happen to everybody. It's like a test in school. And this is how I explain study habits to um, my daughter when she was little. Um, because school naturally came easy to her, right? So she had terrible study habits. And I'm like, listen, I'm on you. You know, I'm on you because these What's going to happen is based on, you know, how we, you know, just our culture, the stuff in school is like, you just, oh, dad, this is, you know what they just starting to learn? I'm like, when you get to high school, though, uh -uh. they're going to shift you around. They're going to notice you got bad study habits and high grades. And what's that going to do? They're going to move your class. They're going to start giving you different material. They will, they will find your weakness. They're going to put you in a space where you're not going to be able to keep up if you're not, if you don't develop work ethic and study habits. That's kind of the same thing with your health. You cool right up until you're not cool. And when you're not cool, it's your habits that you're going to fall back on. And if you already have habits where you understand isometrics, calisthenics, right? First of all, it's going to prevent things from happening. But when they do happen, if they do happen, you already have the habits. You already are used to supplements, exercise, certain type of, you know, so it's second nature. You go right into your program. So something that might kill the neighbor. When it hits you, eh, you might be down for two days or three days or something. Yeah, you go right into your bag. You don't have to order anything from anywhere. You already got cabinets full of all kinds of shit. You know, yeah. You already season your food a certain type of way. So there's already certain types of things floating around, you know, just on GP. Habits. So anyway, all right. <sighs> Glutathione, blah, blah, blah. The heightened efficiency of the what is this? 
give me so many acronyms. Uh, try to remember these acronyms. <clears throat> I don't know what this stands for. ETS. The heightened efficiency of the ETS potentiates a higher mitochondrial membrane potential and with tight coupling to ATP synthase instills higher cellular energetic levels. In an elevated redox state, back pressure is generated and applied on electrons attempting to enter the ET. Oh. Dumb nigga. All right, my bad. My bad. The heightened efficiency of the electron transport system potentiates a higher mitochondrial membrane potential and with tight coupling to ATP synthase instills higher cellular energetic levels. That's an ATP to ADP ratio. In an elevated redox state, back pressure is generated and applied on electrons attempting to enter the electron transport system. And any excess of reducing equivalence is mitigated via electron leak. At rest, electron leak is particularly heightened as the system is in its most reduced state. Furthermore, in this state, the emission of superoxides will be highly influenced by changes to the membrane potential. Accordingly, an oversupply, i.e. overnutrition, of electrons to the electron transport system will increase the chance of electron leak and promote free radical formation. So, the more food you eat, the more electrons you bombard your mitochondria with. The more you bombard the mitochondria with, because remember, if you're equatorial, uh, your body doesn't want to store fat because your body doesn't like to metabolize it. So your body is trying to just get rid of all of it right now. And that's too much. It's too much. Remember the original blueprint, right? Eight hours a day to eat, eight hours a day to digest, eight hours a day to cleanse, you know, excrete, right? Um, then we switch that to the 13 and 7 rule to make it easier on people while at the same time pushing autophagy a little bit higher. Right. It's a lot more people friendly than Elijah Muhammad. Elijah Muhammad was just like, look, eat one time a day and call it a day. That's like saying you got a 23 and one rule because it's going to take you a little less than, you know, I'm giving you an hour. Eat what you can eat in an hour and cool out. I'm giving you seven hours. But that's why them old school Nation of Islam guys, they age well. You know, because they eating one time a day. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I 
they're supposed to be. <laughs> you say that, right? But now there's other stuff that goes with eating one time a day. Because if you eat one time a day, then, you know, the addiction kicks in and that turns the Elijah Muhammad blueprint, it weaponizes it, right? So what do I mean by that? If you decide, okay, dope, Inky, you co-signing it, so I'm going to jump on it. We, we, You said Sabi was doing it down at his property, stopping people from eating. And the other thing he was doing down there was they was getting the water from the, 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 uh, the lava. You know, it was a, it's a volcano or some mountains or something. They got that super, super water down there. So that's what Sabi was talking about with the alkaline water, not no Cajun bullshit. But anyway, um, when you starving, the addiction of all the stuff that you want to eat is, is on you, right? So when that one meal comes around, Instead of making that a super highly nutritious meal where taste is not the driving factor, most people that do the one meal a day, that one meal a day, first of all, in their mind, they gas themselves up and said, no, I'm eating one meal a day, so I'm good. Second thing is they're going to eat primarily for the tongue instead of the body. So it's going to be a bunch of feel-good stuff because in their mind, they already only eating one meal a day. So, yeah, I can eat as much as I want and I can eat whatever I want. So let me go ahead and get that chicken right there. Yeah, that barbecue on it. Matter of fact, put some extra barbecue on that. Let me get that mac and cheese. Okay, uh, well... The messenger said the navy beans, so we'll just go ahead and take those pork and beans. Yeah, put that on there. Uh, what else y'all got? Give me them yant. Just having Thanksgiving every day. So one time a day, you're eating a meal with no nutrition in it. <laughs> Tons of sugar. <laughs> so it backfires. It backfires, you know. Um, so it really... You know, you got to be realistic about it. There are some people I know that can really handle eating one time a day and eating nutritiously that one time, you know. Um, but if you can't, maybe two meals a day is better. So you get the nutrition. The nutrition is the most important thing. You'd rather just eat nothing. If you're, if you're not going to get no nutrition in, then you... <laughs> anyway. All right, where we at? Furthermore, in this state, the emission of superoxides will be highly influenced by changes to the membrane potential. Accordingly, oversupply, overnutrition of electrons to the electron transport system will increase the chance of electron leak and promote free radical formation. Considering the higher mitochondria efficiency and lower resting metabolic rate and total energy expenditure in African-Americans, this population would be more susceptible to nutrition-derived increases in reactive oxygen species. Yo, if you're a Mason, you know what I'm talking about. You know the icky? 
where you got to know what it says in order to know what it says because it's not complete words. <laughs> That's how this shit is. <laughs> they give you a bunch of acronyms and you got to know what these acronyms is or you just don't. Like they don't want John Q public reading. Instagram already gave me a warning. I've been broadcasting on YouTube and Instagram. Instagram gave me a warning. When I put the breakdown of the glucose and all that up there with the acetyl-CoA, they gave me a warning. Said we deleting this video. <laughs> Watch your step, nigga. Go back to black folks killing each other or falling down, busting their head, shit like that, crashing on motorcycles. Post that. You're good. <laughs> Post some sex or some violence. You're good. Don't start posting this glucose carbon. Don't do that. While the influence of overnutrition is associated with the development of insulin resistance, it does not explain the higher susceptibility seen in healthy African-Americans. Thus, mechanisms that could contribute to the heightened reactive oxygen species production should be explored. In African-Americans, we postulate that the increase in reactive oxygen species production may stem from differential mitochondrial substrate oxidation and together with lower antioxidant capacity leads to a higher propensity to insulin resistance. While such mechanisms have not been directly tested, we will provide a theoretical premise behind possible means that could augment reactive oxygen species production. Relative oversupply of fatty acids. The uptake accumulation and potential for lipid oxidation varies across muscle fiber types with slow twitch muscle fibers having the highest potential for lipid oxidation. Make it plain, Brother Malcolm. The uptake accumulation and potential for lipid oxidation varies across muscle fiber types with slow twitch muscle fibers having the highest potential for lipid oxidation. Well, it can't be made any plainer than that. Since you have the lowest amount of slow twitch fibers, once again, I'm going to say it again, keto is not for you. Neither is any of these raw meat diets or meat diets at all. Right? In African-American, independent of caloric surplus, there is a potential for a relative oversupply of fatty acids to oxidative fibers contingent upon the inadequacy of glycolytic fibers to oxidize fatty acids. This creates a surplus and potentiates a shunt of fatty acids towards oxidative fibers in a process analogous to cell-cell lactate shuttling. similar to the problem you have with milk. However, the predominantly higher glycolytic to oxidative muscle fiber ratio seen in African-American could result in substrate oversaturation of oxidative fibers contributing to the fiber type specific 
lipotoxicity, as well as reactive oxygen species. While evidence regarding this mechanism is scarce, the combination of lower oxidative capacity and shifted ratio of glycolytic to oxidative muscle fibers could contribute to muscle lipid accumulation and subsequently lower insulin sensitivity. An oversupply of fatty acids has been shown to generate higher reactive oxygen species production. Fatty acid-induced reactive oxygen species production calls for the oversaturation of electrons at the Q-pool via beta oxidation and FAD-linked substrates. Considering that the entrance of electrons to the Q-pool via cytochrome 2 is not constrained by membrane potential, a increase in beta oxidation would allow for a further reduction in the Q-pool. In such a reduced state, the Q-pool has limited ability to accept electrons from cytochrome 1 and could result in the reverse flow of electrons to cytochrome 1. Furthermore, the reduction of the Q-pool will increase the reducing equivalence towards cytochrome 3 and elicit cytochrome 3-specific electron leaks. Together, these mechanisms account for the increase in superoxide production. Potential for this mechanism to be in part responsible for heightened reactive oxygen species production in African-Americans would be dependent on the relative fatty acid oversupply to oxidative muscle fibers. However, this hypothesis needs to be tested before any association can be assumed. Glycolytic flux and reactive oxygen production. Considering the predominance of glycolytic flux in African-Americans, it would be reasonable to postulate that there is a preeminent provision of glycerol-3-phosphate, G3P, malate aspartate shuttles, and lactate shuttle to transfer the electrons produced in glycolysis to the electron transport system. While no significant difference in maximum ADP-stimulated respiration via NAD-linked substrates has been shown between muscle fibers using high-resolution respirometry, some difference persists in the respiration capacity with G3P. Moreover, while the G3P shuttle is not exclusive to glycolytic fibers, there is a four to tenfold higher respiration in the presence of G3P when compared to oxidative muscle fibers, which is consistent with a higher dependence on glycolysis. The G3P shuttle allows for cytosolic reducing equivalence to enter directly into the Q-pool via mitochondrial G3P dehydrogenase. Independent of the membrane potential, the mechanism of G3P-derived reactive oxygen species production can be seen as analogous to the Q-pool reduction via beta-oxidation-derived FADH. Considering that electron input Considering that electron input to Q-pool 
in either case is not constricted, while the complete absence of succinate is not probable, lower succinate dehydrogenase is observed in African-Americans. Now, they're getting redundant. They're getting redundant to the end of this thing. So <clears throat> bear with me. To mitigate the high redox state and oxidize cytosolic NADH, other shuttles such as MAS and LS might be active. Via MAS, electrons from cytosolic NADH are brought to the mitochondrial matrix where they are fed directly to cytochrome 1. Provision of the MAS maximizing NAD reduction and minimizing FADH2 production at the level of the tricarbolic acid cycle. It must be noted that entrance in the cytosolic NADH-derived electrons into the mitochondrial matrix via MAS is driven by the proton motive force and enhanced by the increasing membrane potential. Okay. So, again... We're back to that FO motor clock, right? We're back to that FO motor clock. In terms of reactive oxygen species production in muscle, higher MAS provision and oxidation of MAS supporting substrates results in a substantial increase in H2O emission at the level of C1 and C3 and alpha-ketoglutarate. Additionally, impermeabilized muscle fibers, a continual source of reactive oxygen species emission, has been observed at the level of pyruvate dehydrogenase complexes. This emission of ROS was further observed to be exacerbated with low glutathione levels and dependent on pyruvate availability. Now, this is that Sabi uh, lingo here, right? He blamed a lot of autoimmune disease based on, and he kept saying anemia, but unless you looked up and really understood biochemistry, you didn't know that he wasn't talking about anemia. He was talking about another thing called hemolytic anemia. Hemolytic anemia is when your, your cells are breaking down. What is happening over there? Okay, come on, guys. I love you all. <laughs> I love you all. Be good. Right? I know we've been here for a long time and y'all getting cranky. It's almost eight hours. 
right? Go get you something sugary to snack on. <laughs> Go eat something sweet. Go eat something sweet. C1, C3, alpha ketoglutarase, blah, 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 blah. All right. Now, as a major producer, stay on target, folks. We almost home. This article has <clears throat> three more. That's the, I would be lying. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, seven more pages and we're done. Even though last night it took us three hours to do three pages. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do that because they're getting redundant. So it'd be easier for me to move through this. Plus, we kind of covered a lot of the stuff already. So it'd be easy to just kind of get through these key points. As a major producer of lactic acid, the LS is highly active in both anaerobic and aerobic conditions within the skeletal muscle. Considering that the interconversation, this is the mic, just in case y'all don't know what I'm doing. Considering that the interconversion, I said conversation, considering that the interconversion of pyruvate, the lactic, to lactate via lactate dehydrogenase is coupled with the oxidation of NADH. The LS serves to bring cytosolic NADH to the mitochondria. In muscle, mitochondrial basal respiration and coupling with lactate has been seen to closely resemble that of pyruvate. On the other hand, Higher mitochondrial respiration and similar coupling with lactate were observed even when equal amounts of lactate and pyruvate are supplied to isolated mitochondria. But this is a non-physiological state considering that the amount of lactate exceeds that of pyruvate in vivo. Interestingly, muscle mitochondrial respiration with lactate shows a trend toward higher peroxide production at the level of lactate targeting enzymes. Additionally, considering that lactate entering the mitochondria will be oxidized to pyruvate, the provision of LS could have an implication in reactive oxygen production at the site of mitochondria. Okay. We might not have to go through the rest of this. I'm going to be honest. <clears throat> Let me see what, what else is relevant to our study in the inky cycle. Because I want y'all to be able to. I know after 30 minutes, concentration gets crazy. After three hours, P 
people are like, <laughs> this is just, this is just my love thing. So I, yeah, but I'm not, I don't want to force people to try to, you know, keep up. Just, let me see here. Uh, association of mitochondrial dynamics with insulin resistance in African-Americans display altered gene expression. Okay, now we got to do it with this. Association of mitochondrial dynamics with insulin resistance in African-Americans. African-Americans display altered gene expression and protein content responsible for mitochondrial membrane transport, fission and fusion. Fission and fusion is how mitochondria reproduce, right? Mitochondria come together, like two of them can make it themselves into one. And when it's time to make more, one mitochondria could just split into multiple. Like, it's crazy. Which may contribute to the differences in mitochondrial bioenergetics between races. Trans, transacylase, transacylase tafazin, that's, that's actually a word, tafazin. Just work with me. <laughs> the acronym is TAS, right? A mitochondrial membrane transport protein plays a key role in alleviating high-fat diet-induced insulin resistance, inflammation, and palmitate-induced impairments in insulin signaling. Interestingly, African-American women have lower TAS gene expression in skeletal muscle which could contribute to the disparities in mitochondria function seen between the races. In addition, skeletal muscle, in addition to skeletal muscle tasks, lower exp expression of TIM8A and TIM17B, uh, which are um, basically like ports, because I don't want to keep, you know, it's getting crazy and technical. I said it's getting a little redundant. But these ports are where electrons and things come into the mitochondria. Right? So it's saying that women have less of these. This means that they have a lower capacity for mitochondrial fission and fusion, as well as a potential for altered overall mitochondrial functioning. So this is why, now we break it from the article, this is why you ladies got to knock off the dumb shit, respectively. Okay? Stop saying that you don't want to exercise because you scared that you're going to get facial hair and stop that. That's an excuse to be lazy. Your genes mean that you need more exercise than your man does. So technically, he doing 100 push-ups. You should probably be doing 150. Not the opposite way around, where he's doing more than you. Okay? You're twice as impacted. Finally... 
Moreover, it is important to note that skeletal muscle content has also been shown to be lower in African-Americans when compared uh, skeletal muscle content of F1S1 and MFN2 have been lower in African-Americans than Caucasians. Okay. They come to other factors. They name uh, UCP. Now, why is UCP important? Because UCP has everything to do with brown fat. Right? UCP has everything to do with brown fat and the whole idea of getting into cold baths, cold showers, ice tubs, and all of those things. UCP3 is abundant in glycolytic muscle fibers with low oxidative capacity, suggesting that an efflux of fatty acids may be protective against accumulation of fatty acids in the mitochondrial matrix. In addition to UCP3, UCP2 is expressed in various tissues, including skeletal muscle, and in part serves to uncouple respiration which subsequently affects energy expenditure. <clears throat> conclusions. We're just gonna go right to conclusions so we don't do anything redundant. Considering the complex nature and lack of understanding of the cellular processes, future researchers should strive to elucidate Molecular mechanisms governing peripheral insulin resistance in African Americans. Furthermore, considering that the association of intramyocellular lipid accumulation and insulin resistance is weak, even after numerous in vivo studies, research should turn towards ex vivo studies that could help delineate molecular premises behind potential impairments in insulin signaling. Finally, Considering that very few authors have investigated the relationship and influence of mitochondria outcomes on insulin resistance in African-Americans, more should be carried out to assess and establish the model of mitochondrial bioenergetics in this population, specifically the areas of mitophagy, which is autophagy specific to mitochondria, <clears throat> And mitochondrial calcium homeostasis. Oh, my God. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. If you get the Horace and Set book, you'll find out why that's crazy. Um, homeostasis have been implicated in the development of metabolic disease that remain largely unexplored across different races. The focus on mitochondrial bioenergetics will also help elucidate the inherent lower energy expenditure in African-Americans versus Caucasians and could provide future targets to prevent obesity and type 2 diabetes in this population collectively. These recent findings represent a new frontier in mitochondrial bioenergetics between races. And it should say right after that, Thanks to Dr. Inky and the Melanin vs. Diabetes crew for bringing this to the forefront. Send that nigga some cash apps because it's much easier 
to deal with Dr. Inky's information than it is the Charlie Brown teachers. And not to mention, we'd be way ahead of the time. Hi, my name is Wusia. Freemasonry is the largest and most successful fraternity on earth, and it's black. If we are going to celebrate anything during Black History Month, it should be Freemasonry. 